Welcome back, everyone, to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, where if you give us a couple hours, we'll give you the world of the DCU. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. And this is episode number 238, baby. It is 238, and here we are in the official unofficial podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where you can go and check out all of our written reviews for almost all the books tonight. There is a book at the very end that was not reviewed on the site. Oh, my. A little bit of a protest, but we will be talking about it. You'll have to wait and see what that is. Uh, But you can also find us on Twitter at WeirdScienceDC, and go over and support us on our Patreon account at Patreon.com slash WeirdScience where you'll get a ton of shows, including the Weekly Spotlight. In the DC Weekly Spotlight, we did Action Comics number 1013 and Batman Curse of the White Knight number one. Uh, You know, pretty much one of those is a little more popular, a little more important than the other. Of course, I'm talking Action Comics number 1013, right? Oh, my. You sound sick tonight, Eric. You don't sound well. No, I'm not sick. I just oh, happened to you, smoke a lot last night when I was at the oh, bar, and it is affecting oh me my. tonight. So you did go to the bar. Oh, but I yes, did. It is, it is definitely uh, affecting your vocals here. Can you oh, give me no. this? Me, 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 me. Can you do me, that? Can me, you give me, me. La, 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 la. Now I'll be like, la, la, la. <laughs> I would go to record, and all I heard is, if I was a rich man. I'd I'm like, you shut your mouth, <laughs> you stupid jerk. But yeah, if you want to go and listen to those two books the only way you're going to get those is on patreon which leads me into next week next week is annuals week (gasps) not a ton of books you know there's not a ton of books coming out they've had some weird annuals weeks over the past couple times that they popped up where they're playing catch up and things like this this seems more of an accurate annuals week Uh, but if you want to listen to it if you want to be involved you have to go over to the patreon because it will be patreon only as all annuals weeks are exclusive exclusive and pretty low gem as we always want to point out yeah because of that well, we get a little bit of a break. Uh, the annuals week actually ends up being a little bit of a break. We still end up doing the same amount of work, but we don't have to do it on every day of the week. We can just wait till the weekend. And also, there's never a ton of books there. But I know some people, Eric, I know some people out there will definitely be able to Which listen. Which people? To that, they are the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep boop. Beep, boop. And we're going to salute them here. They're going to be listening. And we're going to start with Dalton Edom, Christian Falls, Ken Halleck, Francisco L. Rock III, Lady Abby, John Jack, Nick Adams, Mark Jaeger, T Funk, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, Batman Beyond Mark, who we'll hear from later when he does his Batman Beyond review, David Fink, Manship. I haven't heard Manship. a lot from Manship this week. I wonder what he's up to. Somebody I have heard from is Brandy Murray up there in Buffalo. Uh, this coming up week, his wife will be giving birth to a baby. We Gross. have Bobby. Reggie. Reggie was on the men. He says that he is progressing a lot quicker than they had told him he would. He's very proud awesome. of that, and so am I. Joseph Wojcik. Uh, We want to welcome him. He's a new badass. Just joined up today. Welcome. And we appreciate that. Welcome. I hope I said his name right. Be a superhero and home business podcast by Ron Saunders. It's a crazy name for a crazy podcast. We have Dave J, Andrew and Belfast, Comic Boom, Rocky, D-Men 3000, All New Dave, Carlos Ian, Chester McJerk, 
Brian King, Jolly Drew, my man Pete from NYC, Pauly P. Right said Fred was too sexy for Eric G, Cellar Dweller, Ulysses Jones. I Uh-oh. knew I was going to mess up. I talked too much, Akeem. <laughs> Double A on Monty. What did I say? I didn't mess up, Eric. Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, our man Rob Lewis, Lone Wolf Mar, and I, I should say this like real long so it lets Ruben. Sit go. here, you're, play- you're telling stories time during the song. Like you're playing the devil's hand yeah. right there, sir. It's because I started again, but we had a couple uh, new uh, jumpers on. I-, I will, I will tell you, Joseph. I blame him for joining up. It's all his fault, Eric, for joining in. Now, with this, uh, I did get a, a message from Bobby. Uh, today and it really oh, nice. made me happy because I haven't talked to Bobby a lot recently. Yeah, and she gave me a message that she said, "If we are interested in making a wrong turn puppet, she'll make it for us." And it made me <laughs> laugh so much. I'm telling you, my uh, all afternoon I was just thinking of all the fun I like of having him. a wrong turn puppet. I'm, I'm I gonna don't get know. Old. I'm going to talk to her more about that. So that would be fun. But yeah, thank you, all of the badasses. Thanks, everybody. Can you imagine page, having a wrong turn puppet there and just putting on a video with that wrong turn rap you did, doing like a wrong turn puppet rap oh, video? Oh, that's one of the things I was thinking of. We'd have that, oh, but God, with so that, good. it just opens up the floodgates of all the other puppets I want. I need Gonorrhea Dave. I need all of these Nobody puppets. Nobody needs Gonorrhea Dave. Yes, we do need Gonorrhea Dave. What was the character that I was doing this week? I can't even remember that I was yelling about. and we I, I Ronald can't, Reagan. Oh, no, it was not Ronald oh. Reagan. It was something that we were talking about. And I said, oh, that's a new character. I can't remember now. But that's that's uh, fun and games right there, Eric. That That's what you do. Bring Rich up stuff Little that you was can't your remember. character, right? No, no. It was oh. something like Rich, though. But we'd have to talk about it later. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks, everybody, on the Patreon. We're coming to the end thank of the you. month. So thank you for our, your support. And everybody listening, if you want to become part of the Patreon, like I said, go to patreon.com slash weirdscience. And you can listen to next week's annuals show and have some fun like that but we're going to go off now with the books now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love the meat and the cheese that we crave Yes, and it's time for the books, and we have a bunch tonight. If you want to, again, go and read the reviews, go over to WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where you can read the reviews for most of these that we're going to be talking about. And we're going to start with three books, and the first one is going to be Detective Comics. And I, I enjoyed... 
a bunch of these books enough this week. I, I can't right. say that I'm going to be, you know, Mr. Negative, but it, it's like, I don't know. They just don't seem to matter much, most of them. Uh, they just seem to be like there. And, uh, you know, I did like the White Knight book that we talked about on the Patreon yeah. deal, but that's an Elseworlds story. And we've been talking with a lot of people in the Patreon, that, you know, about the idea of I need more than just really good Elseworlds stories. And it does seem like most of my favorites right now or the Elseworlds stuff. I need the regular books. I need the regular line to kind of catch up with those and, and be just as good. I'm hoping that happens. I don't know. As we're going through all these offers, though, we'll talk later about Wonder Woman. Obviously, we're going to be starting with Detective Comics. These offers and this year of the villain, I, I couldn't put my thumb on exactly what it was at one point. Now I'm kind of getting around to, okay, I get it. But what it means to me is just every book's going to get interrupted. Yeah. And it, it just kind of throws me off a bit. And, well, and what, some that was of the- my biggest problem to Just League Dark that we're going to talk about in this section as well. It's like, all right, have we just got rid of the Lords of Order, that whole big thing where you can finally get to the other kind. Oh, shit, Cersei got an offer. I guess yeah. we're not going to deal with that right away. And so with that, this is where I'm going to wrap this all around into what I, you know, almost like in a, with a bow. Oh, and a big present for you, Eric. The ones like that presents. aren't getting the offers are obviously, you know, the, the Elseworlds Elseworld stuff. Yeah. They're not going to get it. So it makes me more, you know, into you with those even more. Oh, I'll be the greatest. It'd be so funny. <laughs> All, of All of a sudden, sudden I show up. I, not even the Elseworlds one, but this thing of like a time traveling doom bot goes to the 35 years of the future to go give, you know, the uh, yeah. a, the false face of Batman yeah, Beyond Batman a freaking Beyond. offer. Like, I don't, oh, I don't no. think I know what you're doing here, Lex. Oh, I'm, I'm telling from the future. This you, didn't work better, out for you. It's like boop, boop, boop. There goes the doom bot. Hello, Hitler. Do I oh, have no. a? Do I have an offer for you? That'd now is be, it time hey, traveling there, or is it just going to Earth X? That's that's going to Earth X. I would All right. say. Uh, so you'd have to do that. But yeah. So when you get these offers, and we again we talk about it later, you know, a bit in the Wonder Woman book. Uh, I'll, I'll spell it out. We've already recorded that. But so when we were talking about it, like, okay, we're kind of getting on board. You a little more than me. But then you just sit there and like, oh well, now we're gonna have to deal with Cheetah. You have this, but the the thing though is when we're going into this detective comics here at least tomasi has planned it out a little if it was mistake or whatever that he is kind of at a point where he can just start that story you're not interrupting in the middle of a story like a lot of these other books are and it's affecting more of the books that are tending to go with not traditional arcs, not, Long you know, runs. the way they're, yeah, yeah. So, and and that's something that we didn't get a lot of at DC before, because I remember when Azarello was on Wonder Woman, this kind of blew people's minds in the new 52 of the idea, oh my God, you know, it, it, we're at issue 26 and it's still kind of the first arc. It's a long deal. Now it seems like that is the way to go for a lot of these books. So it, it does throw you off. Like you said, when we talk about JLD later, Whatever. Uh, But we're going to talk about Detective Comics number 1008 here. By the end, when we do get the offer, I actually, because this is kind of a one shot story, I was kind of like, all right, well, that's cool. We'll go to that. Even though though it's it's so funny, though, because I'll, I'll reveal to you. That's not really the case. It is funny because he's starting another story next issue. Well, he's starting another story next issue with this 
Mr. Freeze thing. Did Solicit Sal come over and tell you about yeah, this? Yeah, so Solicit Sal told me that he's starting a Deadshot story in two <laughs> weeks, that Mr. Freeze will be part of like a backup with it. But I don't mind that either because yeah. you'll be telling both, that, you know, so here we go. Yeah, Solicit right. Sal, he came over. He's not a very happy guy. He came no. over and slapped me right in the face and told me I kind better wise jerk. up. Yeah, yes. He told me I better wise up that people are on to me. I Why didn't know what that meant. You got nothing in the fridge here. I He's come like, over hey, once a month. Listen you here. Have nothing in the fridge. I got the solicits here for you, buddy. What, what's going on here? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, Sal. Get the freak out of here. Detective Comics number 1008. <laughs> hey, I don't want to have a potty mouth. I'm no Eric Shea. Written by <laughs> Peter J. Tomasi. <laughs> Artist by Doug Mankey, Jaime Mendoza, Dave Barron, and Rob Lee. Tomasi gives us a little Joker one shot before getting to his Deadshot story starting next issue. Yeah, it's not one for the ages, but at least it has consistent beginning, middle, and end, which the stories in this book by him have not had recently. It doesn't suddenly make me love Tomasi's run, but combined with Mr. Freeze's offer at the end and the idea of a Deadshot story coming up, it might be a start, possibly, because I've Maybe. been down on this run. And and really where I've been down the on it... never the problem of arcs, though. No. Well, that's why the one shot does him well. Because yeah. he, and and really, here's the thing: if this would have been more of a Joker story, uh, and and I'll tell you, it, a lot of people complain that this is very generic. This is very just not meaningful or whatever. I agree, yeah. but that's it's a one shot. So you don't have to make it that you just need to tell me a story where I kind of am not bored and I'm going. It it got towards getting, you know, a little boring, but I, I'm okay with it. I'm telling you, for so, this whole idea where we have the Joker taking over an amusement park and just the idea like with everything that's going on in the rest of the DCU right now with Doom and like, you know, the yeah. Legion of Doom and Perpetual and stuff like this. This essentially is the Joker's end of the world party because he sees what's going down. He's yeah. not really playing along with everybody else. But like, all right, guys, let's have some fun before the world ends. I'm like, yeah, that's not a bad idea for a no, story. No, I didn't here. mind it. I didn't mind it. And uh, so it, it gets a little long winded where they're just walking around. But like you said, it's set up pretty well. It feels more of like something that would come in a special, you know, yeah. if they had a, you know, you're the villain special number two and they showed some things or an annual per se. But as a one shot, it wasn't bad because he doesn't set it up as a mystery. He doesn't set it up with a twist. Basically, it's just this is happening. Batman goes to see what's going on. And because of how it's set up, Joker is allowed to kind of walk around with Batman, talk to him, make some jokes until the end where he kind of gets defeated, but defeated in a way that he gets away. And, you know, you have him later. I mean, it's baby. Yeah, at Bowling Park. And all of a sudden, Jim Gordon's doing freaking Chinatown at the end of this. Gordon, go drag the river for Joker. It's just Bowling Park. I'm like, yeah, what, is, what are you doing? Did you, did you watch Chinatown hey, last baby, night, Jim? What are you doing? Bowling Park. Uh, yeah, so with this, it also felt like one of those, like when we go back in the Back Issues podcast on Patreon or anybody who goes in the DC Universe app, you've done that where you have gone back to a bunch a of, of stories and you come into work and tell me about them. This kind of does feel like an old school, just one shot story that, you know. used to have that with the Joker yeah. where he didn't take over everybody's freaking arc and become this giant thing where he would just show up and then he'd yeah. leave by the end of an issue or two or something like that and then you move yep. on. I'm like, and that's what I like about this whole thing. Now, the weird part was, because of the art style and like we, every time you see the Joker whoever's drawing him wants to draw him differently and the style of art here for the most part I like but I did not care for the way the Joker looked because I actually kept waiting for this not to be the Joker because it looks like his face kept melting or like almost like his yeah. pancake makeup was running off of him Going, like, yeah. I don't think that's the Joker right there it's just the way he looked in this issue though I'm like 
I guess that's just me, and that's what the artist is doing. I just didn't care for the way he looked here. Yeah, uh, I I like the art in general. I wish you, I I always like a little cartoony art for yeah. a Joker deal. It's not quite cartoony. I don't mind it. I do like the idea. You have some callbacks to old things. You have some fun going on. You have at the beginning where Batman ends up being told by Alfred, you know, hey, this thing's gone viral. I think it's one of the first times that in a Batman book something has been mentioned to go viral. Uh, so like, hey, I was scrolling. It, through my Facebook earlier, and it, it just it popped up. It weird, didn't it? <laughs> it was like, oh my, I was watching old cat videos, and this popped up, sir. I was uh, added earlier on Twitter today, sir. Can you please yeah. rise and shine and get to the amusement park post-haste? I'm not sure if it's true. It interrupted my you-porn session, but we'll talk <laughs> about that later, sir. Uh, so, yeah, he ends up, and he, you know, Batman goes, Bruce gets up, and he goes down the pole, which that's fun. You know, yeah. you have some fun things things in this where alfred wants to take the stairs i don't even know where he's like i believe the stairs to the cave beckon i'm like i maybe they didn't because we don't see him again maybe he fell down the stairs uh he but went yeah back then, to his viewport yeah really he now this is like jess leaving the house i mean the minute she leaves oh yes i'm <laughs> gonna get back to away, my research the servant shall play <laughs> when the bat's away the pants will go down he's not real good at rhymes no, uh, you don't not, know he's that not a poet yeah he's not but he doesn't know it that's mentioned later. Uh, so you end up having Joker there. And, you know, the big setup is, hey, you know, Lex is doing all this mumbo jumbo, the world, universe, multiverse. These are all coming to an end. You know, there's this whole idea. Everybody wants to be a god. You know what? I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to yeah, go back to my room. amusement park. Kill yeah, everybody if I over have to. the amusement park. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to treat some, you know, freaking monstrosities nice. And then I'm going to treat some nice people mean. I thought that the one thing that was off Really, I know that it's kind of a cliche or whatever, but please, you should have had the Joker fish in those fish bowls. That it would have been kind of a funny deal. Yeah, you didn't have that though. Um, But yeah, you even go where you get the rules of what's going on by Joker confronting this guy and his wiener stand. Eric, I like to say wiener. Uh, Yeah, and it's funny too. It's like I'm wondering, like, okay, at that point, not really sure about the whole deal. We find out that these neck. The necklaces with his old These school bolo look. ties. Yeah, they end up having, you know, Joker gas there. So he'll end up getting, you know, Jokerized if you don't behave. It's kind of a, a play on the Suicide yeah. Squad. That's kind of funny. But yeah, at one point I'm like, why is he yelling at this guy? The guy obviously is there to sell hot dogs, but now Joker wants to get the hot dogs. It's because he's there against his Well, the worst part fine. is I'm, because we start out with, you know, Alfred giving this viral invitation to Bruce Wayne to get him to go to the, you know, the amusement park to yeah. stop the Joker. I had to think to myself this entire issue. Now, did the Joker show up, put all of these things on the people that were already there, and then force them to continue have. have fun? Or did people actually take the well, invitation? That's go, the and he's thing like, is, oh, while go, I was going on, on. Yes, while I was going on, I'm okay with the idea that people showed up at, at a point because I'm going there. You have some people, you know, sword swallower, flame. Up to but the Joker's the minute, I'm telling you, though, the minute that you had. Not even the guy with the red hots. It was when you see the old people and a bunch of kids. Now I'm thinking like, are these parents that bad that they took their kids to this? I think that he showed up and maybe in a way you don't get it, but I would assume that 
they at Joker ended up kind of getting there ahead of time when you went to get it instead of getting your know your day pass. They're like, oh, put these on. They it, put yeah, them on, like and then that's because yeah. it is such a weird idea with the Joker just being here, no henchmen, no anything no. like that. For the idea that he would be able to take over an entire yeah, park yeah. and make each and individual person put on and, a and it's a shame that, that you gas. don't get that at the beginning. But I assume that as you went in, they handed you these where you had some of his henchmen there at the gate, and they're like, oh, you know, welcome here, put this on it's for the deal now you don't really know why you know you can't just take it off except that if you do it it probably shoots the gas but these are one of the things a setup would have been nice to see one person not do it at first and then they die but they do it with and the guy they get with away scot free yeah they no. do it with the red hots guy is like no yeah. way this this uh you know wiener mobile deal you know the hot dog stand on wheels will end the up cart. that was in my yeah that was in my my family the whole time and so i'm not giving a hot dog cart's been in my family but if yeah. we go back we're big wieners from way back yeah we're wiener people and he just ends up you know pressing the deal because the guy says i don't care what you say about this neck thing i i'm not gonna you know go along with your plan he ends and up jokerizing this thing, like, this thing too where we have everybody wearing this clown-esque kind of bolo tie the symbol of the amusement park this like happy pale kid looking thing but it kind of looks like a clown but the whole idea like he presses his own, the Joker, to activate somebody else's mind. Is it a proximity thing? How are yeah, we I setting off these bolo ties? Well, what happens then in my mind throughout this is you're going to start getting very quickly. It doesn't last as long as I would like. Pretty much Joker's Ricky Spanish. He, he's going around and he's like, what's that, buddy? You, you don't like the peanuts? You got an allergy? Have some peanuts. Ricky Spanish. I'm actually, like, oh, I just, I a- actually really enjoy this line where it is the old couple sitting on that. Have a snack. I'm, I'm allergic to peanuts. Come on, you only live once. I'm like, that is a great line to stick. Yeah. And you're killing this man, saying you only live once. I'm yeah, like, and that's it's fucked up. I it's like hilarious it. to me that these poor, this old couple, especially this guy. He goes in, he he has to behave because he, if not, he's going to get Jokerized. But then Joker still screws with him. There's nothing that he bully. can do. This guy is so, he's such, such bad luck here. You know, he's already screwed and then Joker comes and gives, I mean, really, he should just fight it off and hope that maybe that bolo tie does something he's to somebody man. else. Yeah, he can't. But yeah, then you have Joker giving, you know, cotton candy to kids. He's giving the hot dog to the one girl. The girl goes to take a picture picture of him you know because she i don't know yeah. it's crazy to take a very picture brazen of the little girls yeah and he doesn't gets, realize the danger she's in yes he gets hit by the batarang batman is on the scene and that's where you kind of just get the you know let's walk around and look at everybody in the park because if I, I you like don't this idea though because the thing is the park is booby trapped everybody's gonna die if batman screws around yeah. and also there's a bomb involved in case everything else fails but this whole thing where when Batman shows up, throws a batarang in Joker's arm, and then when he walks up talking to him, he first has to punch the Joker in the face, and then, okay, now I'll play your game, yeah. Joker. Yeah, he just is like, all right, now I'm ready. You know, and Joker's walk spitting the out together. teeth against Hold them. hands. Yeah, and everybody's kind of scared. They're all watching as Batman and the Joker go. But I do like the visual of the Joker, like almost like he's doing a parade, you know, where he's in front going, all right, let's go here. Yeah. Yeah. So you have it going on. And Batman is just there. He can't do anything because he's. He's doing his work. He's doing his due diligence, as we find out later, is that he's pretty much doing he's keeping alive, but he's also studying everything Joker says and what he does to try to figure out what he has to do to, you know, save everyone. 
And, you know, this one little kid pretty much steps up and says to Joker, I'm not scared of you. You're a scaredy clown that likes to hurt people, but you're just a bully and I hate your guts. <gasps> and Joker, want a cookie? It looks like a potato. <laughs> That cookie. I wouldn't have eaten that anyway. And I, Batman crumbles it. crazy. Said, I don't think that that, <laughs> that kid was going to eat no. that, right? It is. I think it's a potato. It crumbles. I don't, know, I don't know if I've actually ever turned down a cookie, so I might have eaten that cookie. Well, that's true. You big fanny. You, you'd be oh. there. You, that's, what, that's why you never get ahead that's the worst in part too. That's the worst part, too. Imagine this, where I'm this little kid just calling Joker boy, have a cookie. Then Batman reaches out, crumbles that cookie. Oh, and yeah, then I know what you're going to say. Away, and then I'm getting down on my knees, oh, yeah. picking up the crumbs. That's where you see where Joker's marching around <laughs> always trying to hurt my feelings little eric shea would be down there eating those crumbs <laughs> three second rule he'd be yelling and he's dead who's got the milk yeah really yeah i that's what i would need i'd need some milk for that but yeah they go and you know you're gonna have a lot of these you know carnival amusement park things where they're gonna go and do see who's the, the strong man who's gonna be the flex metallo there and, and you know that you have cool. a couple good things there though even though when uh joker ends up hitting batman in the I'll tell you that whole thing where like it's the test of your strength and he goes up to lift a mallet up to hit it and then just turns around and slams it down on his foot and looks at Batman ding Ding. I'm like you know what there is some good good bits in this even if it was this weird little one shot of the Joker and Batman walking through an amusement park like I said this isn't gonna be I know that a lot of people when they you know they expect more from the Joker like we said this is more of a callback to the you know some old school one shot and things like that so you don't Tell always me more have to about my eyes yeah, you don't have <laughs> to have 12 issues of the Joker and have it you know be you know changing everything and life changing yeah. you can have some fun with them and that's what I do like about it but yeah they go into the tunnel of love the last time <laughs> Batman did that it came out Catwoman was all over him so I you know I don't know what he's thinking there but then you go up to Zorak the fortune teller, which gives a little it's space Zoltar. ghost deal uh, as no, well, because that's the name. No, he, he sorry, actually this is said, big. I know, but he actually said it's a call out to space ghost is what he ended up saying to a lot of people on Twitter. So that was kind of a, a cool deal with the name. And did he never watch big? I, I just think it never <laughs> ends up being big. It would have been funny if it, if it continued, but yeah, it looks like Zoltar. And, uh, so he gets a card that does say uh, that he's going to fly, which he will later. Uh, but yeah, so Batman just punches him again because this is kind of the end of the road. He's figured out what's going on. He ends up smashing the deal, figures out that he can get rid of these bolo tie deals. He ends up, you know, pretty much disconnecting that. And then there's the bomb. That and as he been the goes, he's deal. throwing that little signal thing on the belly. Like, I thought it was a tracker at first on the back of Joker as he tries to escape. All right, got that on him. Time to disarm yeah. all of the bombs. And this whole thing where I did think it was a tracker. Yeah, I did too. weird because we have this whole kind of scene, if you've seen the trailer for It Chapter 2 yet, where you have Pennywise holding on to all those balloons going over town and just sort of okay. like, you know, looking it menacing It reminded itself. me of Up. Actually, because I don't see it. Depressing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I get sad, the adventure The Joker's scrub. escaping with like a, like 150 balloons here, which I'm just like, would that work? Because that would be amazing. I don't think it would work. But just flying one, and we find out that that thing that Batman threw him on, uh, the Joker, was like a, a uh, sonic device that attracts all attracts these bats, bats, which that is kind of a good thing. Just like he's flying away over the bay with these balloons, and all of a sudden it's attacked by bats at the point he just lets go. Ah! I love, too, that he's laughing it up. He thinks that if he's like, I knew you had a sense of humor there, Batman. Ah! And he falls in. But, yeah, then you get the, could, you know, the Batman says, can we, you know, drag the river? Forget it, Batman. It's Chinatown. And he ends up collecting those. Those bolo-tied like, deals. Why would you do that? 
I don't know. But then you get the offer. The offer is very quick in this. It's two pages. Now, talking about the offer, before we get into the Mr. Freeze bit of this whole thing, we actually had a discussion when we did the action comics on the Patreon uh, spotlight talking about the Doombot and how you thought that this Doombot was melting because of uh, Red Cloud and stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, I don't know. I think it's just the way it's being drawn. And you're like, here we have a Red Doombot. What's going on with that, Jim? Yeah, I don't know. I think that maybe it's <laughs> like a Batman looking Brady thing. Is very <laughs> specific with his different Doombots. It reminds me of Nightwing is what it does. That Nightwing with the red deal. Uh, yeah, he, you know, he likes to change it up. It's funny because one of I'm our other things, trick, one of the other things we said about it is number one, you're making these bots that probably are going over so many places that people are going nuts seeing these things, but you're making them look exactly like your secret headquarters, which we thought was funny anyway. So he's mixing it up. He thinks that that's clever, making hey, it red Lance, and black. This one's red, inconspicuous. Yeah, yeah really. We'll, we'll just go and we'll go through the woods in the red, you know, doom bot. But yeah, it ends up landing. It ends up offering. And I like this offer. It's very quick. It's very to the point. Lex is there to help, you know, Victor get his wife back, Nora. That's, you know, what he's Victor always fries. done. Yeah. Oh, the fries. <laughs> fries are on me. Uh, so he's like, hey, Victor Freeze. I remember the yeah, first time bring- I saw that spelled out. I thought it, it was me fries. Up so bad. Yeah. yeah. So he says it, but... Unlike a lot of the other ones, first off, I like it because you end up having him in a shipping container out in the woods, kind of, where he's doing his research by himself, where he doesn't really know a lot of what's going on nowadays, but it goes there. And he says, what the, and what's in it for you? None of them have ever really said that. And I like that. I like that Victor is like, okay, you're going to help me, but you know, why? What is in it for you? And he's like, you know, you get your wife, I get the world. And I like that. I thought that was a really good ending. I thought that that was a really good offer. What if I want the world, Lex? Yeah. He's like, what? Have my wife. That's funny. Please, take my wife, please. (laughs) He's like, what? You mean this old old bag back here? She's just window dressing. I want the world as well. It's it's weird, though, because it's one of those things where we had all these different times with Mr. Freeze. When Scott Snyder recreated the character, made him this weird thing, like he was never married to Nora, stuff like that. He he doesn't like that origin that he recreated. But we're back on track with the normal, you know, Victor Freeze trying to cure his wife. But like I was talking to you, I think it was earlier this week, where even in the Batman the Animated Series, they had, there was a point where they got past this, where Nora was cured, and Mr. Freeze was doing different things, like just trying to destroy himself yeah. and everybody else because of what's happening. I wish we could get to a point in the comics where we could get past the just kind of, I don't want to say generic, because people do love it, but yeah. pretty much the generic, just basic Mr. Freeze well, maybe plot. This will do help it. my wife. Yeah, maybe, maybe this will do it. Now, he is trying to, you know, fix what happened to his wife with some t- scientific things while he holds a wrench, and pretty you much know, looks like the lead singer tool. from Dexie's Midnight Runner. He's there. I don't like the look of the overalls with no shirt me. underneath, and also That's a he's great got look. also he's look got how sandals. He is. Yeah, he's ridiculous, and uh, yeah, and the sandals there. It's a little you cold. Best in there. Believe if I, I had a freaking chest and an arm that looked like this, I'd be wearing these freaking overalls and all the time. He looks no like shirt. he's in Dexie's Midnight Runner. See, he's there, you know, doing "Come on, Eileen," yelling around, doing all that. But yeah, hey over- sir, you want to help me fix my car? That's code Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, and the wrench. He does look like he's in one of those beefcake freaking calendars. He's there. in a Nine Inch Nails video as far uh, as I'm concerned. Nah, I, I think he's more of a beefcake with the uh, guns there and a wrench. They always have those, like the sexy guy mechanic stuff. One of my buddies that I graduated with became a male stripper, and he was in a calendar like that. So, I, And also one with him and another dude and a tiger. 
That was the best. Ah, uh, yes. But yeah. That was, that was a ma- magician act yeah, yeah, in yeah, Vegas. Yeah, really. Uh, what would you give this? I don't know. It's a weird issue because the thing is, it's very simple and it doesn't do a lot of stuff. But for a one shot little thing like this, I actually enjoyed it. Like I said before, the the art could have been a little bit better on the Joker's face because I kept waiting for that twist where it wasn't the Joker because of how weird he looked at times. But overall, I think I would give this a seven out of 10 for what we get here because it was just a one shot fun time to fill in a gap here. And it gave us an offer, which I do find compelling because I do want to see a Mr. Freeze story coming down the pipe. Yeah, I'm giving it a seven five. I didn't like the art as much. And uh, yeah, I like the story. I like the fun of it but it is inconsequential it's just there to fill a gap before you start this new dead shot deal and also the offer with mr freeze so and i'm looking forward to that and tomasi said at san diego comic-con that his favorite villain was mr freeze i think yeah, that that's that what he sense. said it seemed very you know you know convenient that he's starting the the thing but i hope that that is the case and i hope he gives us a pretty good i do hope that's you know, the thing deal. though where people like you get the people who are working on the book for all the year the villain stuff and the way they picked who they're going to have is they based on the writer's like favorite that. villain i that hope would that's the cool. case and with that with the solicits if this isn't much of a spoiler but the whole deadshot deal is actually dealing with the idea that the suicide squad has been ripped apart because of leviathan and things like yeah. that and a deadshot comes back to gotham so i think that that's a pretty cool setup so for Sal told you? Too that i'm looking forward to sal did he <laughs> after he then he hit me over the head with, with a bunch of bread he did eric but we're going to go <laughs> off now to the next book all right eric and what is the next book Next book is Just League Dark number 13, written by James Tynan IV, with art by Mark Buckingham, Mick Gray, Adriana Lucas, Rob Lee, Dana Sampier, and Juan Albaran. Magic has changed forever, but sadly, we don't get to see what that means and instead get a retold origin of Kent Nelson. And in the second chapter of this issue, we learn about Constantine's origins into the occult and how he became an agent of Zatara, which I've wanted to see, but nothing new comes from this. And ultimately, we see that Cersei gets an offer from Lex for her to create a magical Legion of Doom. Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be a weird one because it kind of goes hand in hand with everything I've hated about the book. I've talked about it being wordy. I've talked about it not progressing much. You know how I don't like them words there. You know you know how it's more progression. I've said this book has pretty much and the spun words. its wheels since the beginning. It really has. <laughs> yeah. We never get any progression. We're told big things that we never really see. Every issue we end with... You no, know, I can't usually, sound out them big words. Yeah, well, usually a cliffhanger <laughs> we end up with, yeah. you know, getting to the thing that we were supposed to get to finally in the cliffhanger and them saying it's not here, go somewhere else, go here. Uh, that happens in this. I mean, the, the bit with Constantine, you spend a whole bunch of time with him going on and on for him just to say, yeah, the real important stuff, I can't really tell you I'm magically Oh, bound that's the not best. To. I can break... I can break this whole thing down for the because they do three chapters for this issue how they spell out the story but like wonder woman she wants to find out who's gonna wear the helm of fate going forward yeah kent nelson's like let me tell you a story about yeah. my origins all right that's a good story ken what happens now i don't know yeah all right, let's move on to chapter is, two with chapter one though i liked <laughs> i like chapter one because if we're gonna get a new origin if we're gonna get a definitive origin of kent nelson dr fate at least we have it in this book and we do that it's all new to me this is something that i've wanted to see i've said that i don't have a connection to these characters it gives me a connection it gives me a connection to then go and have kent nelson say you know what 
I don't think I'm going to do that. So my connection is almost (laughs) severed immediately. But I do like this first part. I do like it a lot until we get to the part back with Wonder Woman. And then even with Khalid, who I don't know, did he get hit with an ugly spell? Because at one point he's standing there and he's like, are you kidding me? If you couldn't handle Naboo, what would would I have done? Then he goes to the next. I'm like, what is this troll that's sitting there? He, He looks like he ages in one panel at least. 50 years he looks terrible look uh, magic takes a strain art, on you i thought you were does. a sorcerer for years the way you magic look for how much magic a cost, took a strain. and it's cost me my youth is what happened no they other than that i really like the cost art me my waistline bit. yeah really it has uh but no i really really like this beginning with dr fate because i said i i know by the end it still does the same thing that drives me nuts but I'm getting to learn about characters. That's one of the things that I've had a problem with where you're throwing these characters at me and I don't really know too much about them, especially right. how they deal with this book. You know, So when we see this Kent Nelson deal, it, it's a really cool time to see it when they're trying to figure out who's going to be you know, taking over the Helmet of Fate. And so well, from that- Well, it's such a that, weird thing even talking about taking over the Helmet of Fate because it being in the last issue when we had you know, the whole chaos and like, you know, the uh, Lords of Chaos and Lords yeah. of Order, like battle, where we t- took down Naboo. I thought the whole thing was we're trapping Naboo in the helmet. And we're locking this bitch away because he can't be trusted. I thought that was the whole case. Now it's like, all right, who's going to put this helmet on? I'm like, I don't. I didn't think we wanted to do that I last know. issue. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is they trapped them. So when they put the helmet on, you're going to have to control him. And and Kent Nelson says like, I I don't know if I can. I I don't think I can. I'm and no Khalid Khalid sits there and says, Honey, you know, boy. I. I was terrible at this before. I don't know if you realize, but things were, yeah, you were flooding. Bad, I had cats. I, I, my dad was, a, you know, riding the taxis. Uh, the art went wonky. I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah, which Eric loved that series. But, yeah, so you have that. And I, I expected this to be – and it isn't three chapters. You're expecting the way it's set up that each chapter will at least have a, a cool thing by the end. Where at the end, Khalid says, you know what? Somebody's got to do it and at least goes for the helmet to put it on. Not yet, but goes for it. Yeah, it doesn't. We're just kind of left hanging. Then then go on what you were saying about Constantine. I just wanted to say, if we go oh, yeah. through these chapters by chapter, oh, no. I really like that first one. Ex- oh, no, I'm telling you, it drove me nuts. Because I do enjoy the idea that they will throw out a Kent Nelson origin for how he became Dr. Fate. I just want to know, during this whole thing, when he's in this temple and he switches that thing because he's compelled by Naboo to, like, to release yeah. the poison gas that kills his father, I'm like... Those pe- the him and his father are in the same room, five feet apart. How the hell did his father because only be the one who died? Because that wasn't his fate, Eric. It wasn't. I, <laughs> I really like the. No. I I really like the art in that first part. It actually reminded oh, no, me really of like good. a Doc Shaner art, uh, and I really, uh-huh. I really, really liked it because I like Doc. The Shaner, problem yeah, I have I with that. them doing this whole background on Kent Nelson, though, that's a big deal going forward with what a lot of fans are do- like want and are talking about from Doomsday yeah. Clock and the idea of the JSA. I'm like, you can't really go too far with this because. Then you're going to have to talk about what you've done as Kent Nelson. Like, were you just Dr. Fate by yourself because of Dr. Manhattan? Like, you're walking a very tight, like, you know, rope yeah, we'll right see here. How it, we'll or, see how it goes. Or in, you're, yeah. just, you're throwing stuff out there because you don't really care and it's not going to tie into anything in the I long run, which that is an odd be thing to do. A little column A, a little column B. 
But yeah, even and but, the big the big cliffhanger of this part actually is them talking and then like, hey, you know, let's go get some more of this coffee that's spiked to the hilt by Bobo and show me that drive. That dragon skeleton is really the talk it. of the town. Right. And he's like, show me yeah. that dragon skeleton of yours. And as they go away, you do get the fate looking the helm looking very ominous with the eyes. I'm like, all right, but we don't you know, know anything. It, it's funny, too, by by having that battle last issue and trapping that boot in it. And now we're sitting around talking I'm like, I guess they fixed that melting problem the helmet had before. Yeah, from yeah, it's from not what melting the hell is that anymore. Called? Yeah, Brimstone did it. Brimstone. I'm telling you. They they had an editor's meeting and say, hey, anybody here remember Brimstone? All right, I don't see any hands. All right, let's get that helmet back to normal. We don't need that (laughs) nonsense. Uh, But yeah, you know, and you get the classic deal. But I I did like that beginning part. I I actually thought to myself, okay. I'm down. I, I'm enjoying this. This is kind of what I wanted, though. I need some progression. And what I thought was, all right, that's only a third of the issue. We have these chapters. So, okay, we get background. Now let's get some progression. And we do let's get- Let's go to the Oblivion Bar Now again. we go to the Oblivion Bar, and it's just constant. And the whole thing, too, like breaking down this chapter really quick, it's like this. Zatanna shows up and says, I want to know what Zatara told you. I magically can't tell you, but let me tell you about this, but nothing that you need to know about. We're not talking <laughs> after this. Okay. Yeah, it, it almost is like you come to me and like, hey, tell me the story about your vacation. I'm like, well, you know, I'm not allowed. But let me tell you about the story about the weekend before my vacation. You know what? We were packing. What a weekend We it were was. doing all these things. We were getting ready for all the things we were going to do for that. And then you say to me, oh, what did you pack? Time. You're like, well, no, I'm saying the weekend right before we left. I know. And I then know. you say, what did you pack? I mean, yeah. Can't tell you that either. That would that would let but me out of the But I will tell you what bag. I had for dinner that night. Yeah, yeah, because you get this whole idea. And then but this the- is along the lines of what you liked about the Kent Nelson story in Chapter 1, where yeah. you do get some background yeah, like some on of John it. Constantine and the, pretty much the greatest hits of John Constantine for the idea of him and freaking Mucus Membrane, his band, going and trying to exercise the demon out of the girl by, you know, bringing forth another demon that they couldn't tr- control, him going yeah. to Raven Scar, so everything like that. I'm like, this is the greatest hits where you can go into anything constantly for the most part and get this information it's one of those you can watch it this is all they focused on in that constantine tv show that didn't last very long i'm like if you watch any of that you don't even need to see this part i'm saying you have this here and this is just as good if not better than all the constantine stuff we've gotten in the comics recently as well uh when they end up you know he's in his band they're going to get you know they're mad It, it reminded me a lot of you working at the Grand Slam, not getting paid, right. yeah, you know, all that. And then they're going to go take what's theirs. They end up. And I love when yeah. he has him and his friends, Constantine and his buddies are heading off to the Casanova Club to get what's theirs. The one girl behind him is just carrying a boombox. I like that girl. Also carrying the boombox <laughs> the opposite way. I like to have the speaker so I can hear it even better right against my ear. You like so blow I'm out your eardrums. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, they go in. And I, uh, the only thing that I thought of, they go in the Casanova Club and like, like, yep, you know, the the guy Loogie or however you'd pronounce it, he had he had a girl that he was with and and I'm like, Astra, Oh man, what happened daughter. to her? Because boy Who's that dude dancing around? It really looks like Robert Plant. Looks like a dude. Uh <laughs> but yeah, they end up having a uh you know, a seance, sort of exorcism. And I love the idea. He even says, you know, he really stressed his age throughout this to show you, you know, I'm a cocky 19-year-old. And I like the idea yeah. that he says, you know, I was just fooling around. I wanted to do these things. So people thought I was cool, like the exorcist straight from the movies. And I thought that was a cool deal. Uh, but yeah, he ends up with this monstrosity. 
uh, comes out of her mouth and it's just awful and then gets her soul and takes her Let's down. Let's summon Nurgle up here. Oh yeah. no, can't control Nurgle. Things yeah. went bad. This girl went to hell yeah, and I and went to happens. the loony bin. And, and it's funny too because it's pretty much the MO of every time that Constantine tries to do something like this. They yeah, always this is what started him on the hell. path. Yeah, I mean, everything in, in the one series that me and Reggie were talking about that you weren't joining us with, pretty much every week he was banishing somebody to hell, well, trying to help. Oh, wasn't it like Oliver's kids? Yeah, he was it was the guy Oliver's he was kids. Yeah, they ended up in hell. Yeah. It was crazy. But yeah, so you have all this. I didn't and talk yeah, about it, but I think I still read it. Yeah, I liked it. I, I actually liked that. But yeah, so he's talking about, and you have that whole loony bin deal. You have the idea that Satara got him out of that. You know, they ended up having that, you know, circle that was more of a setup and for put Zatanna. him on the path where he would be able to have Zatanna work her to become what he yeah. needed later on to do like they actually stop the other kind all this was put in motion at this point when Zatara got John out of his Ravenclaw and uh Scar and the whole thing is like all right we've had the, it's pretty much a conspiracy of magic yeah. at this yeah, point to was. get Zatanna up and she is so pissed off that now that she can actually talk to John now he's released from Dr. Fate's helmet yeah the whole idea, all right I'm going to talk to you and you can't tell me anything except for your past history which I've known about and I'm so angry right now. We're never talking again yeah, once we're never all talking the shit again. is done with and we get my father back. And it's funny, too, as, as you say, as he's talking about this and he's saying, you know, oh, I can't tell. I can't do this. They even James Tynum really wants you to realize that he isn't lying, that this is on the straight up and up where he does say, yeah, get the Amazon, that funny rope. Right. That's all. That's yeah. only there because. Yeah, Constantine lies all the time. He's so a liar. you sit there, you sit there, and we'll just sit there. Hey, he's full of crap. He's just saying that. James Tynan really wants to stress that by the end of this, you ain't finding out shit yet. But that's it's a okay mystery. I'm telling you, this whole thing, if you're a Zatanna fan, a Constantine fan, all that, maybe this is more impressive to you. Maybe you're more concerned with this. I have oh, no if you concern. Are, you pretty much already know this part, though. Yeah, I have no concern about what this mystery is. I have no concern about the, you know, Zatara's plan and what he was trying to do to Zatanna and, you know, setting all up that with John involved. I'm not that invested in Zatanna or Constantine. I to care really about care. that. Though. I don't care at all. I mean, zero percent. It gives them more of a connection than we've ever had with them before, and it gives us reason. Actually, the idea of getting Zatara back and finding out that he didn't go to hell, but to this other kind yeah. of dimension. I'm like you're doing something new at this point. Well, that's I what do I'm find saying. That at least interesting. That's, if you I find just wish it interesting, deal more with that here. You have to care about the characters. I don't. I don't care about Zatanna, Zatara, or Constantine. Zero percent. I really could care less about them, and this doesn't get me excited to learn anything more about him either it's something that it's just me personally this is why this book usually isn't for me because these mysteries like this i am interested in the the, uh dr fate stuff because that's kind of cool to figure out and i want to see who's going to become the next dr fate i'm assuming it's going to be kent nelson you know we'll go with that yeah yeah and we we do enjoy Khalid being brought up again only because not because we enjoyed his series, but because of the idea that we did but read I enjoyed it. continuity. But we were there and we read it, and so it's yeah. neat to kind of progress from that. But when we go to this part, I like to see the intro deal with Constantine. I like to see him as a 19-year-old. I've never watched the TV show. I've rarely yeah. read any Constantine. I just said pretty much the last couple years of Constantine's the only thing I've read only for the podcast. Never got me You're to read anything else. going to go back to the 80s else. and read some Hellblazer? No, it never got me in- no. interested at all. I'm not interested at all in the character. And Satana. I know nothing about, and I really don't care. I, I don't care about that character. It's just not anything for me. You, you know so, why John Constantine was created? 
No, I don't. Because the creators wanted to have a character who looked like Sting, and that was it. Oh, I knew that it was based on Sting. That I knew that. But yeah, Yeah. the whole deal of this, though, is, you know, hey, whatever. You you go forward with it. If you are a Constantine and Zatanna fan, I'm sure that you're really interested in this. And I'm not saying that everybody has to be or shouldn't be or whatever. I'm just telling you about myself that that's a mystery Jim there. Werner speaks for all Constantine yeah, no, fans that's, out there. I'm actually Listen speaking up, for non-Constantine <laughs> <No>. fans, actually. <laughs> oh my, because he this speaks would for be, all non This would be like, a, a you know, sometimes uh, villains come up in a Batman book that people don't care about, but you do. Amigdala. You know what I mean? Anarchy. Stuff like that, you know, Killer weird moth. things where you, they come Actually, up. I don't care about anarchy. No, no. I, I, there is one. I can't remember who it was. He showed get, up way you too get, much. You get mad every time this one character, I wish I could remember. It's a Batman villain that comes up that always reminds me of Hush. But when he comes up, you always get irritated because he's always shoved out within two seconds or dies. It came up recently. Killer moth. No, it came up recently. <laughs> I'll figure it out later and tell you. But it's no. one of those. If you're, you know, if you're a fan of these characters, It'll mean something. If you're not, you're kind of left behind because this, and it's yet another. All of a sudden, we're talking about Clayton Payne, Clayface, too, over him. No one's talking about that or bringing him up again. And and with this, it's one of those where, okay, we have the JLD, and now we're just concerned with, you know, Constantine and Zatanna. It just, we're never going to get a lot of progression in this book if we keep on just having these side things that never get resolved and they that's my biggest thing at the end they don't get resolved and it's a lot of every the biggest complaint i've seen from people about this book is it's a lot of people sitting around talking and this beginning of these two chapters and that's all it is they're just sitting around the the worst part for me was I at the end of last issue, when everything was said and done, we freaking you know we uh, we grabbed Doctor Fate or Naboo and made him imprisoned in the helm and everything like that. All these things have changed, and like we took the ruby of life that was in it, like infused with chaos magic, yeah. and we like magic has been changed forever. I'm like, oh my god, that's compelling. What's go- that's a good- what's that going to mean at all? We get into this issue, magic has changed, everybody. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it, but magic Can't has talk changed. Talk about it. There oh we go. We'll it. get back to that later. I think uh, maybe. But yeah, that's just it, it's it's just one of those things that it, you got to grab onto something. The and so down, man? I'm grabbing onto the idea that I really liked the beginning. I really like it. you know while this yeah. Constantine Zatanna thing is more for fans of the characters, right? If you're a the Dr. Fate thing made me a fan. Much. No, I'm saying, though, it, it's right. not going to be something where I hate, you know, I don't know anything about Constantine and Zatanna. I read this section, this chapter. It's not telling me much about it to get me excited because the main thing deals with something I don't really know much about. Zatara, all that's just kind of being thrown at you again. The beginning well, that Dr. Fate deals, but I'm saying the Dr. Fate stuff actually spells out a lot to me. And then, you know, they're deciding who wants to be Dr. Fate. I can get behind that. The other thing with the you know trying to beat around the bush and things i'm just not that concerned with but then we end with the the uh whole offer with cersei and again it's okay i mean it's one of those yeah, but again, the it, idea of a, a legion of doom dark to counteract the jld like uh, justice league dark yeah. i'm like that's a cool aspect it i is. can get behind that it I is a cool it. aspect it just i i just it ends up throwing another thing out there <laughs> this book has so many loose ends We're never going to get it back to so the many loose down, ends going that you Where's just wanted to just have something be resolved because every time you hear that magic's in trouble, then they save it, but they didn't, and it's in trouble again, but no. it's not there. It's, and it's then you want to know something. It's and changed, it, Jim. Well, you want to know it's what it's about. No, 
nobody can tell you. You you end up having. I know that there's books where you end up. It's Chinatown. You know, people hate. Oh, I hate when the superheroes in my books kind of get. You know. they're, they don't have their powers or something like this. This is more of an information thing that they just nobody can tell you anything. And it just drives me nuts. But what did you give it? I ended up giving this issue because of how much I like the art, but the also the, because of the aspect that we really don't get any answers to this except for Cersei gets an offer, a 6.5 out of 10, because there was some cool stuff with the Dr. Fate origin, the Constantine origin, a lot of that stuff I already knew. It was cool, like you said, the idea of who's going to wear the helm of yeah. fate going forward. I didn't think that was going to be a thing. I do like a Dr. Fate, though, so that gets me excited. But overall, this was a very down issue in my mind even though i enjoyed the art overall i'm giving it a seven and it's basically because and i'll tell you it also does go into that constant because i like seeing that origin deal i kind of got a kick out of that as well i like seeing his punk rock band and their awful names and stuff like that so i didn't mind that but the the beginning that dr fate thing i really really liked it and as i was reading it it really like oh my like this is something it's it's kind of giving me something i guess that he i've turned been wanting a boy naboo turned a boy into a he man did that, that gave one him all night. the information to deal with that man's body didn't that happen to you in an alley uh, out back of the 7-eleven ones <laughs> i think it did uh no but you know reading that i like the art a lot in that part uh by the end of the constantine deal once you start not even then the middle where it started being the hey i'd like to tell you but i can't hey really i can i'm not lying do this and hey your dad did this and that but i can't tell you and then i'm like really like why are we even seeing this then if you can't tell us then get on to something else but yeah so i'm go seven out of ten actually liked it a lot more than some of the other issues that i've read of the series so maybe this is you know, kind of a stepping on point for me to get in. Uh, we have the annual next week, so we're really going to see. And sure that do. seems to be another type of origin as well. So we'll see how that goes. And maybe and boy, I will that start real. Yeah, and maybe I'll start liking it. But yeah, that's the <laughs> you, thing. The wordiness, the wordiness is a problem. Asleep. I always read it. The problem is, is that it's not just the wordiness. It's the wordiness of not giving you anything. I, I, I can read some stuff as long as we're getting information. It's when we're getting three pages of narration that mean nothing. Or at the end, it's like, and none of that matters. All right, thank you. Thanks for doing that. You're just wasting my time. But we're going to go off to the next book and the final book of this first section. All right, and we're going to be doing a book that we both love, Eric. It's going to be Positive Peters and Positive Piedros. Piedros. Piedros, Eric. But uh, the the villain that I was talking about with Batman was Wrath. And that was the Batman villain that you said that you loved. And would get mad because he seems to show up as somebody just to get punched, and then he's done. And you—they never take Wrath seriously anymore. His parents him. were gunned down by cops the same night that the Waynes were gunned down by crooks, Jim. Oh, parallels. My. I like the killing. I like the killing too. Eric, what are we talking about this book? Talking about Freedom Fighters number seven, written by Robert Venditti, with art by Bruno Redondo, Adriana Lucas, and N World Design. The Freedom Fighters are in hiding after their battle with the Cyborg Overman, but this issue is all about showing what you're willing to do to give in honor of the liberty. Where our heroes' hiding places is overrun with plastic men, and the people hiding them are killed. But that's not the worst of it, because while it looks like our heroes come out on top, in the end, Jim woman has been captured and replaced with a plastic man imposter. Yep, and not only that, but it also shows you a kind of a reminiscent thing of like a World War II Nazi deal of people turning in other people, trying yeah, to get like a an deal and things like that, and it, it stinks. It does, but I do think that right away, 
just the sight of this couple who is housing the freedom fighters, letting them kind of, you know, get their batteries recharged, give them a little bit of food, even though they don't have a lot. Seeing those tags on their ears is just so awful, right? So, so it, it gives you, it really does this issue. While some may say, oh, not a lot happens, or whatever, it does give you that street level view of what they are fighting for and what some people are willing to do. Just the idea because that this of black the family is out there. It's in Rhode Island where it's this whole taking place. They're taking in the freedom fighters now. And the husband, he is all scared as hell about this because yeah. all of the black people at this at one point seem to be going to like, you know, they are in Detroit during these slave labor yeah, camps. Up. And they can eventually make their way out and stuff like that. But for the most part, their daughter right now is in one of these slave labor camps. They want to be able to see her again. The wife, knowing that this could screw them over, she is still willing to hide yeah. the, the freedom fighters here for the liberty, for the hope, for the, the American dream itself well, to think yeah, about well, a free nation is, once again the while guy, the husband is terrified because, yeah. you know, yes, things are bad, but – you know, we can make it so much worse for ourselves if the Nazis do find out we are doing that's this. That's the and thing. Like, you know, the husband's an asshole. Issue. The husband's an asshole. He's only th- No, but he's also only thinking, you know, short-sighted for, oh, maybe. I mean, the, the maybes and the possibles that he is dealing with of the Nazis telling the truth. The Nazis letting them get their daughter eventually. There's a, I don't, this wife is probably like those lion assholes. They were never seeing our daughter this way. The only way we're going to see our daughter and for our daughter's daughters, you know, and our great, great, great grandkids to ever have any sort of life is to stop it right now. So yeah, she's willing to put her life on the line. She's willing to put the idea that she may never see her daughter. I have a feeling she just thinks that they're never going to see her anyway. That this is right. something that's been thrown out there by the Ratsies and the Plastic Men and all those to kind of keep them at bay and to think that there's something down the line that they'll be able to get. And it's one of those, hey, turn in anybody you know who's doing bad stuff, and then maybe you'll see your daughter again. It's all a bunch of nonsense. It is. And I'm so telling the thing wife, is, though, this is one of those, you know, classically, I don't I don't want to say generic, like I said before, but the whole idea where you freaking, you're scared and you tell the Nazis something. And the thing is, when you see this happening in any kind of story, I've seen it like in Puppet Master 3, even, you know, the idea where no. you have the Nazis come to go do something and you're going to work out a deal, you are going to die. They're never going to honor die the agreement. You're going to die every time. And that's the thing. Yeah. And that's the thing is, you almost I guess sit they haven't there. had these movies in Earth X to show people. You almost <laughs> sit there and say, like, why are you doing this? You know what's going to happen. They don't because this is happening to them in this deal. But, yeah. yeah, the whole idea of, oh, man, you know, I love these lima beans we get to eat every day. But if we do anything bad, we might not get the lima beans. But I, I do like it. I like the setup. I like the beginning. I even like the... Hey, the, that little girl, she needed the same amount of proportion. No, just give her enough. one. I like it too. No, you idiot. Just give her one line. Even, I mean, she's even when we had this thing, we, we we're pretty much almost at our darkest hour right now for the freedom fighters because a you know, human bomb's been captured. He's being tortured by Adolf Hitler yeah. III. We have the rest of our freedom fighters like hiding out and wondering – was it worth going through all this effort to get Uncle Sam back? Because he, you know, he did kick a little bit of ass, but he is not as what we thought he was going no. to be. So we're at our darkest hour in my mind. But I love this whole thing. They're hiding in the basement. These people are bringing them little small portions of lima beans just to keep them fed for the little bit they have. And you give Dole Woman one, and she is so content eating half this in I her know. small six inch size. Like, half, oh, half now little, I'm fat and happy. And just seeing the depressed yeah. look on the rest of the Freedom Fighters' face, like, all right, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, because they they didn't get to eat a lot, but she stuffed it. <laughs> 
day, she's got a fat guy nap. <laughs> it's like me after the shady maple buffet. I got to lay. But yeah, so you're waiting for this whole deal. And as it goes on, the big setup is we're going to have to go into Detroit. We're going to go. And that's, you yeah. know, that is not. That's the next exact, phase. Yeah. So they have to go there. But they fought about this but over Black and over Condor. again. Yeah, he Black is Condor scared about going this because it took him yeah. so long to get out of there. The idea of going back to your imprisonment where you were tortured for all that time where you saw your father killed and all this other stuff. Like the yeah. idea of going back to this place, like that is a hard thing to get over. But at and the end of the this, thing is, seeing- it's not even just that because the thing that he argued before and what he argues again, he said before, I'm not going into Detroit and saving one person. I'm going back I'm blowing to Detroit the walls down. and I'm bringing it down. I'm not, you know, I'm not but wasting my time. you can't do that with what's yeah. happening. Yeah, and so it goes back to that again. It's like I'm not going back to Detroit for one person. I'm not going back for one thing. Where when I go back to Detroit, it's all coming down, and they have to try to keep convincing them of look, this. Black convincing Condor, look, them. As long as the Nazis are still in power, you can't bring Detroit down yeah. all the walls because these people will just be recaptured and freaking tortured as well. Like yeah. you just coming down and breaking down the walls, trying to get everybody out. It's not going to help anybody until we take well, Adolf and, Hitler and the second out of took, power. It took this issue and this whole scene here for him to realize that people are putting their lives on the line for just one little thing or one little victory yeah. or, you know, a step because this couple, they, they do end up dead. They, you know, at least the, the wife, she's dead. And I'm telling you, the, the, I, I, went, I went high on this issue for my score because it actually did something that I'm always looking for in comics because this is a slower paced issue because usually – in it these is. books, you're looking for the over-the-top battle scene, which you do get with the classic men, but it is a slower-paced issue where you have our freedom fighters pretty much sitting in a basement waiting just to regroup and think about what their next plan is going to be. But when you have this woman die and is talking to herself about what, like, you know, give me liberty or give me death and then, yeah. like, uh, Uncle Sam feeling that bit there and getting stronger from her sacrifice, I'm like, it gave me the chills. I'm like, he even grabs it out of the air. It's like yeah. a little moth that he grabs, uh, you know, a little glimmer of hope. And yeah, it, it took this lady to sacrifice herself for the ideal of an Uncle Sam and an ideal of the Freedom Fighters for them to get supercharged again, especially, you know, the whole idea of Uncle Sam. And I liked it because then he went so to he town eats. on on the, you know, plastic, plastic man. But I did like this issue. I like this issue because, you know, we've had a lot of issues where you had Overman last issue, a big uh, thing. You end up having human bombs. You see even here where you end up having, you know, uh, Adolf the Third trying to torture human bomb and kind of seeing what he's up to and all that and talking a lot of trash. But I think that what we needed in the series is that ground level deal to see what is happening to the people, just normal people in the US after the Nazis have taken over and then seeing what they're willing to do above and beyond that to get back to what they, you know, the ideal of America and all that and Uncle Sam. So I think that this kind of is one of those, it seems like at first to me, it's a cool down issue, but instead I got pumped up as well. It's oh, yeah. almost like a recharge, like everybody in this, is kind of getting recharged here, including the Nazis, because now they have a you know an inside gal. Well, not in only the that, this whole thing fighters. where we have the plastic men changing the form to look like doll woman, and like their actual doll woman is taken by them, so they have an imposter going with the freedom fighters as they teleport away. But we have human bomb being tortured by Adolf Hitler the third, and talking about the idea that. 
they're going to use the human bomb to help kill the freedom fighter. So whatever, I, I'm looking forward to that. But like, this is our darkest hour for our heroes. Two of the men are down at this point, and they, they're just proceeding forward more and more into the lion's den. I'm like, this is actually ramping up so goddamn much. And like issue seven, like I thought like the first couple, the first half of this whole thing, besides for the cyborg government, I thought it wasn't moving fast enough for what they wanted to do. I'm like, no. oh my God, we're actually moving here. And so the Empire Strikes Back is happening right now, Jim. The Empire's winning yeah, at this dark. point. It's dark. Uh, even with the idea of Adolf the Third, where he has the human bomb and he's, he's testing, you know, okay. And he has theories and now he's working them out. Like, okay, I, I figured your skin was going to regenerate a bit. It had yeah. to be strong because it has to contain the deal. But even at the point where he's like, Oh, my grandfather would have really enjoyed this one. He loved the gas. I'm like, Oh my, that, that's pretty dark where he dark. ends up with that. Yeah. So yeah. And just the idea of all this happening and I love the tension of it because you do have this husband of the couple who've let them you know stay in their basement you have them just constantly like oh man you know they're gonna find out we're gonna be screwed we're never gonna see our daughter we're never gonna and not once did i think that he was gonna you know blow the whistle when you see these plastic men show up then and all of them just knocking on the door and him looking and i'm like oh no they figured it out when you figure out that next page that he sold them out, that he was the one that called. Because you won't tell my scared. wife I made a deal, will you? I- yeah. I'm doing this and for he our got family. Scared. Oh, it's the worst. You're like, oh, why, why? did you why do, do you this? You know. Do we be but not even look that, trustworthy? Yeah. Once you have the thing with you and your wife will be taken care of. You're like, yep, they're, they're at least one of them. You're going to die. You know, you're, you're going to die. Trouble. I do like where Plastic Man's ear, he gets it it's against the the, uh, the wall there that I'm he's telling listening. I'm you, these Plastic Men are so plastic much ones. more menacing than I thought they were previously yeah. for what we see here. Even the idea where you see the wife run down in the basement. They're here, they're coming, and she gets behind the Freedom Fighters. And it is just a Plastic Man in disguise, like he shapeshifted his form into this. And the attack goes yeah. out. And this whole big fight is great, even to the point where, I like, Phantom Lady, you need to teleport us out of here. Yeah. I need to see she where keeps I'm going. She can't. Well, how about yeah. this? Teleport them teleport out of them. here. Yeah, and the that's whole idea that she just change. teleports their heads out of there into outer space. I'm like, that that was pretty badass. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah, it was. Even and even when the plastic men show up, the wife comes down, they found you. The plastic men are here. And you even have still the freedom fighters like, Oh my God, where's your husband? You know, we're not gonna let either of you get arrested because they have no idea that he's the one that sold them out. Yeah. I'm like, oh my. Uh but yeah, that whole idea. I thought that throughout the fight I was getting a little irritated because they were come on, Phantom Lady, get us out of here, get us out of here. I can't, it's too dangerous. If I teleport, we might end up inside a wall. They're fighting more. Get us out of here, get us out. I can't, you know, I have to see where we're going. And that but it paid off. For when yeah. they like, wait a second. I, I wanted like pop, a record pop, pop. scratch and everybody to stop. I go, wait a second. How about we teleport them out of here? You don't have to worry about walls and things. And I like the idea that Phantom Lady's like, listen, I didn't want to kill them, but no, no, no. You just see their <laughs> bubble gum heads there. screaming yeah. in space. I'm like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, you ended up sending their heads in the space. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty hardcore. But yeah, by the end, I do like it too, where y- you think, okay. They're, they're still down and out, but Uncle Sam is charged. When that lady was dying, she says, you know, her patriotic speech, it gets Uncle Sam. He grabs that little bit of patriotism out give of the me air, kind of gets me it. Death. Yeah, and he's fired up. He ends up being able to give really take on all of those, you know, plastic men. So by the end, you're like, all right. You know what? I know they're still down and out, but this is good. Also, it shows that it seems as if Black Condor 
is ready to, you know, go to oh, Detroit. Oh, yeah, after seeing the sacrifice, he's willing to go in to stop the Nazis at this point because the next phase of the whole thing is going into the the uh, the uh, Detroit and the slave camps. This is where they're keeping the Plastic yeah. Man formula. So we got to take yep. care of that in order to stop all this other stuff because and this so is their SS soldiers. That- it seems like, all right, you know what? The Freedom Fighters, like you said, they have guys down now. They're they're having problems. They're regrouping. Uncle Sam isn't what they thought. This is great. They're on the up. We're going to see them kick some ass. Detroit, you're next. And then as oh, they Detroit, go through Rock the portal, City. as you go through the portal, one of the plastic men is actually the door. So they didn't get rid of all of them anyway, who then gets a hold you know, of HQ and basically says, yeah, we planted one amongst their group, and you know he's holding there. He's holding uh, Delwan, and so you're like, all right, oh, no. no, they they didn't do everything that I thought they were gonna. And now they're screwed. They're completely screwed. So it gets me all fired up. It really got me excited. I I so love good. this book. I love it so much, and I don't want it to end at twelve issues. And I was now, I was actually I worried that, with Bruno Redondo on here just because of how like you know I how much Bruno I got used to Eddie Barrows so, on yeah. this, but I think he like there's a Really good, solid feel to this that feels oh, like yeah. you know, Eddie Barrow's oh, work I as well. You. I so you can go that right the through and deal, it's fine. I think Bruno Redondo can ape anybody's style. And what I said way back in the first Injustice, because he ended up doing Injustice with Tom Taylor, the first you know season of the first big yeah. Injustice deal. And my quote at the one point, and I still go by this, he really can draw pretty much the best version of any character that he draws. They always end up looking great. <laughs> they always you, you having a little drink there with you, you the thing there. Oh man, I, 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 I thought I freaking I I pushed the uh, mute button. Oh, I'm so sorry. But, uh, you're having a rough voice, Eric. You need that drink. But no, I, I think that Bruno Redondo again. This is where I don't understand I'm why he's not on a huge book all the time. He is, but I think that what happens is he ends up being such a great fill-in artist because he can ape some styles, especially at points. The stuff with you know Hitler the Third that really. Fits very well in all the other stuff that yeah. he had with that character stuff. Like I like too, where he's there and he's shooting that Gatling gun at the human bomb, all freaking sweaty. Looks like Eric Shea sweating. <laughs> he <there. does. laughs> it made me laugh. But yeah, I, yeah, like I, I'll tell you right now. I keep as we're talking about this, I keep looking at the time of how long we're talking because I think this book deserves so much more like there's not enough people reading it. Uh no. I don't think enough people are talking about it. Not and I wish that we could it. sit I wish that we could sit here and talk about it for three hours. That's how much I like it. Unfortunately, this issue is very straightforward and that's one of the things I like about it as well. It, it ends up each issue is very satisfying. It's very straightforward. You get a lot out of each one, even in a kind of a cool down slower issue like this one is it still ends up building on top of all the stuff that we got before to make things like you're invested not even just in the characters of the freedom fighters you're so invested in their fight and it, it's it's easy Earth that way itself. because they're going against nazis i mean really Damn right. you're you're fighting nazis so you villain. got that yeah so you end up Though, like, I feel like I'm there with the Freedom Fighters in this book, and I don't have that a lot with other 
books i mean when things are going where they're in this house and that the husband and the wife are talking like oh man they're gonna go when i saw the the plastic men show up i swear to god it, you know i could have yelled out like watch out get out of there freedom fighters you know i'm an adult so, but that's I'm what i was thinking child. in my mind i'm sitting there my wife's like really this is who i married he's yelling oh, at the no. comic book at the freedom fighters to get up but that's how much i'm invested in this and I just, I, I really beg people to try this out. And if you haven't, you know, and you, you aren't, just yeah, wait get on the, the trades. On. Try the trades as well. You know, no, even no. if you're going to go full out and wait until they start all popping up in the DC Universe app, if you have that. But give it a shot. Try to, re- and really That's a year. go. That's after and- the series is over. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, you will have them. I'm telling you, some people just don't want to make the the jump. And me and you, we said at the beginning of the podcast, we're not exactly the biggest Elseworlds type fans like that because they don't mean as much. But I love this book so much. What did you give it? I ended up giving this issue a 9 out of 10. I love the art. I was worried at first with Bruno Redondo being on this issue. I'm like, why do we have a fill-in artist that's messed up? But it works perfectly for what we've gotten previously. And I'll tell you, the thing that really just pushed me over the top, that really made me so satisfied by the end, was that give me liberty. I'm like, I am not the biggest patriotic person there is. But for some reason, the sacrifice of this woman saying, you know, give me liberty, give me death. And this is fueling Uncle Sam to be the powerhouse of a hero that he is. I'm like, it gave me the chills. I'm like, so I ended up giving this a 9 out of 10. I'm really satisfied with this book. And I can't wait for the next issue. Yeah, I think that this issue got me as much uh, patriotism out of it as I used to get watching Sergeant Slaughter wrestle uh, each Saturday, Eric. Yeah. I used to love it. And so, yeah, I, I really like, I'm, I'm going 9-5 because I love Bruno Redondo. So I, I was pretty pumped when I yeah, saw was really he good. was on it. And then he came through. But yeah, I love it. Uh, we don't, you know, we talk about books and we crap on some. We love others, but we don't really go out of the way to really say, please read this. This is one of those. It definitely it. is. And and we've told a bunch of people and nobody has gotten back to me to say they're disappointed with it. So you have that as well. But yeah, we're going to go off now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with you. Jim, and this first mail section is brought to you by Eric Shea. There That's he is. me. Everybody, let, let's give a hand to Eric Shea. Sweaty yeah. Eric Shea, oh, delivering your right. mail each and every week. There he is, Mr. Sweat himself. They call so him hot. Pits, but I love him still. And here, yeah. if you want to get involved, no. If you um, want to get involved in the mail, all you have to do is email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, and then you'll be the star just like Pitts over here, Eric That's Shea. not me. And the first mail is going to be from Carlos. And Carlos, you gave me a heart attack, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, you, you scared the crap out of me because his header of the mail, the subject line was pretty much, 
uh, I'm sorry, but I can't listen to your podcast anymore. I'm like, all right, what did we say? Oh, no. Well, how, how did we offend Carlos? We crossed the line <laughs> once because, again. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering, and right away, I'm like, what did Eric say? What oh, did he do? Was it too I much person? Case. And also, it's one of those where I'm thinking, and it, it always does go, not to this podcast, Not it's always to the pop culture. <laughs> Like, what, what are we talking about on that pop culture? Because that's probably where all all crap goes to, to the head. Yeah, really, pop pop. We are uh, recently that has become a curse fest. That that podcast, but I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. Carlos says, hello, Jim. I'm so sorry. I had no idea things were so terrible. Well, this that is a setup for what this whole thing is. So I go and I listen. I'm like, all right, Carlos is gone. There's another one. We have. A, I have a checklist behind me on the wall. I'm like, all right, here we go. Carlos gets the checklist along with all the other people. I'm so sorry. I had no idea things were so terrible. Now I'm thinking like, what? What is he talking about, Tanya? I don't know what's going on. To think your best pal, your best friend. And I'm like, I'm still like, who the hell is he talking about? Maybe <laughs> you two were about? undercover lovers. Now I'm like, wait a second. He's talking about Oosh. Eric Shea, your partner in podcasting, Eric Shea. Who would have thought that when you guys were not working side by side, giving him rides home, discussing comics for everyone's enjoyment, Eric has been dot, 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 dun, nailing your broad. While I was in Nam. I just cannot believe none of us saw it coming. In solidarity with you, I can no longer get conscious. I posted Listen about it on to Facebook. this facade of a podcast <laughs> that has been tainted by betrayal. Taint. Jim, you have no choice. I said taint today in the uh, news podcast. It made me giggle. I'm telling you. Oh, my God. Oh, Jack, I'm jacked up on Mountain Dew, Eric. I'm telling you, I say taint, and I it, it made me giggle. I couldn't stop. <laughs> Oh, my. Uh, you have no choice but to nail Eric's broad. You have to now. Tell I Jess think you I'm might coming have to. for. All tell right. Jess I'm coming what for. What are you talking about? Tell she's going to be fucking huffing her way down to your house. At least I like that you say she's huffing. I, I end up, you know, that at least somebody would pay attention to her then. I mean, really. Eric, if you're actually, you really want to know what, uh, what I'm going to do is me what? and Eric were talking about the idea. Jess, I, I can't really in good conscience nail Je- Eric's broad. What I can do is the me and Eric are going to go into Unicron together. We're going to end up putting our money go together. We're going to go halfsies. And you told me that if we go halfsies, what days do I get it? Wednesdays and Saturdays. You get Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Yeah, I get it. And Saturdays, what I will do to Unicron should not be spoken about on this podcast, but I will speak about it. I'm going to do such sexy things to Unicron while taking Polaroid pictures that I will then, as I do, and and the best thing about this is me and you have the Unicron. I do want to meet at the McDonald's to exchange as if that we are divorced parents and that's our son. We're, we're going to end up having the job. Okay, Unicron, you remember what I said? And then you get mad that Unicron is allowed to do things at my house that he's not allowed. You know, the rules. I end up bending the rules well, for Unicron. Right. We get upset. You're like, I told you that bedtime for Unicron was nine. You're letting him stay up till 3 a.m. I'm like, You know, hey. every time Unicron comes back from your house, he's always acting up. That's right. And that's and also I will give you now in the scenario now it gets a little sick that I'm giving you those Polaroids. Slash those that Polaroid idea now. It doesn't make why, sense. Why did you now. make this about children? What happened I don't to you? Know. Why are you such funny. a monster? It seemed funny to have the drop off like that, but now it, it makes my whole story really take a dark turn. Forget what I said. Let's go back to the email. Nobody will Eric, ever forget. I, 
I didn't say anything. You know, sometimes we have a lot of fun here on the sometimes we podcast. Don't. Sometimes we go a little too far. You know, maybe I shouldn't have taken those Polaroids with Unicron and then drop them off have. at the McDonald's with Eric. But it wasn't to harm Unicron at all. He is the planet devourer, as they say. Uh, the, but also the world one thing, eater. The chaos one thing, bringer. One thing that he did also bring is a broken heart, Eric. Uh, you know, sometimes robots, they're dying to destroy worlds. They're dying to kill the Transformers. They forget how to live, Eric. They want to live is what they want to do. Oh, my goodness gracious. All they want is Enertron. Is that what Ener- it's called? Enertron? Ener-John? Ener-John? I don't know. <laughs> I'm an adult. I, I don't know these things. Is there is there a combiner in the house? Please. There's, there's please. a lot. Wars, I there, there, there's, there's a lot of combiners in the house. There's a triple changer just waiting to happen here, but nobody what? lets him live. They're not letting him be himself. He needs medication. What? He's a triple changer. Yes. He, he's a father, a podcaster, and a piece of shit. He doesn't know which one he wants to be as that triple changer. I'll tell you, Tanya told me today, hey, much of the parent part of that equation. <laughs> I got yelled at a lot today about it. Uh, as I was food shopping for everyone, trying to lay it on the line, trying to get them their energon that they need, Eric. <laughs> they need to survive. My kids said we would rather have food. We don't need energon. I said, to be no quiet there. I said, be quiet, star scream. He said, my name's Rafe. I don't know what you're saying. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Buddy, I don't know many of the other <laughs> names, but hey, you know, hey there, Rafatron. I don't know what Go you're talking about. Go get your brother Thundercracker and Skywarp and tell them to get over here and yeah, stop their shenanigans. Really. Where's Skywarp? And now I thought he had a job. Isn't he working? What is going on in this house? I says. One day you're looking at your kid and he's just a little Megatron, <sighs> but one day he will be a Galvatron before you know it. That is true. If you don't watch out, Hill 2 will become a Unicron, Eric. There can only be one, but he will become it. I want on Hasbro posted. It's up to 2,008 backers. Okay. It's getting there. It's getting there. You need how many? 8,000. 8,000. Yeah. I mean, really. Really. 35 days Also, if you do go to that Hasbro deal, HasLab it's called, right? If you go to the HasLab, which really seems to me like they're making Toxic Avengers in real life. (laughs) At the hash lab. Uh, <laughs> but if you do go there, you can also buy a cookie monster. Yep, if you were so inclined, that's $300. Me and Eric are so dumb. We end up, we're talking about Unicron. And we, we, we are keeping track of how many backers there are. But you say to me, hey, they also have a cookie monster. And I said, what, like a cookie monster transformer? Because I think all these things are transformers. <laughs> the transformers. Right? No, it's, it's Hasbro. They have these things. So we go they to the They also have website, the Marvel Legends phone. license. Yeah, well, we go to the the Cookie Monster deal on my phone, and it took us at least a half hour to figure out how much this thing costs. We're so stupid. It was there the whole time, right under our nose there. Little did we realize that it was $300. No way, but it looks great. It It really does. does. It's like three foot tall. Eric, if you're listening. I am. I only have one thing to say to you. Noise, he says, Nice. Noise. Noise. He says, I wish there was some way around this, but there is not. Yes, he's there. Uh, Freeze. That's what I say. Andy is next. And Andy says, thank you, Carlos. And Andy is next and says, hey, guys, considering the depressing nature of DC Comics right now, I Uh think you should uh do your regular show, but have it completely be about wrong turn. Seriously, the stories you tell about him are better than the comics. Now, I know that Andy is a huge wrong turn fan. He asked the origin of wrong turn. There 
is a problem with the wrong turn stories and why we haven't had many. Uh, I haven't talked to that guy in like three months. He now. keeps trying to call he doesn't me. Work I don't with us the anymore. Phone. Yeah, he calls Eric. He doesn't call me. He doesn't message me. But we haven't seen him in months. He's gone. He ended up. He doesn't work with us anymore and doesn't live in the house Turns in out, the parking lot we, we, as well. We, we talk about how dumb he is, but he was smart enough to get a better job than both Jim and I. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it seems. <laughs> it does. Also, like Tom Kiefer said, uh, you don't know what you got till it's gone. That's we right. were actually at a point where we were so sick and tired of talking to Wrong Turn that we were trying to phase him out of the podcast. No. Little did we know we had the golden moron. Little did we know that we had him. We had the golden moron right there. Though, as a caveat to the whole idea, next week, the Patreon is... It's uh, Patreon only, the annual week show. So the show, we will not have the show, the whole deal. We also will have some new wrong turn stuff. Stuff we've been saving. Yeah, we've had it saved. We ended up not using a couple things. And it's a couple quizzes. It's uh, what wrong turn likes... (laughs) And then something else, and not rhyming. That that rhyming bit oh, God, was the that, best. But you know what? We, we might may put even, that in too because that is so. No, good. I'm saying oh. we may go down walking down <laughs> memory lane. I'm telling you, that was so good. That rhyming that I listened to it the other day, and I was crying. I was laughing so much, and I can need we make to have it a, a weird audio montage where while we're playing Maybe this, we, we have like you know the Beach Boys. Wouldn't it be nice playing That'd like really great. low in the background? We can have that going. We'll do all these <laughs> going things. down memory uh, lane. Also, I'm telling you, with the wrong term puppet. That we will be reenacting that rhyme thing (laughs) with the blue, blue. You're supposed to rhyme with it, not tell me the exact same things. Oh, and I love when he laughs at that. I wish I had it right now. He's like, oh, oh, okay, blue, blue. It just goes back. I'm like, this is solid gold, solid gold. But yeah, we we just don't have any other stories with him. He's supposed to get married soon, um, but who knows? Yeah, next month. We we just don't. We don't hear from him. So maybe we'll try. So I don't even know how we could even really get a hold. I know where he's getting married. I might just show up. You might. Yeah, yeah you actually won't. see him sometimes on Facebook and stuff like that. I do not. Not on purpose. So I, I have not. He visited us one time since he left. And I think he's got, been gone like three months now. And so. I never saw him the during those visits. Stories. I was always out at lunch, and he for some reason decided and, he wasn't going to go back where I was. And we do have some other people that we work with. While they are pieces of crap or kind of annoying, they're not the wrong turn. No, they no, are. they're the magic guy, morons, but they're like yeah, blood one, magic morons. One you don't guy want any that part we talked to, one of the guys that we have to deal with a lot, uh, said to me the other day, and I wish that I would have told you right away. I was going to run over and tell you this. I think this was yesterday, where he's talking to me, and he's like, you know. I, I was sitting around thinking about things. You know, I am a deep thinker. I'm like, really? You're a deep thinker? <laughs> who who said you? this? Ankle, ankle uh, said that. <laughs> so he's saying this to me. And he's like, so I'm like, oh, really? Old ankle yeah. bracelet, deep yeah. thinker. And he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I'm what people often do call a deep thinker. And I said, no, them, they said douchebag. No, actually, I said, I think they say other things uh, than that. And it, he was perplexed. Who he's talks just to looking you? at me. Well, he's going to think deeply on what you brother. just said to him. His brother. That's who talks to him. And then we have the one guy who's the melding man, but he's not really well, that much fun. He means it fun. takes him a long time to comprehend yeah. something. Yeah, really. Deep thinker. Yeah. And, also, and then also we have, uh, you know, the guy who shits his pants, but he's he's not a he's fun, fun type of no. moron. No. He's he's awful. He's an awful guy. Uh, so, Andy, I don't think that we're going to ever have more of Wrong Turn, except, uh, obviously, next week on the Patreon exclusive deal, we will unveil the last of Wrong Turn. But we always have things like this, Eric. Poop, poop. We have to right. put up fresh cup crew. 
I like the killing. We always Until have the one there. day I'm going to give him his own show and I just start stalking his ass every week. Yeah, at one point we got to figure out how he can connect to this. I mean, this actually, the way we record now, a lot easier to get a hold of him than it would be with Skype. Because really, all he has to do is click on something. He still will mess it up. Gonna, so yeah, maybe we'll try sometime. Maybe we'll try sometime. But uh, the next email in the last email of section is from Dispatch. And he says, are you ready, Eric? Are you ready? Ready. He wants a drum roll. I don't have a drum roll. I have a rim shot. He says, he says, here we go. Yeah, that's the way it works. I'm half a teacher. (laughs) I was going to try doing that. I don't feel tardy. (laughs) (laughs) He says Telos is Leviathan. There you go. Sincerely dispatch. I hurt my foot. That's why I wasn't talking. I started doing so. Yeah, I'm doing both my feet and my hands there. Can you hear my feet as well? Logan's probably going nuts downstairs. But he says Telos is Leviathan. Sincerely Dispatch, and we'll hear more Thank about you, that later in the next Your bit of wild mail. theories thrown out yeah, there. Yeah, there's wild theories. He's just saying that to get Manship all fired up. But yeah, oh that's my, the end Manship of the mail. Is right and, now thinking to himself, that's the best thing I've ever heard oh, in my oh, life. I know. I, I hope I mean, they Manship put a special there. out so I can buy he's, that. He's still there. What was that? I didn't hear it over this waxing of my Frisbees. <laughs> But let me put these down. Let me put the old Frisbee wax down. What? I better rewind that. Oh, my. The I agree. It's time to celebrate. I'm going to get on my short shorts, my suspenders. It's time to roll, Akeem. Let's go. He's there, the whole family. Let's go, baby. Let's roll. And they go on rollerblade. There you go. That is the day in the life of manship. I think that basically what happens is uh, if we're depressed about the books, at least we have some fun in the mail section, yeah. right? We, we do have fun with that. So that would be a wait for everybody. Except to pick for up when we're spirit. depressed during the mail sections. No, or, or also I'm saying this kind of, you know, saying, hey, send in some mail and stuff like that. But a lot of mail kind of depresses. <laughs> so, it's a fine line I'm we walk. You, when I, I send you the message, I'm like, we have 15 mails. Oh, my. I we're not going to get to bed. We're not going to get to bed. <laughs> uh, yes, that's the end of mail section number one. We're going to go off to a couple of books and then we'll be back with more mail as well. Now here's Eric. And he's talking all about DC. Now here's Eric. And he's talking all about DC. Eric Shea will throw it down. His reviews are strong and sound. His scores are much better than Jim's, you'll see. He will tell us all about DC. So tell us all about DC. Eric Shea. All right, we're back with the second bunch of books here. We have three books coming at you right now. Three amazing books. Three amazing books. Three books, two of which are anniversaries. Number 75. Happy anniversary, oh, Jim. My. How dare you call that an anniversary? <sighs> 75. I like to call it a milestone is what I say. All right. 
Um, but yeah, we're gonna have I like to call two many big things, things a milestone. We're, we're gonna end here, yeah, really. We're gonna end Flash with uh, you know, the seventy five will end the year, year one, one story. And then when we get to Wonder Woman seventy five, we're actually gonna be getting something that we've waited pretty much, you know, sixty odd issues to get. Grail? Uh, no, and both of them oh. kind of fall flat for me a little. No, and, and I'm telling oh. you, these aren't exactly the greatest of, of issues. I, I'm a little bit. What about the third you know, one, Jim? Yeah, what about the, the non-anniversary one, third issue? Third one's Batgirl, and that's, I All think right. that's the best of the bunch. But yeah, uh, I see a lot of people talking about how great flash is and i see it all the time that people are like oh man joshua williamson's killing it he's doing all these and every time i read it, it it's never awful you know what i mean but it's never great yeah. to me and i'm just waiting well, for that issue for all that these people gets me that going. are talking about how great it is i want them to message me at eric l shea and tell me how the flash defeated the turtle because i have no yeah. idea what this mumbo jumbo of the speed force are using here yeah, and, and with that, it just continues doing a lot of things that Joshua Williamson does. Every time there's supposed to be a resolution where somebody wins a battle, where somebody does something, including, I'll go back to, you know, Wally Wally breaking the speed force to get these other forces. The speed barrier. And yeah, we never knew really what that meant. It was just, he I says a lot of things. Dope. He says a lot of things. You'll get the still force avatar here. We still don't even really know what half of these forces are Baby all turtle. Over really mean anything no this other guy uh, and so also uh, there's some other things in this that drive me nuts because you have in this this is flash year one you end up where during this story we see flash training we see him running around without a suit we see him doing all these things but yet when the chips are down yet you end up having central city come on for flash for everything he's done for us what has he done it's your one. He's done a few things, made some graffiti on he's the wall, ne- cleaned and it up, let him know. the turtle that one time, but they're Got there. Got some people, some pizza. They're fighting the turtle. That was his biggest thing, is bringing in the turtle, but yet the turtle's out, and that's who they're fighting. I'd be like, hey, we better help the Flash, because he can't do anything himself. But just the idea of the, all right, hey, here we go. And uh, I'll tell you, before I do the blurb, it starts off, and, and I don't know if it's just me, and I, I, you know, I'm starting to read this, and just the dialogue that you get from everybody, Flash, Turtle, and the citizens, felt like it was for like a, a sixth grade book. It, it just seemed like, you know, hey, right up my alley, uh, you mean. slowing down time might cure you, but this is not the way, Turtle. And then, the, how dare you, Flash? And then the people are like, oh, no, we have chains on us. But if we didn't, we'd get you. And sure I'm like, would. really? This is so you crazy. Tell them, yeah. And then you have Iris just <laughs> like, Flash isn't the only one who can fight back. It sounded like an old-time radio show. And then she Probably just smashed drives. this thing here yeah, she just that may save the thing. stop the people yep. from being chained up with the still force energy, whatever that means. Yeah, and then you have, you know, she smashes the thing, so then we're free. The chains are gone, Dad. But what about the Flash? He's still fighting, even though they got him outnumbered. Let's go. Uh, like, really? <laughs> like, this is so basic. And, and then, like I said, it relies on a victory lap type thing of, look, Central City's all into Flash. They're going to help. But I, I just wish it was like, hey, you know, this Flash guy seems like he's pretty cool. Let's help him out. But not, oh, man, the Flash has saved us a million times because he hasn't. It's year one. 
And, and so it threw me off. And, and like you said, he's he's done messed up with the turtle. I, I mean, at one point, I want the guy like, I think that he caused all this problems. And they're like, ah. yeah. they're in the back. The guy's talking out to the side of his mouth. Get I him. think the flash is at fault. Get him, boys. <laughs> so you, you have this going. It's just I, I see it, a lot blur. of people. I will. But just the last thing, it's just this reminds me just so much of the Batman book that it's just because it's flash. And if he does anything, I mean, anything people are like, man, that's really. Oh nails boy, Did you see flash. him run fast? The yeah. flash. Yeah. Oh man, boy, he was <laughs> there and gone in a he flash. Said, oh, that's flash. Did you see that shit? He said he had to believe in hope. Oh man. Yeah, I love Barry yeah. Allen. Oh my. And then we see, uh, we see a young Wally. Oh my, I got to give this a <gasps> 10 out of 10. I, I just don't get it because I, every time I read, especially a finale in this whole entire run, I'm left wondering what the hell went on. I, I like, I, like you said, at the end, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, how the hell did he defeat? He, it's one of those, like, all I have to do is run Adam because that's what he wants me to do, but it worked before. So I'll run Adam. Oh my. Now get this. He is using the still force, which is making me afraid. If I move past that fear and think of hope, I can run faster than his stillness and break his power. And I I actually (laughs) thought that at one point it was like, again, we were doing one of those like opposite polarity things that it kind of, you know, you get close and it explodes. I, well, go, For the first is- time in a long time, when we were first reintroduced to the Still Force in the Justice League book, when we had Grodd and Baby Turtle and stuff like yeah. that, it seemed like the idea that was to beat the Still Force is that Barry had to learn to slow down. This one, he had to learn to speed up and move Pamela. Yeah. Turtle, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to read you a line right here before you get started because here's the turtle yelling. Once <laughs> I have your speed, this I will is, use I was it actually, to- I'm glad you're saying this because this was the big I, part I was thinking in my mind. Like, well, this is the worst thing to try to explain something to me. Go, once I have your him. speed, I will use it to power the shell tower connections, the connecting the present tower. to the future, and the secrets of our powers will finally show themselves. <laughs> yeah, right. that, that that's basically, I'm like, please, at one point, in this, like, tell of, me a of secret, all times, please. I'm sitting I won't there tell thinking, else. please let the turtle win. Can we please let him win? Because I want to know the secrets of their powers, because I have no idea what's going on in this book. Ah, uh, yes. And, and also, it's, it's also this <laughs> thing, like, you're supposed to be like, okay, we're going to go back to year one, where we can kind of reset right. the story and give hey. us some info. Nope. Flash number seven. Where's Patty Spivet? Written by Joshua Williamson, art by Howard Porter, Hi-Fi, Scott Collins, Luis Guerrero, and Steve Wands. Joshua Williamson ends his year Flash One story with a bang, Eric. Maybe. My. I mean, I don't really know what happened. And I don't know how I'm the Flash whimpering. beat the turtle. And again, when there was a great opportunity to explain things, he kind of just pushed Please. on forward. But it did Aww. look noisy. See, it was noisy, Eric. That's why it was the with noisy. The bang. I did like the backup offer uh, story with Captain Cole, but seeing Snakebite lose his head actually felt like oh, an no, unnecessary thing to do to our man, James Bonney. James Bonney was so <laughs> happy about Snakebite. He was so proud of him. And, it, and, and you, not I sent him a tweet earlier about this whole thing, said, oh, no, Snakebite died yeah. in this issue of the flesh. Tell me he can regrow his head. Now, now tell me one thing, though. When you first saw that, that you had Captain Cold out on a mission for the Suicide Squad with Snakebite, I was like, oh, man, way to go, James Bonney. You're in. Like, this is the character. This is your legacy. Oh, no. And then, you know, insult to injury. He yeah, I was with that D-list. Snakebite. Oh, <laughs> poor James Bonney. Why does uh, but Joshua yeah. Williamson hate James Bonney? Yeah, I just, I yeah. I, and I wonder what is the 
kind of way. This is what I want to know because James Bond, he does talk to us occasionally. We haven't heard from him in a while, actually, a while, since yeah. I think the Wonder Woman movie came out. And I would like to know, are you contacted? Or does Josh Williamson do the cool thing and say, hey, listen, you know, can I use Snakebite? Can I do this? You know, and James Bonney, like you said, maybe like, eh, screw it. He can grow his head back. I'll just, you know, or anybody could bring him back. But it's just, you, I just want to like be that guy. Digs. It's like this. Like all of a sudden, he didn't, he didn't tell James Bonney. Nobody told James Bonney. It's like, ooh, did you see what Josh Williamson did? He killed Snakebite. Ooh, yeah. go get him, yeah. James. Oh, I, I, I get the idea of James Bonney's, <laughs> you know, he's minding his own business and somebody gets a hold of him like you, but you're not a specific. <laughs> Like, oh man, James! Like, look what happened. Snakebite made an appearance this week. He's like, really? All right, Snakebite's back, baby. Flip. Oh no! <laughs> what a dick! He's all mad at him. He's like, you son of a bitch! And I did. It was uh, Deathstroke number twelve of his run. I think that was. So if anybody yeah, doesn't know what we're talking about, yeah, James Bonney uh, took over Deathstroke in the New Fifty Two. Kind of restarted the is number. That also, where we got the God Killer sword in that yeah, series. Yeah, the God Killer as well. Yeah. So he's coming up, big coming up today. James Bonney here. Yeah, uh, yeah, because uh, you ended up having Snakebite, who was a villain that was going against Deathstroke, and I believe his appearance was Deathstroke number 12. So if you want to go and check that out, yeah, he's in that who doesn't want there. Snake Bite? And the God Slayer, because that was going to, you know, bring down, the, you know, the Diana and all these other crazy things that were going on and Superman in that book. It was that big long story. But yeah, that's not here nor there, because we're talking no. about Flash. Talk about Speed this Force. Is, this is the end of the year one. And I, I kind of thought that it was going to be cool because we were going to get an oversized issue to kind of tie up everything. So I thought, boy, we have to get answers kind of broken into chapters so that isn't the case uh and one of the chapters is just pretty much a victory lap of remembering things and it's it's more of a that's where i think joshua williamson gets people on his corner because they're like he brings up stuff that you want to see you want to see wally west you want to see wallace with him you want it, it's still it doesn't make a total bunch of sense but it is well, even now at the end when he's talking about what like you know what has driven him all this time and we see all these you know speedsters throughout dc comics stuff like that they're all thrown out there but they don't make sense and i'm like what why no. would you put like max mercury out here we have not seen that character in fucking yeah. a decade and yeah, it's not so even he- in this continuity at this point please tell me what we're playing with because even when we have steadfast the end like i needed you to remember that year one barry because time has been manipulated things have changed so this is why i wanted you to remember because obviously you can make people remember stuff when you have the still force because you yeah. see yeah. all of time you know, that's one of the powers that makes people afraid <sighs> it does it all i but mean really thing, but the thing is like when when this when they say time's been manipulated obviously we're Right back to Dr. Manhattan, Doomsday Clock, stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm like, what does this mean? You can't just say that and like, okay, let's but move on. that's the I'm problem. Like, this is what I think his run is. This is what it, it frustrates me because what he does is just throw things out there and then moves along. And, and anybody who tells me that he goes back and later issues explains things, please tell me what the Sage Force really is. This Still Force, it's called one. the Still Force because he's still making it up. Boom, boom, Eric. I mean, really, that's all it is. But yeah, you so you start, you, you start off, <laughs> Mr. Blackwell. Oh, my. Uh, so you're going with this. And basically what happens is Barry realizes that the way that he is going to beat the turtles, because there's the two of them here, is to, dose. Is to run faster and uh-huh. to have some hope. 
and to uh-huh. punch people and inspire people. And, and I like the idea. I said it last issue. I love the idea of him being inspired by Iris and his mother. Yeah, it's and great. that was what, you know, the women of his life Who were the things that were inspiring. the same person because even when he thinks back to what his mother told him, I'm like, well, like what's Iris doing here? I'm like, oh, that's I'm not Iris. You, that's his mommy. I'm telling you, at the one point where they go and he pictures or thinks about his mom it's the weirdest Always one little panel it's the I one know. little panel there i'm like what is she doing it it seems like she's like to me she's looking down from heaven like there's my barry because she even says at one point i was so confused and that Always is hopeful. a big confusing when she sits there and you know he's talking about iris and then he's kind of yep. talking about his mother but then he thinks back to his mother and she says oh that barry i'm thinking how does Iris know that the Flash? That's what I, 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 was, I actually yeah, had to go back and I reread com- it. I went back a couple of times because I was confused by that, and it just seemed weird. But yeah, and Flash during this whole thing up- too, we we have we're playing everything all quick and loose here. So they decided to go for a sixteen panel layout. You know, fuck that nine thing. That's for amateurs. We're doing a sixteen yeah, really? panel layout. But in some of these things within one of those tiny panels, they also have sixteen more panels within. I'm like, you goddamn maniacs! Uh, what are you know. trying to really, do to me here? Really, what are you doing? You're gonna blow up the world. Yeah, so the whole thing still remains that Flash ends up, and and remember, his older self told him he had to run away, sacrifice Central City. (laughs) He's he's a yeah, he's not a real go getter. The only way to win is to lose Central City. It's screwed. Don't even worry about it. Just run, baby. The way the turtle is spelling out the whole idea is he's going to just control everything. I don't think that that future Flash really has a grip of what all is at stake. Luckily, Barry doesn't listen. He does because this is the thing is apparently this loop has been going on and I still have no idea what caused the loop to break this time. What different knowledge did Barry get? I I only think that it's because he doesn't run away that he decides because that's turtle saying. It seems like the turtle has lived this loop over and over again where Barry is confronted with his older self and he runs away and then Central City's taken over and then his older self gets captured. It goes back in time. This has been the loop. I'm like, what caused this? I just think this is the one. I just think this is the one out of a million times that he decides to do it differently. I think that each time you kind of have that opportunity to do that and he never has done it. And that's what breaks the loop then because he does. But again, that is wonky in the idea of a time loop. I mean, like you said, there's no different outside force. Well, that's what we it, had it, the same thing in Heroes in Crisis. We had the same thing. Yeah. Like, what was the outside force yeah, to make this time force? differently? And with this, the outside force could have been uh, Commander Cold being there at this Something. point and not before. It could have been the idea that when the turtle showed up and he has Iris, he thinks, boy, you know, this is weird. You're not acting like – give us some little hint that there well, was Even if you're going to use the idea the that loop. time has been manipulated, use that bit to say like why this could happen oh, yeah. differently than any oh, other I'm time. I'm telling you, if you really want to go with the thing in your book and this is what you're going, make the turtle start talking. I mean, you know, spell it out. And yeah, you might not like it because you're a time travel connoisseur, as they say. Say. I am, I'm and right. uh, but at one point, it, even if the turtle said, "Ah, eh, you know, you're not going to break the loop," even though you can, by you know, each time is another opportunity in time to change things. But nothing was ever spelled out. So when he does change it, yeah, you're left wondering why or what changed this to change it because when he does say and, and I was going okay with it Hope. until Turtle <laughs> ended up saying. Every other Barry Allen that we've gone through in this, you know, yeah. endless parade has never done that. And then I thought to myself, oh, why would you say that? Because then it makes me start wondering again about what a time loop is, what time travel does, and all these other things going on. But yeah, it's very quick. And, and that's what really 
upset me about this oversized issue to end the Flash Year One. It didn't even last. The actual main story of it really didn't even last an issue's worth of a deal. It's almost about like 14, 15 pages of this ending to defeat the turtle when I thought that this was the opportunity to really lay some things out, really have some things explain, really and do instead, all these other things. We have Barry decide, look, all these other flashes, they done run away. Things have taken over. I'm going to run towards the energy that I yeah, was that's told what to it destroy is. the multiverse. And you know what? I'm going to hope. And what happened? His power should be mine. I'm like, I agree, Turtle. I have no idea what happened. Yeah, I don't know what happened happened either. And that's the thing. Doesn't make the still force go away in my mind. That's the thing, too. When you have a story that you end up having a big thing, big thing resolved, a big cliff, you know, not even a cliffhanger, a, a big resolution. And you have the bad guy say, how did that happen? I don't understand. You really should have the hero explain it and tell us because now you're just pointing out that it doesn't make any sense. And uh, yeah, I guess that we're supposed to think, well, hope and love, you know, cures all, but we're talking time travel. We're talking powers of cosmic powers. We're we're not sure. You can't just say hope. Now we're wishing machines. One of those dark energies of the uh, universe. Yeah. Yeah. So it it ends up where even like you said, at one point when the turtle says, hey, you know, I'm going to take over your power. I'm going to suck that power out. And now we'll get all the secrets of of this and we never get it. We never get any of the secrets. We never get anything. though. Is that Barry uses his fear? I'm telling you, it was all about hope. And so he has starts pushing into this freaking energy after the fact. Like, you know what? I'm going to use that fear now. I'm like, don't do it, Barry. We just saw how good hope was. Why yeah, don't really, you go back to really. fear? Like, I'm going to use that thing. The, the shakes I used to have, I'm going to shake it a, a frequency that and nobody that becomes his has vibrational seen powers. It, it, yeah, the shakes. I guess because the <laughs> thing is, the lightning exploded through my window, granting me the speed. And now I can feel that lightning burst from my body as I use this gift to connect with every living being. The Future Flash spoke of a multiverse. I just still don't know what to make of that. And I'm like, okay. And then he uses that lightning after he connects with all the beings in the universe. He can, he uses that then to go and see the multiverse. And I'm guessing he might create the speed force, but even says this has existed before him and stuff like that. So I'm like, you're really messing me up because it seems like you are creating the speed force at this one point throughout the multiverse, but it's there. Now we're going to use this energy that we have connected to all the living beings, apparently all the multiverses. And I'm going to move this part to the future a bit past that alternate dimension, that timeline. I'm like, you're talking about like it seemed like you're you're spelling out that you're going to go 35 years in the future where this could never have happened. But he uses his energy, the speed force, to move everybody, this entire everybody. world, into the future a bit, which makes all of this paradox, fucking alternate future, disappear in the present time. Like you, you yeah. didn't lost me, kid. Let's go yeah, back a then, little bit. Let's 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 use the still force and slow down a little yeah, bit. Really, let's, yeah, really. Explain what's slow happening. It, slow it. And even then, he even says, and that's gonna you Trapping know the make turtles it so powers that in the past. Yeah, it's gonna trap the turtles' powers in the past, but that's also gonna break the paradox and the loop that we and had. Skip I'm like, the time I don't paradox. understand. Yeah, I don't understand. The future what you're flash here before it could happen. I'm like, yeah. So basically, you, he, you just you just waved yeah. your hand and said a bunch of mumbo jumbo. And yeah. now I'm supposed to say, okay, he moved everything one, everybody. a split second ahead in the future, which then ended up and did he just move Central City? Did he use the whole world? Like this is, seems to be all contained in Central City. I just don't City. know why. In fact, I think I can speed up all of time and space just a few seconds and take everyone to the future with me. Everyone yeah. except the turtle. And I'm like, 
but but why does that make the time paradox go if you go a few seconds in the future i don't understand why this makes things okay yeah that's the thing i don't understand and, and i'm not smart enough to understand i guess Just the whole and idea so that we have the future turtle to... okay here yeah. he is he was left behind i'm like all right in a few seconds he'll catch up and the war's back on yeah, really. He's you see him there. He's looking at his watch. All right, only five seconds. Here we yeah, go. When you and like, no, back. here's the deal. Then. Lunch break, and it's a weird deal. Like, or in Game my on. mind, he's there in Central City, always a couple seconds behind. Is then Central City empty? Is he, he like? Does it look like a wasteland, or or is everybody is kind of weird, blipping in and out, or is he is talking that that to people? But they're going, yeah, I don't know. That hush wound up in the prelude to the Maybe. wedding. This thing that yeah, like I'm you know you. this weird. He exists a few seconds Does outside he end of up our being time, a and I'm ghost? like, I don't understand this. You know what I mean? Like, he would be a ghost. Like, he'd go to talk to people, but they're two seconds ahead of him all the well, time, you, and he's trying even, to do things. If you things? even want to talk about the idea of the present turtle, because we have two turtles here. We have King Turtle, the conqueror from the future, who he gets left behind. We're left with present-day yeah, turtle, which apparently, after all this, if you just talk really nice to him, he might have a whole different future. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, is is yeah. he dead now? Is that why we had to clone him and have a little baby turtle in the and Just that's League the book? Way out, he that's the weird turned thing. Over a new because, leaf. Like, and I'm he just remembers a good turtle now. Barry talked nice to me. I like that he yells, What, what, future destiny lost? Who am I? I mean, you just said future destiny lost. Are you saying who am I as in, oh, no, you know, I'm not as big a thing as I was now. But it's all over the place. Even at the one point I love to and I wish that would have spelled out a little more. And he's like, I'm going to kill you, Flash, because you're just like my family, always trying to keep me behind. I'm like, that family was devoted to you, you piece of crap. Uh, they kept yeah. you at the, ta- the the dinner table, even though you were freaking a hunchback. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Get over I mean, yourself. They loved you. I do like as we go on. Barry had had so much of that Iris bitching about that window that at least he fixed that, right? But then you have, you know, all oh, right, we're gonna have Flash Day as Flash rebuilds, and I'm like, okay, now Flash has already taken down Captain Cold. He's rebuilding the city. Like we're really going to who is right. Flash? Well, when we when we jump ahead here, where everybody loves the Flash after this whole thing, you know his legacy is secured with all these newspapers we see laying all over. Because Central City is a dirty ass fucking town. This newspaper's yeah. blowing all over the streets. And nobody when, reads when newspapers we go, anymore. What when are you we go to me? back. To- when we go back to our present day, though, and like we pick up after Gotham Girl destroyed the Flash Museum and stuff like that, yeah. the whole idea that he runs up and goes to the construction crew and says, hey, everybody, y'all get the day off paid. Yeah. I'm like, you better talk to his foreman, Flash. No, I don't know what the even, hell you're going to get everybody better. fired here. It's even better before, when we get to that because then you get yeah, the yeah. whole deal where he's working. He's thinking about his dad again, his mom, the comics that he read. You know, Iris comes in and oh, says, hey, it's sec, Flash Barry's Day. Back. You know, you're working on Flash Day. Oh, let's go. Yeah, he's all there. And hey, I brought some people with me. You do get young Wallace and Wally again, kind of dealing with the time before Wally would have been taken out of the time and, and a race, which we thought was Mr. Twister, all that and abracadabra, yeah. I mean, and stuff like that. Abracadabra, um, yeah. But yeah, but we this have is to before figure he becomes out. Kid Flash. I don't, and and legitimately, it'll we'll never hear of abracadabra again. That will never be referenced. If it's going to be anything, they're going to say, well, they're going to they're going to end up. I'm saying we might see him. It's not going to be how Wally how? got taken He's out. He's not going to reminisce. They're going to use Dr. Manhattan as the thing. They're already starting to push that in some of the other things like the, uh, you know, Heroes in Crisis and stuff like that and all these things that they want to try to push that. It, they're all they're going to push something bigger than Abracadabra. But even so, you have that. Well, he's, that's the you thing know, is, the New 52 Wally could have been taken away by 
the uh, Dr. Manhattan changing everything when Flashpoint happened, when like Barry was coming back and yeah, trying to put that, everything back yeah. together. But, but the this thing Wally, is, yeah. this Wally was taken away by Abracadabra and would have no connection to his new his pre-New 52 family and everything oh, like that. No, so no. it really takes away everything with this issue. Yeah, well, I'm saying this Wally, you would have him go forward, he'd become a Titan, he'd do all that, and then get taken out by Abracadabra. And I think that they're just going to say that later he got taken out and manipulated by Dr. Manhattan. I think they'll just push that fully that abracadabra nobody seems to remember that every time i bring it up people get confused they think that oh, i'm talking bullshit well, i'm looking at this whole thing here i'm like i'm seeing all these flashes running this big victory lap moment where you see all the speedsters together i'm like poor jay garrick still stuck in that speed force if only yeah. barry remembered his he name just wants to, he talent. just wants somebody to remember his name is all he wants <laughs> uh but yeah even though like you said you even pointed out that was the comics that he read and loved all these things and you know yeah. it goes on so it doesn't make That's sense but best, yeah, yeah. Dude, the idea of that that earth two like the original earth two and stuff like that was were the comic books of earth one you know like and stuff like that so no matter what it's like if i saw like superman i'm like just say my name he dude looks like superman I don't know. What is your name, I don't buddy? Know. What is your name there, pal? Uh, but yeah, you have, you know, and that's the victory lap splash page with everybody yeah. going. And I saw people like, oh, man, this is awesome. You know, we're going to get all these characters back. Yeah, we'll see. Are we'll we? see. Uh, uh, we'll see. But yeah, then you have Steadfast kind of saying. I'm still like, waiting for that crisis is- to come back from the freaking 25th century. Yeah. So, you know, Steadfast is there. This is what I want you to remember. You know, I'm the avatar of the still force. I'm like, that eh, doesn't make much sense in the present with the whole turtle and everything going on in Justice League, but we'll go with it. And, yeah. you know, you have the Scott Collins art here going. Um, but yeah, you, you end up with the the putting back together the, you know, Flash Museum here. And this is where I think it's funny. It's not just him showing up and saying, hey, everybody, take the day off with pay. It's the idea that when he shows up, these guys, they're so bad at their job, they're almost all dead from the thing collapsing anyway. They're there. They're, one guy's reading a, a tablet. What the hell are they doing? The thing almost kills them. That's a them. clipboard. I, I think that Flash sits there. I actually think those are all tablets now. They're in the future. Because even that, you see the one with the schematics. That's definitely a tablet. Flash looks at it that the guy has there. uh, Has little buttons on the side and things. Uh, In my mind then, Flash is like, you guys, please t- take the day off. You're going to kill yourself. So you I'll, I'll finish this. I'll make With this. Pay. There's not even any talk to about, you know, I better talk to my union head about this or yeah, anything. No. You heard the man day clear off. out. I'm like, yeah, please, somebody get, get a hold of the foreman because these guys no, are getting fired. No, that's like me and you. They said that we can go home with pay. You get the hell out before somebody figures it <laughs> out, right? You just run. But yeah, he's making the Flash Museum and stuff like that. Commander Cold comes in. There, you know, he, we haven't seen him in a little bit, but they're trying to figure out stuff, and it's like one we're of those. We, we def- saw him yesterday. Yeah, well, they're like, "Hey, are you okay, Barry? I'm good." You know, hey, yeah. So you done? The Flash Museum will never be done. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then they go, and it's like, then you get the what uh, it seems to be what Joshua Williamson is giving you for maybe if he's going to end at a hundred, he, I don't think he's ever said that, but it looks like he's giving you a little peek at what's coming up in the next year or so. In the I, flash. I'm just looking at this thing now. I'm trying to figure out the timeline of the flash. Cause we talked when Iris left before, because this, this whole year one and stuff like that. And what we dealt with the Gotham girl during the price and the Batman crossovers, all of that has happened since, you know, Iris left because she was all upset after Wally supposedly died and she was going to have to write his obituary. I'm like, I'm looking at him read a flash, rebuild the flash museum here. I'm like, 
we have Wally West here. Has he done anything at this point yet where like Flash would know? Because right now he's in jail for being a murderer. You might not want to put Wally yeah. West in the Flash Museum. Yeah, even yeah, you do that's love a little him, thing. That's a weird him. thing to do now. Yeah, But yeah. even when you have so. Bart Allen in here, Impulse, I'm like, what do you know about Impulse, Barry Allen? Yeah. Because I sure don't know anything about it. He just came out after the Flash War, issue 50, yeah. 25 issues ago, and we've only seen him in Young Justice where everybody seems to remember yeah, him. I'm have, like, yeah, I have so many questions, everybody. Please yeah, answer one of them. we don't know. So you're, you're waiting to, you know, where when are we going to know? And then you have, like I said, you said, have this whole Avery. deal. Yeah, yeah, you have this whole deal of like, you know, the challenges would be great. I'll need new allies. I'll have to work with enemies, things like that. There's old Tar Pit. I always like seeing Tar Pit uh, and, and Girder. He always keeps popping up. What the heck's up with him? Uh, yeah, it's a, of the legacy we built. And it's like every one of these that ends, then it's like, all right, here I am. There's a darkness in my path. I can feel myself racing towards it. Whatever, you know, and you have that. And it's not the end, Eric. It's the beginning. So you have that. Oh and then you have the offer. And this this whole up until now, I'm like, it's just goofy. It, it's just it, nothing. I just is don't explained. know what you end the up Flash having one, big things. The yeah, the Flash one. And that's, I mean, I guess that's something. You want to have the, that doesn't happen in the Batman book. At least the Flash <laughs> wins in this one. You just don't know how he did it. Then you go off to the offer with the rogues and specifically Captain Cold. And I actually was afraid because you start off there and you see all the rogues. And I'm like, oh, are they not going to address that he's in the Suicide Squad? And they do. It, it's pretty good. But yeah. one of the funniest things is the description of the rogues. And I'll just point out Glider. Because there's Glider, my darling baby sister. She could sneak into your room like a ghost and slit your throat. But oh she my. doesn't because she's on the straight okay. and narrow. I'm, I'm sitting there like, I can just imagine like, she'll go in and steal your babies and eat them. And then she'll shove a stick right up your bunghole. But she won't because she's on the straight and narrow. I'm like, what are you playing at, Cole? Like, all right. Well, the she's thing the is, one that's not good. O- not only that, though, I like this whole thing where we see Heat Wave here. It looks like he's back to just being a dude with a yeah. goddamn, you know, uh, yeah. a heat gun. He doesn't have heat powers himself anymore. And this whole yeah. spurt on the rogues. But going into Captain Cold and the Suicide Squad where he just seems to be going on. And that's the thing is, I really do enjoy this part. The idea of Captain yeah, Cold thinking too. about what he w- used to be and how these Suicide Squad missions have run him down to the point where he feels like he actually is He's dead, dead inside. inside. The problem yeah, is, we're at the point where Lex Luthor is giving the offer, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That so think Lex about Luthor, that. Yeah. Lex Luthor has already killed himself, gone yeah. through his goddamn Bacta tank chamber, evolved into the Apex Predator, but Amanda Waller then should be in a coma after having her brain sucked by Brainiac. Yeah. Yeah, so who is giving be. Captain Cold these and missions? it's weird. It's almost because and they Leviathan don't – has they destroyed don't, all this. Yeah. They don't give you – Amanda Waller in this so I'm guessing that maybe they're doing something where they're not going to tell Cold any of that because Cold he has heard rumors he said of Lex killing himself and he does say that uh, it, it is an odd thing and it does seem to me that maybe they'd play the idea that this is something that keeps going on even without Amanda Waller like it's still game on and somebody Seems else odd. is controlling the deal I just like the book that they stole the Eric, Necronomicon they, from the Evil yeah, Dead the series the Necronomicon is what they went to get and uh, Necronomicon ex mortis the book yep. of the dead and that's where you get snake biting him out and about everybody has died on this mission except those two and snake bites had enough he grabs the book he's Tell like me. well at least we got the book i'm out of here not, starts running you not and his told head the, blows up. the agreement policy when you freaking signed up here yeah you i know think what's in just, your head goddamn it i think that it's weird he just maybe thought it's worth a shot nobody's watching yeah. i'm going but 
Yeah, his head blows up. I'm like, yep, poor she James She might think Bonnie. I'm just dead, too. I'm like, I don't think that's how that works, Dave. Yeah. But you don't want to yeah. be slipping no, out here. Oh, he's no. dead. You don't want to do that. And yeah, they go back, and he's in a cell. And that's why I said some guy. And then you, you get this, you know, the background, that if you know Captain Cold, you kind of know that as well. But he's Which almost, I'm telling you, the, almost the worst part of this story, in my mind, is when you get to see all these snippets of Captain yeah. Cold in different teams doing different Suicide Squad missions. Because the thing is, this is what I wanted out of the Suicide Squad book. We didn't get yeah, enough of Captain Cold. Had like, the Suicide Squad book. We now, have maybe these this different teams yeah. set up, and we have all these different things. That Cap- I'm telling you, at one point, it seems like the Suicide Squad with the normal team and Captain Cold are fighting parademons. Like, that's a story yep. I would have liked to read. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, it looks like this will be. I mean, this gets them out of the Suicide Squad. It also, you know, when they do have the Suicide Squad, when it, when and if it comes back, they can kind of reset it and pick another team without Captain Cold. I don't Captain know if you Cold. know this, I like Jim. them on that. Leonard, Leonard Snart, his daddy, he was a drinker. Yeah, I knew that. I've seen this before. I do like the idea, though, of the juxtaposition of, you know, Cole just sitting there and his dad on the opposite panel sitting there like he he was dead inside as well for being a piece of crap. But, you know, you have Snart. He doesn't really care about what's going on. He's doing these missions. He's seeing all these people die. He doesn't have his family with him. And he's just there. Well, he ends up getting an opportunity because as the one thing I like that, he just tells this guard to pretty much go to hell. You know, kill kill me. me. Do it. Do it. And then that guy's head blows up. And he's like, boy, I I wish I love that idea where he goes, man, if I would have known I could have done that before, I would have done that a long time ago. Like, I don't think you have magical powers there. Uh, But yeah, it ends up being Lex's, you know, his doom bot comes in to give the offer. And I did like the way this was worded. I think Joshua Williamson does a really good job of pointing out without really saying what it was and whatever, because who knows how they are going to play the whole thing with the uh, Superman reborn and Lex, but he does say we walk the path of the righteous in the hope that it would oh, give yeah. us all a better future. They were That's just a really members. clever way to say that they were Justice League members without saying they were Justice League members. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. That's pretty cool for know the people in the know. And I thought that was pretty cool. And like, we were wrong, he said. And, you know, he's like, word around is that you were dead. No, I just evolved. And I love, too, is as he's giving him this offer. And, you know, basically, who knows what Lex's real offer is? Because Captain Cold just interrupts him, goes, all right, give me the stuff. I'm going to kill Flash. I would like that if the offer was that. No, no, forget about Flash. this offer goes out to the rest of the rogues because it's family first. But I love it, too. He's just like, I got an offer. And he says, I've come with an offer, Snart. Your freedom is just the beginning. I know what your cold heart has always craved. And I wish he's like, yeah, I'm going to take care of the flash with the rogues no 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 i thought that you would like hated wonder woman i would we're off here we have different signals I haven't planned going. This right but yeah he's just like i'm game for whatever but yeah he says under one condition it was set up well in this little story about the rogues and how much they are family and oh, if don't you don't it. I know i love them, the captain cold part of this book i just think the yeah, flash part it. is ridiculous yeah i'm telling you I, the regular Flash part of the book, I'm a five. With this Captain Cold part, I actually go all the way up to a six because I think that if you are into this year of the villain, this is one of the best ones that we have. And I even, we made fun of the Batman one being extended. I actually wanted more of this. Like you said, if they would have ended up half the issue was him in the Suicide Squad, it would have been really odd for a Flash bug, but I would have had a lot of fun. (laughs) All right. Yeah, really. Captain Cold in the Suicide Squad. I liked it. I love this part. I, I also love the idea that his suit is all ripped apart he's bleeding he goes back to bell they don't even give him another freaking coat it's just there nobody's fixing 
him up. He, yeah, and he has the beard to show Fuck. how long he's I'm been sorry, doing. Nobody's this. giving him a razor to shave. Yeah, really. I like him with the beard. I think that's cool. Old man he winner. Pretty he cool. is. I, I even like the idea. Uh, we didn't even say when the when the Doombot breaks open. You know, Bell Rev for him to kind of come out. It's snowing. And it shouldn't snow there. And he's like, what the hell snowing? And that's what that's what Lex uses as the thing. Yeah, you know, you you have this, you know, technology. I'm using your tech. It snows because I use technology. Yeah, you I'm created. using your tech, but I'm showing you. Oh, we're going to up the ante here. You always have this narrow vision. You're, and it's funny, too. It's like, you're always thinking about the Flash in Central City. You got narrow vision. So I'm giving you the offer to take care of the Flash in Central City. But yeah, still, though, I like the idea that that's kind of his thing. I'm telling uh, you, right uh, there, I'm like, all right, Lex. I, I am down for anything you want. Can you get this brain bomb out of my head? Please yeah, tell me a really. little robot here can do that. Yeah, I have a feeling that it went, meow, meow, and it worked. That's the oh, sound Oh, God. Effect. He's so, lobotomized. Meow, meow. He's done. He's like, I'd be Captain Cold. I like the coldness. I like the killing. I like yeah, that's what he said. Uh, yeah, I give it a six. We already said we spoiled well. our score, but yeah, I give it a six. I just and the I, art I understand. on the Captain Cold section was the best in the whole yeah, book, like was. book as well, like and the, the best written overall. and stuff. It's okay until Scott Collins comes into my mind. Yeah, I, I know what. What's with that? Everybody loves Scott Collins just because of his legacy with the Flash, but I just don't like his art that but much. But Flash winning in the end against the Turtle, I'm like, somebody please explain to me how any of this makes sense because I read this in like mumbo jumbo. Moving yeah, it on, is. Captain Cold time. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. You end up where I think that a lot of people do just care if the Flash wins at the end. That's all they care. Oh man, my my favorite character wins in the end. I don't really have to know. Other people just care if Batman doesn't win in the end. Yeah, yeah, it seems. Uh, Yeah, they're like, hey, how do you win? You know, he's Flash. Flash is great. He he ran about it. But we're gonna go off to the next book. He's a fast one. All right, and the next book is Wonder Woman number 75, written by G. Willow Wilson, art by Azermonico, Jesus Moreno, Vicente Sifuentes, Terry Dotson, and Rachel Dotson. Well, we finally get Themyscira back, but to me it felt like Lester. And while I did get a little choked up when Diana finally got to see her mom again in the darkness of the cave, this book still doesn't feel important to me. Maybe it's because Grail just kind of ends the threat then Isidore's there and kind of, you know, there. I'm telling you, a lot of things just end or just thrown in by the end. We'll see how these things progress. It's a Wonder Woman gets really hung up with hugging her mama. Yeah, we'll see how things progress. But this big issue still hasn't sold me on G. Willow Wilson's run of the book. And that's the thing is G. Willow Wilson is on this book. Everything has led to this. And I'm not just talking her run. Pretty much 75 issues have led to this issue. It just doesn't feel big to me. It just feels like any other issue, things end. It is extended. uh, But it just didn't have the, you know, epicness feel to me. Well, it didn't feel like at the end, uh, you know, this is a thing where you're getting Themyscira back. We've waited three plus years for this. It's been gone. It's the biggest thing going on. In Wonder Woman's side of things at DC Comics, and she gets it back. And I didn't it like I expected me to well, be like, all right, here we she go. She doesn't just really there. get it back. She gets back there, is what it well, whole thing saying, is. We don't have them to scare her back. Yeah, yes. but it's back because she's there. That's all that was, you know, we're there. So she has it, and then we we'll had deal Jason with that. get there before in this run when uh, James Robinson's run was going on. Yeah, but I'm saying it, but it's been missing from everybody. You know, you couldn't just go there, it seemed. And, you know, you had little bits and pieces, but even that was James Robinson's run, and that was stupid. With this, it's just the idea that. 
you know, we've been waiting for her to see her mother. We've been went, and it just happens. I, I don't, and this is, like I said, this is the biggest thing that would have happened in 75 issues of, of Wonder Woman now. And hardly anybody even reviewed it. There's not any sort of well, hype people are for down this on book. Wonder Woman all around. Well, that's what I'm saying, but it's down all around. When James Robinson was writing it, you had 14, 15 reviews. G. Willow Wilson jumps on, supposed to be the big thing. They're, they're you know, almost getting to six at, at the most. And that's r- ridiculous. Now you could say James Robinson, Shea Fontana, they all just kind of chipped away at the stone. But G. Willow they Wilson did. was supposed to be this big thing, though. When James Robinson jumped on, like I said, his whole run, you got tons of reviews. You, you were in the teens. I was all about it, though, because we're, really into, we're you know, going to do stuff with Jason and they'll have all this thing with Grail and getting back to Themyscira and this weird fucking – it never yeah. came together. But I was excited for James Robinson's run because of the stuff that he was supposed to deal with. Yeah, but it extended too long and didn't give us anything. It, it really – by Deep the end six. of it – yeah, by the end of it, you didn't have anything. So here we go. We have this thing, and they're waiting. It, it's 75. It's an anniversary issue. It's something that's going to be really big and things like that. Also to the point where G, G. Willow Wilson has been on this book now for a lot of issues. Why does it feel like she just can't get a grip on getting an exciting story going? She jumped on issue 58. I, I mean, this is a long run already for what she's yeah. been giving us. And it's just boring. We haven't even been talking about it because we were just bored. We were sick of just saying nothing and saying, you know, I the can't same even say thing. I was she bored. It characters. just didn't come together. The characters' voices yeah. didn't sound right. Freaking the story never made sense. And now going back, because now I haven't read this series in a while. Now we had Jeremy doing it when Steve Orlando jumped yeah. on. We had other people reviewing it. And we just stopped talking about it on the podcast. Jumping into this, I'm like, all right, issue number 75. Things might not work out for me in my mind. And that's on me because I have not been keeping up with her run. Yeah, I don't but even mind that. this issue. I actually didn't mind for what we had. I'm jumping in that I knew there was a cheetah mention going on where Wonder Woman was, and I knew that we had Grail doing Themyscira stuff because Rocky talking in the in the Slack chat. Yeah, but that isn't so even that in, much. I, he, what he was really talking I, about was pretty much the last two issues. So you didn't miss yeah, much I'm, of that anyway. I'm just anyway. saying, though, I, I, I'm, I'm just saying what I knew going no. into this. So uh, the idea of going back to Themyscira, Grail running things, I'm like, this could be okay. And the thing is, you're upset about it. This big battle we have to take Themyscira back from Grail, who's become, you know, declared herself queen off of uh, Hippolyta and stuff like that. Yeah, she's pushed her aside. I didn't mind for what it was. A bit... A big battle for the 75th issue to get, you know, Wonder Woman back to her mom. I'm like, for what it was and the art that, when, like, you know, depicted it, I thought I did a half-decent job. And it's actually I my didn't. favorite issue I of G. Will Wilson's run in my mind. I was, I was bored out of my gourd. And this is, like I said, this is supposed to be the issue that you get done. And you're like, yeah, all right, we did it. We're finally back. We're doing this. And by the end, I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. And then again, that's what it seems like seems everybody's saying. It really feel to be the start of getting things back because, you know, we just defeated it and we just had, we end our Wonder Woman story with her being reunited with her mother. Nothing's really back at this point. We just have Wonder Woman on Themyscira and we have her reuniting with her mother. Yeah, I, I get the idea that her just being there, then it's back. Because in the solicits coming up in the next couple of things is basically that they're now going to try to get back Olympus and we're going to move on to that. I I think that this is the bookend deal. And yeah, this is the start of the next bunch of deals. But I think that they're just considering because she's there, it's back, baby. You're ready to go. I I expect the next couple issues you'll get, you know, Isidore get reunited with Veronica Kale, possibly. Yeah. And stuff like that to go forward. But uh, this is supposed to be. Yeah, I did get a little choked up when she sees her mom again. They get to hug. But again, 
they, they even point out at points like, man, I've been gone for a half a century. I'm like, what the hell are yeah, you that's talking wrong. about? A half a century. Then <laughs> all of a sudden, off. you have Steve Grail. good for his age. You have Grail. Her big thing is having the God Slayer sword. And this is going to be her big, you know, her ace in the hole here. It just disappears. And then she just like, hey, where is it? Who took it from me? Hey, I, I really hope there is a up. decent way that this can be explained because the God Slayer does play a big part. Because you know, God, the God Slayer sword is the thing that Grail is using now because she doesn't have the anti life equation or any. Yeah, there seems yeah. to be any of her powers going on here, so she does have the God uh, Killer sword. But when out of nowhere, when she is just talking, goes to reach for it and doesn't have it anymore, and it's not sure like she couldn't feel it in, in the jungle. I'm saying yeah. all of a sudden her her back's fifty pounds lighter and she didn't realize. Yeah. But she just, just doesn't go into realize the, a, it. It's a, a big random sword. jungle with a Doombot and Cheetah for Cheetah to find this. I'm like, they better have a really good way to explain where this how it disappeared and just wound up in this random ass jungle. Yeah. Yeah. I just my whole deal isn't even Especially like for I said. the idea too of these freaking uh the dark energies of the universe where we do have the idea that Cheetah did have the t- the tear of extinction or the tear of extinction, depending on who yeah, you are. I know. And I the idea that, that this thing could kill you. gods. I'm like did that go away? Like, did we like you know use up all the tears of extinction before during the you know the drowned Earth thing, and now this is our yeah. new thing? I don't know because it I was don't know never either. fully explained. But yeah, pretty much this is the you know the the first step. E- even if you're saying you know oh they're gonna have to work to get it back, I just think that they kind of broke down the deal and now it, it's going. But she hasn't well, they seen took her a mom sideways in three years. The cheetah mention. No, I'm saying just the idea of you know going forward. I think that this is you know all right, Themyscira, she's there, it's back, whatever. But even just seeing even her mom the, here, it's been three that's years. That's a big deal in my mind. Yeah, yeah I'm saying it, it has it been a never, while. It like, didn't play out. It, nobody cares. I, I'm telling you, I'm looking at this should have been the biggest thing that happened in the DC Comics in the past couple months, at least, if not huge, because this deal. And, and nobody cares because it's just like, oh, we're here. I think that even with the Chi dimension, that kind of made it so that it does take a little of the excitement out of this because you're already getting towards. It, it was a kind of a extended deal to get here and you know right. it, and some people even were like that didn't even make sense to them and things like that so when we finally <laughs> do get back they're just like all right and it just it almost felt like you know instead of cheering that you're back you're just like it's a sigh of relief because of all the nonsense that we dealt with since greg rocca left the book that we're finally like all right let's see but nothing in this still makes me think that g will wilson has any grip on the character or, or or not even that you can say okay she's getting her voice down a little whatever she has a you know a big speech as they're going in to rip the you know the fabric through and go to them yeah. it's just a generic speech the the thing that i think the book she doesn't have is even with a huge battle there there was never any excitement for me the battle was going on i'm just going through pages of this person getting hit by an arrow this person getting hit well by that's that. one of the biggest then- problems i've always had with the wonder woman series when we had them scare about and doing the even the odyssey of the amazons miniseries yeah, that we that had because this can't the thing, the idea of all these Amazons, I've never really thought about who they are. I know they've been yeah, given names I, over I the like years them. and stuff like that. Yeah. I've never really grabbed a hold of any of these and really cared about anybody on Themyscira except for Hippolyta and Diana. So when you yeah. say stuff like antelopes or antelopes like or whatever Antiope it is, and, like or, you know, and yeah, all these Antiope. other people, like, I yeah, I don't really know these I people, like so what happens to them doesn't matter to me in the long run. And it's just when you have a giant, over-the-top Amazon battle between the same thing, the idea of, like, 
who is going to win and what's going to happen to the people who revolted against Apollo at the end, I actually find that a bit intriguing. Yeah, this is the thing. I didn't because you you don't get anything. You never get a resolution of what happened if they were traitors or they were playing a game against Grell. And even that, as the battle goes, I'm looking, I'm seeing, you know, Diana grimace. Then I see her legs. She's tripped. Then you see another. I, I didn't even get a scope of the battle because you're just kind of going through it. It seemed like an afterthought. You had the whole idea of it just ends. It, it just ends because then you have Analadis come in and like everybody, you know, let's let's just be nice, and then it ends. It just ends and Let they love run be over, the way, baby, and they run over. But that that's the thing. You could have done that at the beginning of the battle, had the same outcome. You could have done. It's just it's the battles there just to take up space because you have an extended issue here because it all ends with Analadis yeah. going, let's all get along, and then it ends. Take and it I up never space. got. I, but I'm, even, saying, I'm just saying, as we're going, thing. though, I never thought yeah. that Diana was going to lose. I never thought well, that anything of that was well, going to happen. Is, outside so. the battle is still going on, most likely, because they have broken the line. They were able to get to the cave. The only people that are here are like Maggie, Friggin, and, uh, and Wonder Woman. So, like, everybody's still fighting out on the beach still. That's what I'm saying, but I don't think we're even going to get back to that. I don't think that we're going to go from all this of everybody hugging. All right. We're all great. Oh, man, I see you, mom. And then the next issue. Oh, no, we better go out and see the battle. I think that they're going to say, and the laddies, he calmed them all down. All right, let's go. And we'll see. We'll we see might have calmed them all the down as well. Issue. But we, we still will have the thing because they do obviously have a group of Amazons here who decided, look, Hippolyta's one job as queen was to make sure that Themyscira was all right. She done fucked up. So we're following Grail here. And because at that point, Grail could lead them to what what they thought was like what a queen should do. So I w- do think we're going to have this weird, dis- like, you know, uh, part where Hippolyta is going to have to deal with these people, but also understand because that is her job. They spelled that out at the one point where, you know, it was her job to make sure that the island was oh, safe. Yeah. It was not safe. Shit went bad. So the idea of them going and like joining Grail for the greater good of the island, I'm actually curious to see what, you know, G. Willow Wilson is going to do with that aspect. Yeah, I'm I'm going to bet you right now we don't really have any of that. I, I actually think they're just going to kind of leave Themyscira behind and say, all right, that's back in. Let's go. We got to go get Olympus. It seems well, to be the deal. Well, even with the, having Themyscira back, I don't know how we get past Greg Ruckus' part still where we have to separate it. Even, you know, having Isidore back, you know, we're, we're not back, but we're in, reintroduced to her, Veronica Kale's daughter. She had to yeah. stay here because of what happened to her soul from Phobos, uh, Deimos and Deimos Phobos, and Phobos the sons yeah. of Ares. Yeah. And so that's the whole thing. I don't know anything that we've done here that allows Isidore to leave Themyscira and go back to man's world or what's going to you know bring Themyscira back to it as a whole. Yes, Ares is dead. The prison's all messed up. Things are weird at this point, but I don't know what happens now to change us to get everything yeah, back we'll to, to like, you know, a new status quo from what we have here. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking, actually, I'm trying to look at the solicits just to see what we'll get in the next couple months. And I think that one of the problems that we're going to have, if you, if you want forward progression, and most of the thing is we're going to be dealing a lot with Cheetah and the Year of the Villain uh, deal coming up right. in the next bunch of issues. And then it does seem like you're also going to have to get back to Olympus uh, because of the God Slayer sword. So I, I just don't know. I don't know if this is going to be one of those like, you know, hey, we needed to get this back on the board. We wanted to have Diana, you know, get her mom. Well, and that's hey, the weirdest it's done part, and we move now we're going to go on. Up to- so- 
in order to get to Olympus, we have to have Themyscira back because for some reason, I think G. Will Wilson thinks that's the only way to get to Olympus is yeah, through Themyscira. Yeah, I and think that, that and, but and everybody that's where, was ejected out of Olympus, and I'm still not sure where we are with that aspect either. And and that's and I can't say I'm gonna you know rate this because oh yeah because that's gonna be bull crap. Then I don't know how it's gonna go. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you're we're guessing what's gonna be coming up, but I just think that this is not her thing. And it just, to me, it just seems like it's kind of an afterthought. This whole Themyscira thing, this issue just fell flat for me when it was supposed to be something that was the big thing that we've been waiting for, for years. And it just, I read it and I'm like, okay. And I didn't even get excited about it. I just, I'll tell you this part though. Like when I, when I was talking about filling a page space for, it's a decent moment though. It does fill up the book a little bit, but the idea when we are in the cheetah mention and, uh, you know, Wonder Woman's talked to Andy open all the other, like, you know, lost Amazons who have been pushed out here and she's like being celebrated. Their princess has returned. They haven't seen her dancing it up from, (laughs) from what they're saying. But no, when they actually have the dance, because now as a warrior race, like tomorrow we are going to fight and we may die. We're going to live it up as we can. So it's pretty much, Feast, love, and dance at this point. I'm like, this actually feels right for Wonder Woman. Not only is she reunited with her people she hasn't seen in a long time, but the idea that they're going to have these kind of festivities because tomorrow they might die. I'm like, that was a cool part to add to the story. Yeah, I was bored. I was bored with all of it. Uh, And even that, I just thought you're just extending things. There's a couple of things in this that just made me roll my eyes that, okay, now we're going to have let's train. And they're training. I'm like, shouldn't you been training before this dancing? Because then they go to train with pretty much a, uh, you know, and then, oh, hey, are we ready? I don't think so. And then, hey, Analadis, I want to give you armor because, you know, not enough people are confused when they see you and say, God what's damn. going on with Wonder I, Woman with wings? I, <laughs> so they this give is the one armor. of the worst parts of the books in my mind, because while I love the art with this new armor that they give Analadis here, she looks exactly like Wonder Woman. So when she says, I'm like, hey, look, it's Wonder Woman with wings. What's wings. that about? You know, because. Yeah. It, it it looks good, but you need to figure out how to make them look differently. Do not give yeah. her armor that looks just like Wonder Woman's because you're going to mess a lot of deal, people up. The one thing about it is like you like the dancing and stuff. I'm like, I, I yeah. can deal without that. I actually like when they give Anilatis the uh, armor. I'm like, hey, you know, I got some. I got this for you. Like, oh, a gift. Well, not really. Yeah. You'll, you'll see. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you want Do me to fight the for fight you. Is- yeah, and that you want me to fight for you. And she's like, well, kind of. But, you know, use your powers the, the way you do. And maybe we can stop a fight. I, I like that little bit. But yeah, I most of this. I don't don't go that one step further, though, and say, all right, Analadis, you're our ace in the hole here. If, if things look bad, come out and use your powers. Like, why not just convince Analadis a little bit more? All right, when we go through this dimension, yeah, just, immediately you do it right use away. your powers so we don't have I to mean, fight. I, I love the idea. It's <laughs> like, okay, Analadis, if things go wrong and, you know, I, I would say like, if 200 of us die, then use your powers. And don't worry about those 200. They, they don't mind. But then use your powers and do this. Not just like try your powers. If they don't work, then we're going to have to fight. And that stinks. We don't really want to do it. But, you know, we'll do that. And it's just basically there to end the fight or at least end it enough so that they can slip away and run. And again, you you have a fight going on between Amazons and the two big members are, you know, Grail and Wonder Woman who just kind of s- sneak away with each other, everybody Off else to, to go cave. in a cave. Everybody's just behind them, like fighting. I want that progression is weird go, too because I'm like, where the hell is everybody? You know, it, it just we know off. that Hippolyta is in the cave being held prisoner during this giant beach battle. And Maggie breaks off from the battle to go there. But all of a sudden, you know, Wonder Woman, like she catches up with an and. Maggie's just on the ground. I guess, you know, she wasn't that fast running. Grail caught up, punched her in the head, and she fell down and just kept on running towards the cave because now it's off to the cave to find Hippolyta. I'm like, 
Maggie had a yeah. head start. How did she fuck this up so bad? Yeah. And even at that point, the big thing was that's when Wonder Woman figures out everybody's in the cave and uh, they're going to go and free those people that they can fight. And, and it's just like, I, I just, I, like I said, it Don't just break didn't the feel line big of to me. It just didn't feel big. It didn't feel like a, a thing that we've been waiting for all this time. And this book is pretty much, it's it's losing everybody, it seems. It's not selling well. Nobody's reviewing it. It's one of those that it really needs a, a kick in the pants to get people noticing this would have been the issue to do it. This is supposed to be the biggest thing, and at least the start of the biggest thing, and nobody cared. I, I see more people complaining about it than actually saying, but most of the people where I see like, oh, man, you know, this God Slayer sword, that's ridiculous. And most responses, I don't even know what you're talking about because I haven't read Wonder Woman in 10 issues. And it's a shame uh, because it's, you know, one of the trinity. It's Wonder Woman, a huge figure. And it's just like her book is an afterthought to everybody, including the writer, it seems in my mind, that doesn't seem very inspired to tell an exciting and thrilling and epic story, even though you do have a battle, you have the Battle of Amazons, but nothing's really that well set up here. They just kind of go against each other. Even the idea of sister versus sister, you only have it with Nubia and Antiope and they kind of have one little line and then punch each other and then that's kind of gone and you know washed away in the, the battle and the, stuff like that. The funniest that, part so. in this whole thing though is when we finally get to the cave where Grail has Isidore Veronica Kale's daughter and yeah. Hippolyta held captive the thing now. It's not played up well because of the art because for what happens in this this has to be a dark ass cave because even Isidore as she has yeah. a knife to her throat. Wonder Woman is that you? Is that, is that you? you? And then, Eventually, after Nubia like breaks through, like you know, says she's like you know, she switches sides, shoots Grail in the leg, and then we have Isidore. It is you. I'm like, we've been yeah. talking this whole time. Open your ears, girl. But not even that, because we go through all of this stuff. Isidore's fine. Grail, I guess, runs off because she just kind of disappears in this whole she's, case. She's kind of there, sitting at one point. Know, and they do have a boat trained on her, wall. but yeah, she kind of just. But by the end, you would think that you're going to get something a, a little more of what they're going to do to her. What I'm they just, you I'm know, just looking plans, at that last page show where you have you have Isidore and Nubia watching Hippolyta and, uh, and Wonder Woman hug it out. There's no more Grail. I don't know if she just used no, that yeah, time to that's sneak what up. I'm but saying. the I whole think thing, she's though, we like, going out. We have this I, I, showdown with Wonder Woman and Grail. Where is is that you, Wonder Woman? And then we have this whole <laughs> showdown. She's talking the entire time. After that is all said and done, Hippolyta, Diana, my only yeah. daughter. I'm like, no, yes, mom. Yeah, nobody- God damn it. Yeah, really. I, I've been yelling I've this been whole time. We're talking you, you, this whole time. You were standing right there. Did you zone yeah, out again, Mom? On? You take one yeah, too many pills, did you? She's like, this This is why I lost Namaskara in the first place. You forgot about me and locked the door. I mean, really, yes, Mama, get with it, I've lady. I've come home. It'd be funny. Like, Diana, my, my only daughter, is that you? Oh, man. You know what? Grail might have been a little better leader. Where's Grail? She, oh, no. She disappeared. <laughs> get back over man, here. Everybody's going wrong here. I don't know what's Medic. happening here. Yeah, I just, again, my whole deal is, I'm going to say it one more time, it's just, it didn't excite me. It didn't get me pumped. It didn't really convince me because we haven't been talking about this book. It's the 75th issue of Themyscira. She's there with her mom. So that's why we're coming back to do it. It it did nothing to convince me to keep going with 76 and still talk about it. We probably will now that we're back here. And maybe care a little bit more than I was before. yeah, I, I didn't. It's the same old, same old. Yeah, of, of course you're going to care a little more. They're on Themyscira and not in that town, uh, you know, where they want to do their heart's desire with the guy naked playing the with guitar. The I mean, at least that's a little, yeah, with the Cupids. <laughs> uh, so you at least have that going on. But exactly. Even so, I got something here. Just, 
It doesn't it have a spark to it. This story to me doesn't have a spark. It doesn't feel important, and it doesn't feel like I'm getting need a spark, Jim. enough of fire. Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, straight fire indeed. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. You are fired. But I give it a five point five out of ten. What would you give it? I'd end up giving this a seven out of ten. I really enjoyed the art in this issue. Besides, for you know, Antilades looking exactly like Wonder Woman. I'm like that. That's just bad. Put like you know, planning right there. Yeah. But and that's overall, been ever thing, since. You know, yeah. it started that way that we were but saying, i'm telling yeah. you it was even more this issue because of that very similar armor that she was given this time but this whole thing too where we're bringing cheetah and i get excited when we have an idea of cheetah versus wonder Woman. she's gonna have the god slayer sword and this whole thing i'm like i don't know why you need cheetah to get more into the offer she's already a part of the legion of doom it's kind of weird but i do get excited for that we got themiscara back a big old battle wonder woman and her mama i dislike this issue more than i have the others and i think the voice that g will wilson has given wonder woman has been better this issue than it was previously when i was reading so yeah seven out of ten for me. Yeah, even the idea that the Lexbot can just find Themyscira just kind of zoop, 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 and go and, you know, you think that need. it's that, yeah. No, this is South America where it's at, whatever yeah, it that's is, what where I'm they saying. find How the God's How did it go away they from Themyscira? I don't think they will. I will, I I really will tell you this. When it does disappear, it was exactly when uh, Maggie was using the sword to cut through the cheetah dimension yeah. into yeah, Themyscira. So, so maybe just, just opened a doorway out. somewhere and done something. Yeah. I don't know, but I would like to yeah, see the explanation. I, I'm trying to look while you were talking. I was looking at the, you know, all the solicits going forward. Right, right. The latest solicits pretty much it has no, no mention of Themyscira. It's more about cheetah versus Wonder Woman and stuff like that. Right. The world without love. So oh, no. I don't know. It, but it, again, but all you need is love, that, Jim. But here's the thing with that, though. So Cheetah is in South America, but Cheetah now starts fighting Wonder Woman next issue. So either Wonder Woman's going to leave Themyscira uh, or well, Cheetah's going to find you, it. Either, I'm that's what I'm saying. Either one, they're going to be going somewhere so that they can fight each other. So, yeah, I do think that that's kind of the last like, oh, well, we got it back. Let's go. It will be funny. You'll have that old idea of I've spent half a century to get here and now I have to go. Sorry, Mama. I'll see you, Mama. Yeah, that is the biggest problem yeah. in the book, too. That whole idea that she has, like, G. Will Wilson has no idea how long Wonder Woman's been. I don't know if she's going with the movie idea of, like, you know, World know. War One or Two That's or whatever. That's what I was thinking idea. of. I because was trying to think out, of the deal. You can't say it 50 seems the years. 60s. Because it's Steve Trevor fell on the island yeah. and he is still a handsome young man. Yeah. I, I, I actually think, like, actually, it's like the handsome 70s. Young man. Like, are they saying that, I guess, what Wonder she's Woman. going with, which might even make you even more mad, is the Wonder Woman TV show? It's when she I left. Know. I don't know what she's 70s. doing. That's nonsense. That's some During bullshit right the there. 70s. That's bad writing. Wonder Woman. Yeah, woo, woo. There you Spider-Man. go. We're gonna, yeah, and Spider-Man. We're going to go <laughs> off to the next book. All right. What's the last book of the section, Eric? Last book is Background Number 37, written by Cecil Castellucci with art by Carmine DG and the Medico with Jordi Belair and N World Design. Cecil Castellucci eases us into her run on the book by giving us the familiar in the form of the terrible trio and Barbara's associates at Congresswoman Alejo's office. But it's the former who look like they're going to be causing our hero grief in the future now that they've uncovered a giant sentient oracle robot monster who's being given an offer of doom from Lex Luthor. Also, Killer Moth desperately wants to be relevant. Yeah, yeah, Killer Moth just fights Barbara through this whole thing to be relevant and get an offer. It's kind of a cool deal. I think the terrible I like that, trio are except done. Except for the idea. I, I, don't, Daddy, I yeah. really like the Killer Moth bit like, and the idea that he wants to up his game in order to get an offer from Lex Luthor, but it is only there to have that thing that you were talking about before where the idea Barbara just has to keep reiterating, yeah. man, I hate being poor man, again. Man, I'm poor, I'm poor, I'm poor. It just goes on and on and on. I'm like, really? Go call Alicia. Get some of that money. You have to have that. <laughs> 
patents. I said it last time. You had to have done something. You owned a company. Nope. You started. You have to get at least a cent out of this. No. Nope. But no. Hostile nope. takeover, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Even the point where, you know, the whole idea is that, you know, she should have still a little stock. I know that they had the no majority savings, of girl. it. No, not at all. But yeah, so as she didn't you're keep going through, money for herself. I, I know, and I really don't need to have the idea as we go forward of, oh man, I got to go pick up those batterings. Oh no, I use that tech. I won't be able to do it. It's fine right now in this first issue with Cecil Castellucci to kind of point out that she knows what's going on. We're going to move forward with right. that. Uh, I actually thought what it was going to be, and I don't know if I like it or not because I love, you know, Barbara being a tech gal and and a real smart tech gal i thought this was going to make her go pretty much back to the basics that it was going to be you know okay i'm not going to rely on tech i'm not going to rely on this or that or the other thing i'm just going to be good old-fashioned crime fighter but it does seem like she still has the tech but she has to watch it because she's not going to be able to afford to to revamp things and at a certain point though we keep going back and forth we had a broke back girl we had a rich back girl back i'm like i'm looking for a stable back girl right now just do her thing and not have to worry about her goddamn finances every time yeah i and that's the thing is you had the whole burnside you know clean energy bruce wayne credit cards yeah, you had the Barbara Gordon, Burnside, Clean Energy, all that stuff, and they didn't really take advantage of that. So why do we have to Gordon go the opposite energy. when she didn't? I'm saying now it's, you know, Burnside or whatever, yeah. but uh, or Gotham, Clean Energy. But the thing is, now. they never did enough with that. So no, why do you do the opposite? But why do the opposite now? Yeah, why do you do the opposite now? Because at points she couldn't find a place to live. She was kind of the, the deal with it anyway, even though she was supposed to be a, a millionaire, billionaire, whatever. And so why now are we going over the top with this? But I do think it's one of those, you know, you want to have background be a woman of the streets and you know fight for the you know the poor and the wretched and things like that. But it's yeah, I think now? that. I think, well, it kind of might end up being. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I think the Terrible Trio are done. I, I don't think that we're oh, going to see them The Terrible Trio showing up in this issue really threw me off at first. Because in the last issue, you know, Margaret Scott's final one, we saw the shark pretty much get killed when the ceiling on, uh, yeah. that was on fire crashed out on top of him. We start out this whole it thing was a great deep moment in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Him. It, was it was a redemption Yeah, it was moment, a great so, moment. Yeah. This whole thing, though, we start out deep in the Blue Ridge Mountains where the Terrible Trio are together again and finding a hidden bunker base with a bunch of stuff they found out. I'm like, for one thing, it it is explained that Shark being here, he is like the second cousin of Fox or something like that. They've got another shark in here because for the Terrible Trio to continue, I always thought it was odd, too, that the Vulture and Fox were going to work together again. But I'm like, I I guess they know the same people. Yeah, because they seem to not like each other at the deal. Yeah, yeah, but but I guess they have each other. I would have liked some ideas, though, about this gigantic bunker fortress that they go into to try to steal some stuff where they do find this giant robotic oracle who keeps asking for the password. At this one point, it seems like it's going to be Ed 209 from the Robocops, like, yeah. you know, comply or, you know, you have 30 seconds to comply yeah, and she's start blasting you. So That's what you're led to believe. That's such a weird thing to start off, though, with this goddamn giant robot. Like, yeah. Now, who is who put this here and why have they run? Because this is an abandoned facility with this giant fucking robot yeah. monster. And we don't do anything with it except for, man, we better find the password quick. Try password. That doesn't work. And then until the yeah, Doombot zero, shows zero, up and zero. says, I know the password, yeah. Oracle. Your name, Oh, Oracle. my. Yeah. <laughs> 
and, and it's but weird. This whole too terrible because, trio bit is so weird just to have to start well, out like it's just you're not there. explaining so anything. You could have explained some things, and I still like this enough. At least Cecil Castellucci. Oh, so a lot of people were worried about it. I'm telling you, it's a lot of worry came from the female. This hasn't sold me yet, but it's a, it's yeah, a good start. No, but it was okay. And she ends up, you know, showing that she's paying attention. You're going forward with yeah. things. Yeah. You even explain because when we saw Shark, I'm like, oh man, even when you first oh, no. see Shark, Shark even a body still, cast. But even still has that weird scar on the eye that might have been from when he did get his eye. So I'm like, oh, what are they doing? He died. And it wasn't, in my mind, the they're, idea of, oh, on, that continuity's bad. There are dire straits right here. No. They had to go back and get that mask. <laughs> Yeah, it seems. But the, the whole thing was, I wasn't mad. If they said, oh, I survived, that, that would have still infuriated me on the one way. Not because he lived, but because that was a good moment for him at the end, letting yeah. Barbara go. So it ruined a good moment. Uh, but yeah, the the whole idea of this, I mean, she could have played it a little more clever. First off, telling us that they got tipped off by somebody to find this. Maybe this leads into something around where you can play with the idea that Leviathan has ripped through all of these, you know, organizations. And this was something from one of those that now is left abandoned because they're all disappeared. You know, they wouldn't know exactly the Leviathan thing, but even like a little hint of like, yeah, we got a tip that these bases are now left, you know, unguarded. Let's go and freaking pilfer them now because nobody's watching. Everybody seems to have been gone. But and I can I I play that in my head anyway of that's why it's here, but we don't know. And then they have no. a big giant oracle, you know, robot. We don't know why or how or what. And <laughs> no it's just idea. it's really there just out of nowhere. And the only thing there's one thing that I don't like, and that's we keep going back to Oracle. This seems to be where y- you like want to have. Time we've dealt yeah, with you want to have Barbara have her own villains, but the problem is you have to have them a little more than just Oracle. But I do like the cleverness of it being a little different. But I know that you like Killer Moth, so tell us about Killer Moth. I'm telling the whole thing with Killer Moth is going through Gotham here. His back background desperately tries to stop him because she believes, you know, oh, here's Killer Moth. It's going to be easy to take this guy down. But she is using up all this equipment because Killer Moth has used all of his life savings to up his game, upgrade his suit, all his weapons because all he wants in life he wants is to get offer. on Lex Luthor's radar yep. and get an offer of doom where he gets more money or whatever thing. Just the idea where he wants to be a big shot in Gotham. Like, you know what, Killer Moth? I, one day, one day you will one not day be you'll a joke. Get it. You, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling and you, it, I, it, I, want this, I want the Kite Man situation done properly, though, where people take Killer Moth seriously again because he does look goofy. But the idea of him looking goofy but also being a threat, I think that's amazing if we could actually do that. And we do get that here because he I has – I think this is one of the best Killer Moth. I, I really like it. Well, I how like often this do you idea. see Killer Moth? I, I know, I, I but I like the idea. I actually seen him do stuff that- twice in the past seven years. Yeah, we had him in the All Star Batman, the the, uh, the Scott Snyder. Yeah, I don't deal, even count that, that because he was he just was kind of just fighting. Now. I was talking about that te- Detective Comics where he put together his own le- like Legion of Doom, and then Tim yeah. and Drake took him down I'm right saying, away. He has, that's he's the only time I can up, really think. But that's the thing yeah. is he pops up just to be you know smacked around for an issue. You know, not even an issue, a couple panels, and he's done. Yeah. So the extended fight here. It, it kind of makes you like, okay, this isn't the greatest Batgirl moments, and it's an extended deal, but it's a pretty good Killer Moth deal. Where I do it's like a really the good idea, Killer Moth deal. I really, really like the idea that he has pretty much broken the bank 
to up the ante, thinking in my mind, this is him <laughs> buying seven unicrons, Eric. He's going to buy these unicrons. You can only thinking, buy five. Well, he'll, he's going to make another, you know, another email to do it and, and get it at a P.O. box. Nobody's going to know. He'll get two credit cards, but he's going to get seven of them now so that he can sell six, keep one and make money. He, he ends up spending all this money just so he can get an offer thinking this offer is going to be the greatest thing ever. And that's what will then put him another level up and he'll be one of the big supervillains. And I, in my mind, this goes as far as then I'll be a part of Legion of Doom. I'll be doing yeah. this. Yes. Yeah, so he really is be trying. A big shot, and finally. so instead of this being a kite man who just keeps showing up and saying, hell yeah, I like the idea that you could just imagine Killer Moth just sitting there watching TV and like, oh man, you know, and it, you know, and, and with that, you know, Firefly's there with him because they're always together. So he said, hey, Firefly, let's put on I don't the want news. Them to be together. And he, he's there watching, and the news has the idea. That Lex Luthor's offering people things, and right then he's like, "All right, I got to go. I'm going to start All my right. plan." And just the idea of him withdrawing his money, getting the things people, you know, all Mama, these things are, Mama, are need funny to me. I'm telling you, it really makes me laugh. The whole idea now, of th- this, I, I I love the idea of the whole thing. The problem I have with this, besides for like we talked about earlier with Barbara, you know, using all her equipment and talking about how poor she is now, and she can't be wasting all of her, you know, equipment on Killer Moth. Yeah. The problem I have, though, is while I do enjoy the art in this issue, the action scenes that we have here from DG Monaco, for some reason, we get really small panels. And when we have a lot of yeah. action doing a lot of different things, I got lost and had no yeah, idea what some, multiple there are times doing at different lost. times. Yeah. And it's only yeah. through the narration where they're actually telling me what I'm supposed to see is happening that I realize – Okay, if you say so, that's happening. But yeah. I wish that was a little clearer. And also, I wish we had a different colorist on here where things were crisper because we had this kind of washed out look to the book for the way the colors look. I wanted them to be crisp. I always want crisp colors, but I just yeah. really wish I could follow the action of DJ Monaco better because I was having such a good time with Batgirl fighting Killer Maw there. Yeah, and the bigger panels look good. There are some weird yeah. ones. And there's one that I, I was reading. I'm like, I don't know what's going on because it's where – uh, you have Barbara's like, I have one more trick, glove darts. And then you go, Foom, the du- they're not well played out. But then you have this next no. panel where it goes, Sweels. And there is another panel over <laughs> well, the well, panel. Sweels, it says. And there's another <laughs> panel over top her face to show her face, but a little closer up. I'm like, I don't what understand that? what's going on. What is that? It actually, I thought that's what Eric looks like. All the things. Cause it does look like a magnifying glass that you do in my reader. And that's now all it looks I'm magnifying like. this right yeah. now on top yeah. of that panel. Yeah, if, if you're, Oh my God. It's one of those things that keeps going in and into each other and stuff like that. But I mean, really it goes sweet there. That's the call of the Batgirl. Uh, but yeah, so as this goes on, I do like the progression as you go because you have a killer moth and I love the idea that he has upped his Annie to get the offer. Oh yeah. But you got don't all new just stuff. it's not just got lip service. It's not just lip service. You're actually seeing it go. Like you said, I wish the art was better so we can see a little bit yeah. of the action a little more. But I like the idea that he's just not like normally you'd get the joke where he's like, I spent all my money for this tech and she'd be like, boom, you're down. But instead Instead, you know, he puts up a really good fight. I'm just looking at this gun he has, so where he seems to shoot it right at Batgirl's face, and there's a little construct, maybe nanite moth that goes on yeah. her, then breaks apart yep. and a little bit. I'm like, there's all this electricity stuff that wraps around. I'm like, I have no idea what any of this is right now, because you're just I pretty mean, much having this nonsense on the page. But all right, if you say it's going to like, you know, he upped this game. He's got some weird tech yeah. now that I may not yeah, understand. Okay, killer moth. Wow Sweet. me. There it is. Thrill it's me. My, it's my new deal. Sweet. 
That's my like horn. Sweet Ricola. I'm yelling. Uh, but yeah, so all this is going on. All this is going on. Oh, poor Ned Beatty. You, you have the oh. a terrible trio and they're trying to figure Gross. out this whole deal. They're trying to figure out, you know, the Oracle password. I actually thought to myself, like, it's probably Oracle. Uh, but they wouldn't know that, so they're they're doing no. all this, and, and you. Fuck, do I wasn't get, even smart enough to come up with that until the Doom and, Bot said it. And with this whole deal, like even the progression, even the dialogue with the terrible trio, it's 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 good. There's there's nothing wrong with this, and this was one of the things that the Female Furies book seemed very heavy handed to me. It seemed like you know a message more than a story. It had all these some of the dialogue. Well, we don't have an really agenda with off. this. And so the agenda seems to be the poor Barbara, but that's fine. That that's set up. But yeah, most of the stuff here, most of the dialogue is good. The dialogue between Killer Moth and Barbara is really good. And then you also have another thing. And I I like when a writer does this. And this is something where... Cecil Castellucci, in my mind, does a way better job than a Brian Michael Bendis. You're jumping on a run, you know, and you want to show people you know the character. But what she's doing instead is she's pretty much giving the shout out to, uh, you know, the uh, Marguerite Scott's run so that everybody reading this knows that she's on the ball, knows what happened, and then we'll go forward maybe with everything, maybe not. Because at the one point, then you get barred. Now it goes a little bit too much. It goes a little bit too much with Bay showing up, who is the girlfriend of Rick Grayson in the Nightwing book, because the one thing that I said last issue when we did talk about uh, Marguerite Scott's last issue, I thought that this book was always handcuffed by other books, including the Nightwing book, where we did end up having the worm story of of uh, Ben Percy ending in the Batgirl book, even though it was from that. So but Jim, they is being handcuffed up, a problem when you have the key? I don't know. So I don't know who <laughs> has don't the key. I know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, have Beatrice here. And I'm like, that's it, it almost went a little bit too far for me to wonder how this book will go. Exactly. For where it's going to go with the idea that, you know, Izzy from Alejo's office is friends with Beatrice Bennett from the Nightwing yeah. book and talking about, hey, where's your new boyfriend, Rick? Oh, he's off doing stuff. And the idea that, you know, Barbara was supposed to go to this concert, but, you know, she never yeah. showed up. She's fighting Killer Moth. So Bard, you know, invited Izzy, who I don't know what she was going to do because it seems she had already made plans with B to show up whether <laughs> no, she's going to get a ticket I'm from Bard or not. you, the idea in my mind is Izzy, you know, if you were Bard, in my mind, you might think that Izzy has killed Barbara because she's not only just like, oh, <laughs> She's already you know, got the band t-shirt like, on. I'm telling you, she got the t-shirt <laughs> on. The whole idea of, oh, man, you know, screw that Barbara. She, she's kicking you to the curb. You know, maybe you should find somebody else, like somebody right in front of you. Okay, whatever, Izzy. I'll go, all right, here. I got my T-shirt on already. I already made all plans right, I'm ready. Beatrice. I'm in. Do you want to share an uh, Uber? And they, yeah, really. And No, she already called it. She, all this is set <laughs> up. And then they go, and I want Bard to be like, I like this concert. I just really can't get over the fact that the band really is kind of, you know, grabbing onto the Batman who laughs looks. But we'll, we'll be, you, you know, that's growl? a weird deal. Yeah, the growl. But yeah, so the the whole it's idea. An awful I, band name. We were worried, and, and you know that Bard wasn't going to be in the book anymore. I yeah. was worried because I was enjoying him. Now I don't know if this this is the thing. Now that sad sack Bard who realizes, yeah, oh no, that he does I have like feelings her. Feelings for Barbara like, yeah, Gordon. Really. Of course you do, dummy. You moved all and, her shit into your apartment like a creep. Yeah. And there's there's kind of funny things in this that yeah you do have like I said Brian Michael Bendis jumps on the Superman books and all of a sudden starts talking Star City as if he wants to impress you and he gets it wrong. With this, Dumb. there's that one thing that made me laugh that I'm like, 
are you really trying to convince me like you did your homework? Because I love when Izzy, who should know better, says, man, we're going to dance it up. We're going to be in the mosh pit. Bart's like, I, I got a bad leg. I mean, Jesus Christ, I-, I got a cane. I'm walking all over the place here with this cane. Look, I'm she's handicapable. Like, oh, my, There's only so much I can capable of. And I love she's like. Oh, really? My bad. I guess we're going to stand in the back at the bar then. And I'm like, you just forced yourself what? into this and you're pitching and moaning. You're pitching and moaning already. Why can't she go in the mosh pit? But I thought that that was Cecil Castellucci's idea to say like, hey, I, I realize like that's the most important thing here. You end up two things that she wants you to know. You know that Never shark leave a man died. behind. No, there's, an, there's shark who's a new shark and Bart has a cane. Those were the big things because that whole exchange. Well, I is he ain't about to leave him alone either i'm telling you i wanted bard to just say like what do you think you see me limping around this place all the time you think i'm gonna be dancing please girl girl i hope you can listen on those phone banks better than you could see izzy yeah really yeah, and I love, but even the thing though, like, Izzy's like, hey, why, why do you even like Barbara? She barely even shows up here. I'm like, she killed her. I, I really think Bart, who is a detective, <laughs> should really start looking into this. There's some shallow grave somewhere. Uh, but yeah, so you have this whole idea that I'm glad Bart's I have there, but I, and I for do. Barbara Gordon? I, yeah, she even says it. And I love there's the one point where, yeah, Beatrice is there. And, and she doesn't even like, it's not that she expected Barbara to be there because Izzy invited her. So they're yeah. there. They're drinking it up. They're watching the band. People are dancing. And they have the thing a few songs later. And you have Beatrice. This is a good thing. And then, you know, he Bard goes, oh, no, no, no. I can't have feelings for her. And then Izzy goes, just lean into it, Bard. They look like they are the boredest three people in the entire planet. Because they are. I guess, We're really but drunk. It's, it, it's weird, though. It's not supposed to play out that way, I don't think. Me and watching the band, they're like, boy, this band really stinks. I don't know. I it's, just want to yeah, know, so- though, because when we had in Nightwing's book, the last time that Barbara Gordon showed up where she realized, okay, I'm going to let Dick go and actually go. Didn't she talk to Beatrice about who she was, even the Barbara yeah. Gordon name? Because for some reason, for the amount of times that you know Beatrice is saying that Bard is talking about Barbara Gordon, you think she might be able to put two and two together if that is yeah. the case, in fact, because they have hung out Barbara and uh, Beatrice. So I'm like, yeah, they oh, talked man, to the bar at one Rick. point. They actually had talk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, really. And so the thing that worries me. I'm a Nightwing fan. My favorite character, Are Dick you? Grayson. So I always want to, you know, I don't Rick. mind. But this is the thing, though. I don't need him in the Batgirl book. They always go back. That's always the thing that, they, you know, if things aren't going well, let's get Nightwing in here. Let's get Dick Grayson back here. And this is just the way to have Beatrice that in show up in happens. every book. I just think that this is where if you have something where Izzy will then it's like Beatrice's out of nowhere offer. will invite She them. offers you a ride yeah. home. Yeah, really. I just, to me, I don't need that, especially in a new run going there. I don't need to see. Plus, I'm telling you, there are a lot of people was, out there was even reading, even reading the Nightwing book that probably when, when B showed up and they're like, who's that? Oh, okay. I get it. Like that. It's not really that big a deal, but it's weird to no. have it. It was that very weird addition to it. But yeah, unfortunately, old Killer Moth, he does not get the the offer luckily for the terrible trio is, he still could because it looks like he ends up trying like you know believing he killed batgirl in this so i think he's just waiting for fucking by the phone now waiting uh, for the call 
Yeah, he ain't getting the call because it seems like it's one person per hero and Oracle is the one that Lex is going after. So we get the offer. But yeah, luckily, because I, I like at one point too the terrible trailer, like, you know what? We can activate this there robot. We'll be the Furious Four. This is going to be awesome. And, you know, they can't Shut figure up, out this whole deal. Yeah, they can't figure out the deal of the password. Luckily for them, Enter because password. it seems like they're about seconds. to be done. They're about to, to be done. And the Doombot comes in, knows it. Seems to know all about this robot. Kind of gets you know a little more. Well, activated seems to really be says. fascinated with this whole thing. It even calls it a magnificent thing. You know the whole idea yeah. of how like this robot is built. Lex seems to be all about it. Knows the password, and I'm just curious to see this background in this Oracle fucking monster robot thing because I, I need to know why it's just hanging out in this goddamn yeah, cave, just and like you know there. fortress built in a mountain. But again, at least we you know a lot of times Oracle has been. Another guy who showed up and was taking the personification of Oracle. Another time it was Barbara's memories come to life in a VR deal that was downloaded. So now we have a giant robot. Uh, like I a think Tron there was another time before that as well, I believe. Is like yeah. So and I'm trying to remember how it worked out. But yeah. we always have something. At least this is a little different, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's a robot we'll monster. Well, we'll see if even the idea of you know this being called Oracle, if it's that much of a connection into no, it looks what like Oracle, Oracle was so before like and stuff. Yeah, so we'll have to see. We'll have to see what it is, though. If it's just this giant thing that Her doesn't symbol. doesn't even know what its name is, doesn't even know what the hell's going on. So I don't know oh, exactly it what it's going to remember. Password. No, I'm saying at one point there's I have the password you're looking for. It's your name, and it's like what is my name i don't even know that it's now i think it's more senient like saying like oh really because it looks like it's kind of confused at stuff and trying to be activated so we'll see how it goes but yeah well, that's the whole um, thing it's like they're trying to trick the robot at that point i know the password it's your name like what is my name because she's not going to say her the password right yeah, out loud like, she's not a dummy like robot she's monster like, she's like oh you mean oracle all right let's type that in <sighs> but yeah that's lex lex knows the password I know. now he does i don't know but you know you're going with the whole deal how do you but get yeah, the you don't sword. You don't have any. Sword. Yeah, you who don't have any setup. Things? You don't have any setup of who this oracle is yet. You don't have any setup no. of how they even get. I even love the idea that this looks like deep in the Blue you know, Ridge Mountains. Such advanced tech, and the way you get in the different rooms is just punch the the freaking board. You know, the, the how circuitry. do you get in different rooms? You don't do that. That would be an automatic shut down that door. That's ridiculous, but it's okay. Why they, do you think our garage doors at work are so bad? I'm always punching the goddamn yeah, up button. That's the thing. But yeah, so. Overall, I do like this as a start, but there's a lot of holes in it. And like you said, the art does kind of uh, go. But if I want it to be given an issue. And I also think that the weird thing is, is like you do have Cecil Castellucci jumping on. We did say, I already mentioned that Marguerite Scott ends up having to deal with a lot of Nightwing residual stuff, the worm story. You get Cecil Castellucci, and unfortunately for her first story, she's got to deal fully in Year of the Villain. So you end up having that where she couldn't exactly tell a full Barbara story because we have these other things going on. God, but I by wish the end, By the end, I just sat there and thought, you know what? I think that she gets the character. This is okay. I was that's, worried. That's my I'm dream not as worried. for the end of... For the, my dream for the end of 2019 is that Killer Moth is as as talked about on Twitter and other thing as Kite Man is with yeah, his own catchphrase like that, where he's elevated to people loving Flame Killer on? Moth out is of that nowhere. Taken yet? Flame on? Doesn't go there. What would what would be no. his what would be his stupid catchphrase? I eat sweaters. I, I mean, really? I why would, the one why point, would hell? I, I'm telling you, he could be damn right. Why would hell yeah be? Kite that would Man's? be good. That would be actually fun damn right. If they ended Boosh. up having a damn right. 
I, I do like the idea that Killer Moth is such a joke that when Barbara starts fighting him, she does say like, oh, man, I hate moths. They're always getting into my sweaters. That's how little she respects him. She's thinking about her sweaters and how much I she know, actually hates you. real moths. Have you uh, ever had like, a moth in your closet and stuff like that? No. You see it on TV all the time. I don't know this no, to I've be a real it. thing or like why people have all these moths in their you, fucking you know, closet and shit like what? that. You know what? My idea always was in I my head as a legend. kid. I actually didn't think it was an urban legend. I actually thought that it was something that ended in the 1800s and we just keep hearing about it, that somehow like something went wrong. Yeah, I, I do. Also, I do like the idea in this where you really do see that Killer Moth, it's not a costume. He's done his studying of moths where he's like, during the Industrial Revolution. And I'm like, all right, you know, you're stepping up your game. You're learning about moths. You're doing all this fun you. stuff. Yeah, I like you that. be you, Moth. That's the thing is I always did like that story about the different insects and things like that changing because of the introduction of all that soot and crap in the Industrial yeah. Revolution. That is something that has always intrigued me. But yeah, I've never and, – and in the meantime, I ended up hey, – I hate the smell of mothballs so much. And I haven't even – when was the last time I smelled that? Is that, that? still a I, thing? I, I, I'm telling you. That's what I'm saying. I haven't smelled that mothballs. since I went to England. The last time I smelled that was my great Aunt Ida who yeah. died like 20 years ago. And she probably smelled like mothballs herself is what she it did. was because she was yeah. Gross. yeah i'm telling you the last time i think i smelled mothballs was when i was in england and that was way back when and it was my old grandparents and i again i don't know if it just wasn't their breath they might have been eating i think that maybe back in the day they ate mothballs. times are rough back and, then and the thing is they, they had to fool people into why you know they keep buying mothballs to eat so they just made up an urban legend about moths eating through you know sweat and that's and what things like Jim that Eric know about the world that is right. Yeah. I mean, I've had a bunch of underwear that at points look like a moth had gotten on them. That's why I don't wear it anymore. I had a lot Not of a mud holy. Monster. They were religious. They were holy, Eric. That's that's oh. what I used to see. <laughs> Ah, yes. But what did you give this? I ended up giving this issue a 7 out of 10. There was It's not a perfect issue by any means. I did enjoy the no. overall, except for the action parts. But it did get me at least invested for Cecil Kessel, which he's run going forward. And I was I'm really worried same. about it not doing that as well. But it got me over that little hump. So now I'm like, okay, let's see what you have for the rest of this whole thing. Because I've always wanted to give new writers coming on something a certain amount of issues to get the voice right and stuff like that. And I thought this was a good first outing for Cecil on Batgirl. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I give it a 7 out of 10 as well. Uh, I wish the art was, like you said, and the colors are a little washed out, things like that. But overall, I, I enjoyed it and actually it's gives me confidence. It's not bad, it's just a personal preference. Yeah, it gives me confidence that she knows the character and goes for it. I'm just, I'm going to have it. The whole idea of being poor, I really don't want it to center I don't completely want that on that, and I'm worried. No. That's the big thing I'm worried about. That's going to be her amnesia. Yeah, really. It will be. Where's the eidetic memory? That kind of disappeared. can she make money from that? Good. That, that was memory. her amnesia before. She talked about yeah. that every goddamn issue. I know. So we'll see. But yeah, that's that. We're going to go off now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best podcast a week. Even though Shay is such a freak, I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. Such a long way to go To make it to the end of the episode First I'll hear Mail with Jim Now Mail with Jim And I've got A long way to go To make it to the end of the episode First I'll hear Mail with Jim Now Mail with Jim Gonna hear Mail with Jim 
All right, in the second email section, it's going to start with Ulysses, who says, right. howdy there, Jim, Eric, and the rest of the GFC. Beep, what boop. up, Fresh Cup crew? Poop, poop. Hey, what's new with y'all? Anything interesting? I'm excited that Reggie will you soon be cry. returning. Can't wait to have that sultry voice melt into my ear canals. What? I, I wonder... Uh, if he's caught up on the books, he hasn't really told me especially like what he's been reading or yeah, if he has or what not. We'll have to see. What the hell was Batman? So pretentious? Or did I just miss something? I can't wait for King's Run on Batman. Yeah, you cut all over. the pretentiousness. I get that some people may be enjoying it, but we need a break. We need a fresh start. You better <gasps> have. It. He actually says you better have fucking whispered that, Eric. You better whisper it now. Fresh start. There you go. So DC Universe. It was fun while it lasted. <laughs> Hopefully DC doesn't do the stupid thing and just shut the whole app down. I hear it's has fine anyone now. heard? Yeah, has anyone heard their plans for the comic side of it? I know they're going to take off all the video stuff to HBO Super Max. Do not pass go. They they said that they're not going to actually. Yeah. I hope that they continue Swamp Thing. I love tri- yeah. I love the DCU. I was watching the new Swamp Thing yesterday. I was having a great time with it. Never saw it. I really love that I never show. Never will. It's orgasmic. No, I never will. I love all the performances. That lady cop could arrest me and put me in the back of her squad car anytime. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my. I don't know what he's saying. I am really liking Kevin Durant as Jason Woodrow, the the basketball player, Kevin Durant. No. Oh my. You know, he's he was a He's the Floronic man, Jim. He, he took his game to Brooklyn, baby. Uh, is he? Uh, is no, no. He, he took his in... game down to the swamp. Oh, it looks like they might be doing the classic Alan Moore story with Swamp Thing, learning more about himself and the idea is just a weed with some fuckers. I swear to God that if I see Kevin Durant sinking one more three, I'm going to be pissed. Why, why is he going back to Kevin Durant? I don't understand. LeBron James eating plants of Swamp Thing and then turning Turning into a walking tree man, I'll get a tattoo of the scene on my arm. I'd love to have that progression of that tattoo on there. And then, uh, you know, obviously at the end, Swamp Thing will have no regrets. I just wanted to see it be a tramp stamp. Oh, swear to whatever. I got two kittens. One is named Max. I guess it's after Maximervous Mind. The other cat is named Stella. Eric, Eric, don't let Jim's shame you about your excessive sweating. I've got it good. It's only our natural marinade for the sweet meat and sun. So, so gross. Oh, my God. Yesterday. My marinade is, is running down me so bad right now. His marinade is just disgusting. And he ends up coming up to me and he's like, every day is a different plan and every plan no, fails. No, no. It's not even a plan. <laughs> Thursday, I wasn't even thinking about it because usually I wear a white T-shirt as an undershirt. It's just something I always do. But for Thursday, I decided I was going to wear a uh, you know a blue A shirt, which is right, right there, that cuts it down so there's nothing blocking your armpits from the shirt at that point so i'm like look i should have thought about this because i am just drenched in the armpit area the following day though friday i wore an a a t-shirt like i usually do it was even worse somehow i'm like what the hell is happening i can't win i I just put on another swipe of the freaking deodorant slash rig it up what i can't think the other term for that what is that the antiperspirant yeah, yeah, the end of person. You, you, swipe, you, you, swipe, you swipe right. Is that what you do? I, I just got right, back from once, once upon a time in Hollywood. It was all right. There's, there's a rape review. Thanks for all the fun, guys. It's the best shit in town. You're all great. Isn't that what that Chinese restaurant has down the block? Best shit in town. Isn't that what yeah, it's that's best food? No, I, I th- actually, that'd be a pretty good uh, thing to have on a porta potty. 
right? Best shit in town. Oh, I'm not yes. going in there. If they're that brazen to talk about their poops oh. in there. I mean, really, though, if they're going to promise me that, I, I'd enjoy that. I had some I want really them to call it something else, week. too, because I don't want to be shamed with the idea if I have to go in here because I have to poop. I want them to like, you know, make it like it's something else so I don't have to think about it. And if I go in here, people That's aren't going to know that do. my pants are down and I got the shits going on. The minute you go in, I'm just going to knock that thing over anyway. And I'm telling you, it still reminds That's me of that story. <laughs> that story I heard way back where people were going to the bathroom in a park near us. It's the uh, Whistle Stop Park where I actually played hockey a lot back in the day. Oh. And uh, uh, somebody was going in and hiding in the porta johns and letting people poop and pee on them. And uh, that's disgusting. That's right? why I don't that talk to so people. Disgusting. People are weird. Yeah. Now, that's why you don't use the porta johns and the whistle stuff, is what I'm telling you. And uh, I'm saying it's very Ooh, this specific is why to I that. Do. Yes, exactly. Eric is now going to the whistle stop tonight. And that is your sweet, moist meat boy, Ulysses. And the Thank next you, email is from a dispatch who's going to go back to telling us some secrets. He says, for what all about? those Tell us that now. don't know, Thomas Richard Aaron King Jr. and I grew up together. So being as close as I am with him, take everything that I say next as sheer fact. Therefore, spoiler alert to anyone listening. I received an advanced copy of Batman 76. Yes, uh. not. So if you don't want the details, stop listening now. There is a poem that Tom King self-created specifically for number 76. He created this poem back in 1998, shared it with his girlfriend at the time, eventually dated Andre Risen, and then burned down his house. He means left eye. I'm going to say, I'm like, I know this story. That's left eye Lopez. That's left eye Lopez? Ah, R.I.P. But that's a story for another time. Anyway, the poem will be narrated in the background while we watch Catwoman and Bruce growl at each other intently, making sounds like meow and herm. Mm. Here is the poem, Eric. It's O-O. A scrub is a guy that thinks he's fly. He's also Uh known as a buster. I'm telling you, I can't read this. can't read this without singing. I'm telling you, always talking about what he wants. And just sits on his broke ass and then, no, I don't want your number. No, I'm going to sing the whole thing. I'm not going to get involved, but yes. He's saying that they're going to rip off TLC. He's hanging off the side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. He's trying to holler at me. And you know, me and you, we ain't no hollerback girls. We ain't Uh -uh. no hollerback girls. Uh-uh. 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 But yeah, so you have that. Uh, right away, now Dancing Mike has another reason to hate Tom King's Batman because he hates TLC for some reason. He's not a big fan. Monster. Uh, additionally, I've already seen issue 85 because again, Tom just really and I are against arson. They are both right. In issue 85, it will be revealed that Catwoman and Bruce met on a boat parked on the street right before he got towed. And that's how the run ends. They're both right. And that's sincerely dispatch. And that's the end I of I really hope our nobody takes mail. it seriously. Yeah, no, this is not for real. It's just for funs. Is We're having some fun. Life? Are you an angel? <laughs> How are you? Uh, yes. Uh, do you consider yourself a scrub? Eric? Would you yes. be a scrub back in the day? Actually, I can imagine you being a scrub with those Janko jeans hanging, yelling at the ladies, you know, all that thing. You, and you used to, I mean, when I first met you, I said, hi, my name's Jim. Uh, I heard, you know, that you work here. You're going to teach me how to do things. And you're like, yeah, but by the way, I'm fly. That's what you told me. I'm Pretty like, fly. I, and I'm like, I, I don't think that I like this guy at all. I'm just thinking and, about and the then term I, scrub, though, outside of what D- TLC told us the definition was, thinking about how moist my armpits oh, yeah, are I right think now, my shirt scrub. right now. I'm like, I am a you scrub. You should go right now. I, I, no, <laughs> you should go and scrub those goddamn pits. You're going to stink out the joint. Leaking? I'm telling you, yeah. Get Thankfully, your bro- I don't stink. It's just a Stop lot of water. Stop sitting on your broke ass. 
and get oh. your scrub ass in and scrub your fly pit. Scrub yeah, your right? balls. Yeah, that's uh, the whole thing is broke ass check. Flies uh-huh. around those pits, check. You, you kind of are a buster, check. You're, you're a scrub, is what up. you want. You're a scrub, you son of a bitch. Uh, yes, uh, and also that's the best thing too, is in this scenario of the scrub scenario, you are hanging out in the passenger side of your best friend's ride because you ain't got no license. Yeah, and you're you hollering, wait till I start hollering at people and, on the way home. And you're hollering at them because you can't see. You think it's somebody else. <laughs> you think it's your buddy Maybe, Jay. Is that you? <laughs> Jay, is that you? It's some old lady. She doesn't know what's going on. She's scared of you. So there it is. You are a scrub. It all comes full circle here. Very clear in my it wasn't mind. A full there. circle. That was a straight line. I'm telling you, it's everything. You heard the to word me. scrub. It's going. It went directly to no, Eric I'm Shea saying, is a scrub. It did go, but it's full circle around with the whole idea. Everything fits. So there you go. That's the end of it the mail for tonight. And because the circle just keeps going, you don't get a license. It's just going to keep on perpetuating it. You, you don't keep have hollering a license, at Lisa. people and stuff like that. So yeah, we're going to go off to a section of books now that's not going to be all. Us. We're going to be doing some Batman Beyond with Batman Beyond Mark. Then Jeremy's going to give us some Martian Manhunter. And then we will finish up the podcast with some Dial H for Hero. Sup, Weird Science? This is Batman Beyond Mark. And I'm here this month to bring you a review of Batman Beyond number 34, written by Dan Jurgens, pencils by Rick Leonardi. Uh, the inker is Andy Parks, colorist is Chris Sotomayor, and letterer is Travis Lanham. And uh, as usual, I'm going to start with the covers. And then I'm going to get into a, uh, not housekeeping, but uh, something I realized. And and then we'll get into the issue. So uh, normal cover, I absolutely love. I adore this cover. I, it's, it's, I put it in my level of, yes, I might get this framed. Um, and it's, it's Terry and he's, his shadow underneath him is, is the, is the bat logo or the traditional bat logo, which I like. And it's like, he's so like, they try to grab his head in pain and you have all these like, like fractured panels coming up. So like one is kind of supposed to be like a, I think it's supposed to be like false face or whatever. And then you have like Terry kind of like grimacing in pain. Then you have like classic Bruce's Batman grimacing in pain. And then you have old Bruce grimacing in pain. Then you have Terry in the beyond suit grimacing in pain. And you have what looks like a, like, I guess those are supposed to be split on each side. Now that, now that I, I think about it more, it's, both sides of split screaming in pain and I really like it. And it's, uh, the false face of Terry McGinnis. Um, and, and I, I really love this cover. And, uh, then we have the variant, which is, I hate, I really hate. So you have just kind of like the circuitry in the background and then like a, a, a nice detailed, like Terry in the, the foreground with kind of like arching his hands to the claws or into the, into the claws though. this pose is very reminiscent of, um, uh, Spider-Man 2099, which is kind of ironic because it's the old Spider-Man 2099 or artist that's do it that does the that, that did the cover and, and not or the normal cover, not the variant. Um, but this one I hate it because just like his teeth are out and he's like kind of like smiling in an awkward way, and I just I I do I do not I do not do not care for it. Um, but yes, so that little bit of I guess housekeeping that's how we call it over at the uh, Hero Notes podcast uh luke there's your uh there's your plug um so so throughout this entire arc i've been very frustrated with frustrated with the art and to the point where i was like god this is like the especially the pencils these are amateurish like there's like three characters that you can get 
on model, but everybody else is different. Like, is this somebody? I didn't recognize the artist off the top of my head, and I was like, is is this somebody's like first, uh, you know, um, like like gig at one of the big two, and they're just blowing it. And then I and then I real looked, and then I remembered. Wait a minute, what am I thinking? All the people of this book, like Rick Leonardi, he he's a big he's a big writer. If I remember right, he like co-created Spider Man twenty ninety nine. And, and, and then I looked at a bunch of his art, and I'm like, this is pretty decent art. What the heck is going on? And I don't know what the heck is going on, but I can tell you that he didn't do much research in, in, a, in a lot of things. Uh, uh, nor does he seem to have uh, put much effort into this book in the grand scheme of things, as a very consistent thing we will see is people's faces, with the exception of uh, who, I guess in this case it's false face in the Beyond suit. Um, uh, old Man Bruce and Split. Those are the only three characters who have who have consistent character models, and, and that stays consistent. The problem get comes when we have our other characters, or just even this just random people. They don't have consistent character models, and it's very noticeable. And it's it's I hate to harp on the point, but it's very jarring when you go and, and we're going to get to a point where we're seeing false faces, Terry. And, and there's just just like there's several panels of him uh, on like one page wherever or like over two pages where every single time he looks almost completely different. And, and that's it's it's not even like, oh, where they're doing a little variation or like a little exaggeration for something. No, it's completely different. Um, but we also know this because uh, we, we start off by seeing some police officers flying by um, and uh, the uniforms they're in look very, very, very reminiscent of like uh, – how to put this? Um, I would say like 1940, like just like that, like that kind of like – you know, like older style kind of uniforms when even as recent as last arc, we, we saw that the beyond, police and beyond were wearing the, the normal beyond like GCP and GCPD uniforms. Like it just, it, it was just a very weird change that all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, okay. Instead of being all futuristic, they just stand out really, they kind of just stand out because they're just they're just they're wearing uniforms that are just completely not with the time here. But whatever. So uh, false faces Terry basically buzzes these guys and causes them to crash. And he's and just nobody at the cave apparently who's monitoring this notices this. Like nobody calls him on it. Just nobody notices that you know Batman just uh, just took down a police you know vehicle and the police don't even seem to notice. They're just they're just kind of like. Whoa, look look over there. What? Whoa. Oh no, this is not good. We're losing altitude. Um like like what just happened? I have no idea. And it's just like Batman is just there. And we get a two-page spread. Uh that's our title page. And I have to say thank God for this two-page spread because it means uh there's just another page that I just don't have to review. Um and and, and Terry just kind of, or I guess False Face just kind of laughs. He's like, "Oh, that'll teach him to stay out of my way, blah blah blah." Um and then we get to a, a part that I I've, I've been kind of getting on with all the other issues this arc, but is Never been more apparent than here. Um, the, the fact that 
apparently uh, the wings of the Beyond suit just go at random angles all of a sudden. Like, not all of a sudden. It's been happening throughout this arc, but it hasn't been that bad until this issue. So usually they're kind of out, they're out to the side unless he's like pulling them forward or something. But here, his left wing is just going straight up. Like, he, he, he's flying away, and the wing is just straight up in the air. And I'm just like, okay, the other one looks kind of more or less the correct angle, but it's just, it's just up in the air, and it bothers me, because it's just like, I don't understand. And then we get to the next panel, where, where the wings are both kind of, like, uh, like twisted a bit, because he's, like, turning, but they're, but they're twisted, and the art's in a way that... <laughs> I'll be honest, when I first looked at this, I was just like, why is his wing just off? What happened? And then I realized, oh... Oh no, it, it's kind of bent and it looks terrible. Also, his, his foreleg is just like, like bending at a weird angle. Um, I know his entire body's kind of like as he's like bringing his knee up to his chest as he's like going in for a landing until he just kicks both of his feet back out again. It, it, it's all very strange. Um, but he's like, all right, I need to play a hero, right? That's who I am now. Um, so he, he goes in and he swoops at these guys who are, uh, you, you know, seem to have been, um, Oh, what was it? Uh, like holding up a limo, uh, you know, while, while in flight. And then he realizes, oh, no, it's a kidnapping. So he goes by the guy. And now this is interesting. So there's two guys here. Um, the, one that, the one that talks for most of this is uh, – will not be in the back half of this book. But the other one that doesn't talk until his face is bashed in does and that's relevant so uh yeah so so the guys pull guns on him. he's like really he blocks it with the wing i like that um and, and then he then he throws a battering and it catches catches the one guy who's talking right in the neck right in the neck not killing him but it, it, he's a paid um and then he tackle he grabs the other guy and he slams the guy's face into the the ground and it looks um it looks like he bashed some perfectly rectangular teeth out uh, based, based on like the, the, like the little pieces of rubble and stuff that we see coming up. Um, they're just perfectly rectangle and the same color as teeth, except whenever we see this guy for the rest of the issue, um, cause this is the one that, uh, continues on, uh, all of his teeth are in. So I just, it's, it's very weird. Um, I know it's supposed to be ground, but it's just weird. That they're perfectly teeth shaped. Um, so then, uh, you know, those guys are on the ground and then finally, finally like the guy who was hit in the neck is like oh my god like 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 crackling. well the other guy is just like oh, boy those i have just like i don't like this becomes a thing for the rest of the issues he like has a speech like he's having trouble talking but i can't tell if it's supposed to be like a heavy accent or whatever because we have no baseline it's just this is how he talks the entire time which would make sense if the fact that he didn't have pretty much immaculate teeth through like the rest of the issue like, it's like, oh, oh, okay. So this guy brushes and flosses and, like, everything good. So I don't understand. Is this supposed to be an accent? What? It's very – the art doesn't help it. Um, so then Batman kind of gets the person out. They're like, are you okay? Um, and, and he's, like, picking the girl up and kind of trying to make a move on her. Uh, she's, like, uh, over there. And the, the guy who is um, – the guy who he smashed into the ground is just like, you – Behoke by dose, and I'm just like, mm, this is just annoying. And what he's trying to say is, you you, you broke my nose, um, and it's just like, oh, it's just so annoying for the rest of this. Um, and yeah, so then, uh, <laughs> so the Batman picks him up, uh, 
it, it just tosses um uh off one of the police officers who's recovering there i was like dude that's 60 stories and you'll kill him and it, you know false face is like oh right i can't i have to be a good guy so he catches the guy and just lets him off into a trash pile on the ground and just flies away and then we see actual terry who of course is you know memories blanked um because uh false face is assumed as identity he's like what what's that and he's like oh batman shway and he goes over to the guy who he dropped he's like you okay mister and the guy's like do i look okay um he's like broken dose hurts and it's just so annoying to read the dialogue um and there he just gives him a hand and it's just like i i, I feel like that not only has this terry who's forgot his memories has also seemed to forgot common sense this is a guy he just saw batman just drop off like maybe maybe he's not the best person and the guy's like, why are you helping me? And Terry's like, well, do you have food? I haven't eaten all day. And the guy's like, you know, like, I got I got money. We can go get food. And Terry was like, sure. Um, and the guy's like, to, to Terry, like, you got a home? And he's like, I, I suppose I do. The thing is, I can't remember. Then we get back to the uh, the mansion. And I it's, it's here's where we're going to get into the faces constantly changing. We're also going to get into the infuriating a uh, bit of just Melanie just apparently being buddy buddy with Bruce Wayne, just out of uh, it bothers me. So we're back at the manor, um, and, and and they're like, and Matt's like, y- you've been through a lot, Mister Wayne. Maybe you should get arrested. You know, Bruce is like, don't pamper me yet. Just shut up. Like my memory's back. Like I, I know what I'm doing. We need to get on this. Um, and then you know, Melanie is just like, like I, I understand your concern, but like we have no idea like who False Face is right now. Um, <laughs> and then we get, we get an explanation of how the whole thing went down. So in the literal, like, like second or two that the lights were off back in the first issue, back in issue 31, the first issue of this arc back in those, like, mm, like two seconds, um, before Bruce's eyes could adjust, uh, false face, uh, let's see, he, he, um, oh, how, how do I do this? Uh, during the power, during the brief power outage. He managed to for those few seconds. Oh, where where's the line? So I can. Uh, he, he managed to, you know, open his like pry open his door, um, take him take Bruce down, um, you know, assimilate his face, put Bruce into the helmet and straight jacket and change into Bruce's clothes in like a couple seconds. So what this tells me is we in fact have another speedster going on because. <laughs> Even Batman, at his best, is not that good. Batman, at his best, not that good. A minute? Yes. Absolutely. Mm, like, a couple seconds, and then to get into the exact same position that Bruce was in before, like, having done a lot? No. No. That this could have been handled better. This could have been set up better. This is bull. At which point, uh, Terry, or false face and is Batman, uh, land, just lands through like a, just like a window or whatever in, in Wayne Manor. And Bruce is like, Terry, like, like you should know better. What the heck? Batman always comes in through the cave. Uh, and, and false face is like, whatever. And, and this is where we, we see this stuff where we've already seen a close up of Matt and Molina's face and both of them look completely dead and like mannequins. And then we see their faces again and their faces are not only different shapes, different proportions, um, different coloring, it's just, it's, oh, it's so annoying. Uh, and then Terry takes off his, his mask. And here, we're going to have a progression of one, two, three, 
four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven panels. Uh, pretty much in a row. Terry appears in all of them, and his face looks significantly different in every single one. And it's it's not just like the shading, it's not just the colors, it's the pencils. Like just the, the physical shape, the detail lines on his face, it just they're different in almost every, actually every single one. Um and it's just and I know this is false face, but it's like, oh, that could actually have been an explanation of why his face keeps morphing, but it isn't. And it's just it's just it's just terrible art. It, it's just terrible art. Um, and, and Melanie just like, she's just like Terry and she, well, looking at him the whole time, like we, we see her kind of like reaching into her jacket, the panel before, uh, or like pulling her jacket, the panel before, and then she's like Terry. And then she pulls out what is quite literally a tiny piece of paper, just completely blank white paper and is looking at it. And it's just like. Like, I just got this, like, you know, like, like, according to this blank piece of paper I've just pulled out of my pocket, like, you threw a kidnapper off of a bridge. Like, it's just a piece of paper. She just, it's, it's not a phone. It's not like anything else we've ever seen use is, is quite literally a white piece of paper as her mouth honestly turns into like a blow up doll mouth. Like I will, I will put this picture on the Slack chat. Like, it, it's terrible. Um, and then Bruce is like, like, what? If this is true, you will never be Batman again. And then uh, and then they all walk away, and Matt, Matt completely changes proportions. Instead of having the proportions of a normal human with a mongoloid head, he has a not-bad-looking head, but now he is literally all legs as his torso has just compressed itself. Um... And, and Terry's just like, come on, like, you know me better than that. Like, I, like, I, you know, he was a kidnapper. It got out of hand. He got, I threw him over the bridge and I caught him and I put him down. He's alive. And he asks the, the, the third version of the Alfred AI that we've had in the series, uh, like, which is the, with the fancy writing, the fancy script and the green backing, um, uh, pretty much like, did I, like, am I right, Al? And he's just like, well, that, all that was technically correct. Like, he's alive and you did put him down and you did catch him. Um, and Terry, and then false faces. Terry's like, "See, AIs don't lie." And then Bruce says, "One of the most stupid things I've ever heard him say is Batman. My rules are clear: harm no one." Okay. Um. Okay, that's dumb. I, I get the meaning behind it, but this was dumb. This, Dan Jurgens wrote this. And he did, and he was like, "Yep, nope, this makes sense." Um, and then, uh, and then Matt is just straight up like, "Um, like as they're as hit Terry or false faces Terry and Bruce are starting to have like an argument." Matt just straight up says, "Um, we shouldn't talk about that that anymore." Uh, anyway, we what about split? And Bruce is like, "Wait, who?" And the Melody's like, yeah, no, a, split, a speedster who could literally just divide into two. And I'm just like, okay, so instead of having this confrontation, we straight up have a character who just says, let's not do this. Ne- let's not do this anymore. Hey, this other thing. Oh, it infuriates me. Because um, there's so much of this that could be good. Um, and, and then, you know, they get Bruce up to date. Yeah, this guy's been, you know, taking the stuff from Powers Research, blah, blah, blah. Um 
And, and then Bruce is like, you know, uh, like, let's go down the cave. Let's get on this. Um, and then Matt, Matt's just cranks his neck in a way that the art makes it look like he just, oh, oh, I don't like it. It's creepy. Um, and his face is, his face is, it's just completely changed. It's not, it's not the same person we were looking at two panels ago. Um, but his torso's correct again. Um, and then, you know, false faces, Terry, he's like, guide me there. Um, oh God. Uh, but Bruce is like, yeah, okay, but none of the rough stuff. And I'm like, but he's Batman. Like, you don't know it's false face. Yes. Yeah. So then we get to, uh, Terry and and the other thug guy. Um, and and they're talking as they're going into like a a diner place. And he's like, wait, you you really don't remember who you are? He's like, like, I, I know it's, and then Terry's like, I know it sounds weird. Uh, I, I, I can't really say how, but like my, my ID and my like my cred card, like everything's gone. Um, and the guy, <laughs> the guy who is now also changed proportions and is now all upper body as they walk in, um, says like, uh, like it makes you a blank slight. So I'm gonna call you slight. Um, and then the the lady at the cafe is just like, uh, like we're close, uh, we're closing, gents. Um, come back tomorrow. Uh, and then and then our like our like kidnapper guy pulls out a gun and is like, like if if you you know. Uh, basically, you know, empty the drawer of cash. And she's like, mercy. And she's like, willing to comply. And then Terry's like, like, hey, you can't do that. You said you had money. And then this guy just pistol whips Terry across the head. He's like, which I will when I'm done here. Because he can now speak correctly. Um, and then we get a panel with uh, of, of false faces, Terry, you know, in the bat suit flying. And his wings are just stupidly huge as he's flying and they're, they're time to go to the waterfront. Then we go back down to the cave and while Bruce looks fine from behind, um, uh, just Melanie's feet have just fused together. I know it's a, an art thing, but it's just her boots have basically, there's, there's no like separation lines. Just, they've just fused together. And uh, Matt's head has changed. Um, he's gotten all curvy and, and his head is just like, I don't know. It, it's not like a human head. It, it's kind of like a nub with hair on it. Um, and uh, yeah, so they direct him there, and then is is Terry's f- or is False Face is flying in. He has the the wings swept forward. But here's the thing about the Beyond wings: they come out of the back of the suit. They are, we see the back full evident. Nothing, absolutely nothing there. Um, like it, it's it's coming out from his stomach. Is the like it's supposed? It's either coming out from the side of his suit. No, because of where it is on the. The logo, no, it's absolutely coming out of his stomach. This is just lazy art. And it's it's bad because it's it's not just like a little bad, it's noticeably bad. Um and then uh yeah. So then he gets there and then they activate infrared for t- for false face terry because he can't do it on his own, but d- they're not really questioning it. Um uh and then he basically starts seeing what the they're doing. He's like, oh, they're they're doing, you know, some tech stuff down there. Like, I don't really know what I can do. And Terry Bruce is like, I'm sorry, what? And then, you know, false face is like, uh, I mean, I, he's using like a memory stick so I can just go stop him. So he just jumps down there um, with Bruce advising, like, use uh, gas pellets to disable him. And then uh, false face is like, you know, what? I might just do that. So then he flies in. He busts in. Um, and he so it's weird. So when when he dives in, he like boosts in, like dives in. Um, no 
no wings. Then when he breaks through the window, he's he's activated his wings, and it's just I get that it's supposed to be he's he's gliding down, but it's just weird that you wouldn't do it beforehand. Um, but the wings just I don't know, just something about the art with them is just it, it's bugging me all issue. Um, so then split, you know, splits and, and is like you know clearly have it learned like we'll just take you down um and then with an evil look on his face he throws a bunch of uh false face throws a bunch of pellets he's like uh, yeah you'll get finished all right um as, as bruce is calling over the comes like those aren't like gas pellets they're they're explosives um and then like bruce is like what the heck is he thinking and matt pretty much is like like it was a mistake like don't worry about it at which point it's like no bam it doesn't make mistakes not like that not with his own utility belt. This wasn't a mistake. Uh, this might have been a mistake. Um, because uh, uh, it's debatable whether this was intentional or a mistake. Because uh, during the explosion, we see that Batman is like guarding himself. Or False Vice is guarding himself. And it looks like he's almost surprised or whatever. Um, but yeah, his wings just come in and out like just all the time. Just like it's like one panel he has his wings out. The other he doesn't. It's very inconsistent. Um, so then Split starts, you know, beating him down. Uh, at which point, uh, <laughs> um, at, at which point, you know, uh, false is like, like fact is, is like, uh, like they're, they're like, you know, we don't really want to do this anymore. And he's like, well, I don't want to do this either. You know why? Um, uh, I like your style. And then his wings just grow out to be, I don't know, three times, like wingspan, three times the length of his height in total, I guess. And you, and, and. Well, this version of suit, you can use the wings to cut, which is something we haven't seen in a while. Um, it's just the art here looks terrible, especially because um, how inconsistent it is. So with one hand, uh, if, the, if the wing is out, he has put his arm. So basically, you know, it's the wings behind him and he's, he's grabbed the, the piece and, and with his right hand um, from underneath and slashed. But from the other one, it, it, it's, it's above maybe. The perspective here is bad. Uh, it's just everything with the wings is bad. And then both of both parts of Split are like, wait, like he cut us? Oh, he dies. At this point, uh, False Face is like, stop. I'm not what you think. I'm not who you think. Uh, that like, 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 you know, got no interest in taking you down. Uh, uh, you know, I want something. And I know you guys want something. Like, we, if you listen to me, maybe we can help each other. Um, and, and, you know, split is pretty much like, you know, there's nothing that, you know, there's nothing that you can say to us. Um, at this point, uh, uh, false face is like, what if we join together? Like everybody gets what they want at this point, Matt is like, it doesn't make sense. What is he doing at this point? Bruce, who has not really had a chance to have it. Like he, it feels like earlier, if that conversation had gone on, he would have figured it out. But of course, Matt just had to stop the conversation. Uh, just be like, I don't want to talk about this now. Let's talk about this instead. Um, because Bruce has figured it out. Like, uh, of course, th this is false face. Like, this is false face. And Melanie's like, well, where's where's Terry? And we see that Terry wakes up from his uh, hit over the head. A gun has been placed in his hand. He's in the diner. And the, the, the woman from before has been shot and is probably dead. And the police are on their way. Um, and, and Terry's like, oh, oh, no. Uh, and yeah, that was this issue. And um, mm, it's tough because there are parts of this that I really, really like. But then there's other parts of it, like the art and several points of the writing that I despise. 
It's just, ugh, the art is so bad. Oh, it's really bad. And it's distractingly bad, which is really the problem. And the writing, the fact that once we actually have Bruce there confronting False Face, who's in the guise of Terry, just, it seems like they're going to either, like, throw down, well, yeah, throw down, but, like, there's the conversation. There's the piece where we really want to see, like, you know, the interaction. And then Matt is just like, yeah, I don't want to talk about this. Let's do this instead. And they just go with it. Oh, it, it bothers me. I cannot give this higher than uh, a six. And that six, it, that six has a lot to do with the interesting story overall um, and the cover. I won't lie. You take away this cover and this is a five. I adore this cover. So, so take that as a will. If you want to count the cover, it is a six. If you don't want to count the cover, then it's a five. All I know is that, is that the longer this goes on, the more I am so ready for the next arc. Because if this had if this had legitimately good art art in it, this would probably be a high seven, even with some of the bad writing. But the art, when it becomes detrimental, is just it, it's just atrocious. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening to my monthly rant about Batman Beyond. Uh, I hope you have a, a good month. Uh, when I will bring you issue, you know, next month I'll bring you issue thirty five, and uh, back to the podcast. Hello and welcome to the The Orlando Orlando Zone. Zone. Yes, yes, it's the Orlando Zone again. Very exciting. Uh, It's been a while uh, since we've had any Steve Orlando on the the podcast. And uh, my word, we do miss him, don't we? Yes, yes, we do. Uh, Today, it is The Martian Manhunter, issue number seven. Well, this is a, this is an interesting issue. Um, the, uh, the series has, I think, been getting better, uh, particularly now that we have, uh, have put the Martian, the Martian flashbacks, uh, to kind of one side. I think basically, I think the book works better without them. I think there's weird, weird issues with pacing with, with, with this, with this whole series, uh, whole, uh, sections of, of issues can can kind of take place and just not a great deal is is uh, is happening in them and then sort of Orlando and Rosmo kind of go oh look here's a Martian sex scene and you're like no nah, I'd seen that before I really don't want to see it again um it, it just looked like somebody flung a lot of green spaghetti on the page I could do without that <laughs> I mean, if it's if you're going to fling spaghetti on the page, at least make it look, you know, like spaghetti. You know what I'm saying? This just looks weird. Right. Anyway, issue number seven. Here we go. Uh, Martian Manhunter issue number seven is written by Steve Orlando. Art is by Riley Rossimo. Uh, colors are by Ivan Placentia. Letters are by Deron Bennett. It is published by DC Comics. And the price is $3.99. At the last issue's more straightforward retelling of John Jones's final day on his home planet, and hopefully the jettisoning of Mar- the, I 
can't say that word. The jettisoning, jettisoning of Mars-based flashbacks that more than anything else were distracting in their lurid excesses. I have tentative hopes that this series might become what its earlier issues promised, a noir-tinged hero's journey for a much-beloved character unexpectedly tarnished by corruption. This issue will find out if those hopes are justified. So, what are we hanging around here for, then? Indeed. What are we hanging around here for? Well, I'll tell you what we're hanging around here for. We're hanging around here for this cover. My lord, this cover. I, I go on a lot about Martian Manhunter covers. There are reasons for that. Um, this, <laughs> this is a classic example of the form. It's really gross. Uh, I, I quite like uh, a bit of bacon and ham. Uh, this cover uh, might ensure that I never touch either of those foodstuffs again uh, because we've got sort of weird-looking pigs on on the cover. What's really weird about this is that the, the, there are two pigs on the cover and kind of and and they're kind of right close up. Okay. Uh, if they were really there, you would be quite alarmed. You know, if if the cover came alive, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have time to run away before the pigs were on you, and and you can kind of see the saliva and their mouths are open, and it's it's, it's all very disgusting and gross. Not not in a kind of Martian sex sort of way, but in a kind of more I don't know kind of piggy way. If that makes sense. Uh, what's really weird about this uh, this cover uh, is the <laughs> is it the is it the 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 pig on the right? You can't see the pig on the on the left very well. Uh, you you can't see his face or her face. Could be a sow, I suppose, couldn't it? I don't know. Uh, you could you, anyway. You you can't see uh, the the face very well. But the one on the right isn't looking out uh, of the page at the reader it's looking to its right at the other pig it's, it's like really weird it, it, it's like if you can imagine right okay i sorry i've, I've just had a, a weird kind of mental image has come to my come to my mind uh and it may be i don't know it may be a result of the vast quantities of anesthetic that i had injected into my gums earlier today it may be something to do with that i had a wisdom tooth taken out it is a re remarkably straightforward procedure actually but anyway what the hell am i talking about oh yes a weird thought has come to my head which is that if you put uh if you put a microphone on a stand uh, in between these two pigs it would look like they were singing which is kind of an obvious point, but I, I, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Singing pigs, that would be cool. Uh, I better not go any further because Steve Orlando might get ideas. I don't know whether he listens to this podcast or not. He, he might do. Hi, Steve, if you're there. Um, yeah, singing pigs. We don't want that, do we? Not really. Uh, anyway, this pig seems to be looking at the, uh, the one next to it like, hey, are we doing this right? Uh, how long are we going to keep this pose for? That Rosmo guy's taking ages, isn't he? <laughs> oh, dear. 
That's a very weak attempt at humour from yours. Truly, we have a quote. Now, I hadn't even noticed the quote. The reason I hadn't noticed the quote is because I was frightened of the pigs. Uh, Simon actually mentioned the quote to me because uh, he, like me, has been enjoying the quotes uh, from various uh, writers and artists, l- luminaries of the uh, of the comic book profession. And uh, they've had things to say about this wonderful series. Uh, today, it's Kelly Jones. Now, Kelly Jones is, a, is an artist. Uh, Kelly Jones, I, I suppose, thinking about it, if you if you were to pick somebody to say, uh, here's an artist who's been around for a while, this is the kind of guy who'd like Riley Rossimo, Kelly Jones might be one of those people, actually, uh, because his, uh, his artwork is kind of uh, deliberately sort of exaggerated and grotesque and slightly weird. Uh, so there's, there's kind of like a link there with Riley Rossmo. Anyway, this is what he says. He says, supposing if I'd never read a comic in my life, Riley Rossmo's art would make me stop. <laughs> and he then says, pick it up. Oh, I don't know about that. Pick it up, turn each page and gasp with delight. Right. Okay. Reading Steve Orlando's truly thrilling story. Uh, truly. Whenever you say truly, that always puts a little bit of doubt in my mind that you really do mean truly. Mm. Truly thrilling story would then make me a fan. The kind that, oh, here we go. The kind that growls if you interrupt me when reading these guys' incredible book. Okay, uh, a couple of things here. Uh, the kind that growls if you interrupt me. Uh, make me a fan. The kind that growls if you interrupt me. Uh, it should really be interrupt him, I think, because it, the the pronoun refers back to the kind. Um, yeah, it should. Uh, I, I suppose you could say them if you wanted to be kind of gender neutral i think that's the accepted way of doing it but it shouldn't really be me that's the first thing the second thing is kelly jones (laughs) clearly gives up towards the end of this quote (laughs) because he says we're reading these guys incredible book that's so lame incredible book that's rubbish. Incredible book. Oh, dear. Um, he doesn't even do the whole kind of amazing synergy of art and and uh, and story. He doesn't even do that. Just as when reading these guys' incredible book, I I, I always feel like like he's got he's got an exec from DC, and and they're kind of they're kind of dangling a uh, a contract for i don't know a new creeper miniseries or something along those lines or like uh like a guest spot in a forthcoming celebratory issue i don't know what what celebratory issues they've got coming out i have no idea but but the, and the exec is kind of standing over him kind of kind of dangling this thing in front of his face and he gets to uh, reading these guys incredible book and he just slams the pen down and just looks up at the guy and goes see I, i've done enough now have i done enough i've done enough thank you dear kelly jones batman kings of fear that was the most recent miniseries he's done isn't it dead man and the sandman okay no mention of swamp thing 
Uh, no mention, no mention of his rather impressive run on Batman in the 1990s. I guess I don't know. Does it matter? No, it doesn't. Right. The Josh Middleton cover's great. I, I, I don't want to say any more than that. Really, it's great. There are no pigs. Just the Martian Manhunter looking fab and angry, and that's cool. Right. I've gone on long enough. This opening i don't know this opening kind of two-thirds i said opening two-thirds you can't have an opening two-thirds can you but the the first couple of thirds of this book are pretty damn good um you've got uh mead and uh john johns in his john jones disguise about to raid a pig farm because the pig farm is acting as cover for a trafficking ring people trafficking ring okay fine uh what we get is i'm gonna be honest with you is is really good uh it's visceral it's exciting uh these guys are kind of these bad guys are all wearing similar outfits and they're masked and they're uh, they're armed with shovels and later guns, and there are pigs running around and, and generally making the place very chaotic and confused. And, uh, Rosmo does a good job. You've got this, uh, this guy who I think he's identified as Styers, uh, later on. Uh, that's, in, that's funny because, of course, a sty is a, uh, a pig pen. So, mm, is that deliberate? It might be. I'll, I'll say it is. It's kind of funny if it is. Um, and uh, he's got a riot shield in front of him. Not a very big riot shield, actually, I've got to be honest with you. It's kind of like a, a half-sized riot shield. I don't know how good those would be, but he's using it to, to great effect here. Uh, John and Mead are kind of uh, behind uh, him. Uh, Mead's got her badge in the air and uh, is telling no, telling nobody move. And of course, uh, what would have been kind of funny, I suppose, is, it, is if nobody did move except for the pigs. That that could be funny. Uh, that doesn't happen though, because of course we're going to have some action, and we do. We get we get lots of, of really quite kind of impressive action here. Um, and, uh, there's, there's gunfire, there's fisticuffs, there's, there's kicking people in various parts of their body. It's great. Um, Styers, bless him, his, uh, his riot shield is no good at stopping massive amounts of bullets, uh, which is a shame. Uh, and so he, uh, he's kind of injured. They clear out. Uh, the kind of, I, I keep on coming, coming back to kind of D and D. This is like, this is like a, a first big encounter in, uh, in one of the first rooms you go into. Okay. And, uh, they clear out that, that first room. I need, I need to stop talking about D and D. Uh, and, they see somebody running and handily he leads them to an elevator, which takes them down. Uh, to a basement level where uh, the real bad guy is. Now, there's a couple of things, I suppose, that, that are worth saying here. One is that it's incredibly convenient that this guy uh, leads them to the place they need to go. Having said that, um, it's kind of intimated that this is a setup anyway. 
Okay. Uh, and I'm going to say this. Uh, Rossimo and Orlando both do a pretty good job of building up suspense here. Um, and big shout out to the art in particular, which, um, which shows the elevator's movement by, by showing the, um, the change in position of strips of light as they, as they go down. So that, that, that's, that's quite clever, very subtle as well. I quite like that. Um, John is not happy about Mead. Mead's kind of pushing him to, uh, to use his powers, to use his alien powers. And, and John's, it's interesting actually. John kind of says, well, I've ne- not really done that. I've not really become that person since, since, uh, since coming to Earth. And it's almost like, and, and, and again, this is an aspect, and, it, and it's kind of, it, it, it's, it's sort of there, but it's not hammered home. It, it's not, not overdone. That, uh, that this is a story in which, you know, you have a John who is determined to make amends for the corruption and the, um, you know, his behavior on Mars and the tragedy. He, he didn't cause the tragedy, but, but his unwillingness to kind of open up to his family has uh, obviously contributed to their deaths. He's, he wants to put that to one side. He doesn't want to be the Martian Manhunter because he associates that with corruption and with, uh, with the deaths of his family. And here Mead is kind of asking him to do that, sort of pushing him to kind of, to kind of display those talents and abilities and, and be that man again. I quite, I quite like that. I, I think Orlando is doing some interesting stuff here. The, the dialogue's not too bad, uh, here either. I, I probably need to give Orlando a little bit more credit than, than I do about dialogue. I think, I think he's getting better, to be honest with you. Uh, I do. There's a really nice, uh, kind of page here where they, they open up the, uh, the lift doors, they get out of the lift, and it's, uh, it's really nicely kind of done. Uh, just a nice kind of tense kind of dramatic image. And now they're kind of they're up against they're up against uh, sort of people wearing bug-eyed helmets and sort of this weird kind of um, like oxygen lines feeding into these helmets. It looks very kind of weird and high tech. And uh, the helmets are not bulletproof, however, uh, as as we we are shown when there's a lot of red exploding out of one of them. One of them says, yes, protect the research, protect the flesh. And that's something I mentioned in the, uh, in the review on the site. There, there, there is a, this is a standard Orlando thing where, where you kind of basically have uh, bad guys who, uh, who wax lyrical about their badness and about the various kind of things they're involved with and what have you. And it's a way of, of getting across, um, getting across what's going on, getting across plot details. Um, it's not very, uh, it's not a, not a very satisfactory way of doing it. And, and if you do it too often, um, it gets a little bit formulaic and it, and it, and it becomes a little bit, um, well, it kind of pulls you out of the story because you think to yourself, well, no self-respecting bad guy would speak like this. Nobody's, nobody's going to kind of go, as they're particularly if if they're under fire, which a lot of these guys are when they're when they're kind of spouting, 
It's like, you know, no, we must protect the flesh or whatever. I know it's, it's, I mean, look, I, I know there's kind of like a, a convention to these things and it's comics and what have you. And I get that, but you do it too much. It becomes just a, a little bit too obvious. Um, now let me see if I can find a decent example of that from earlier on. Cops think you can just bust in here. The vultures own this place. Middleton's just a way station. We've got nests running folks from Com- Columbia to Canada. I was like, oh, thanks. That's good. Um, I, I, would somebody say that as they're being shot up by police? I'm not sure. I think they'd, they'd probably keep quiet about about the vultures running, the vultures having nests running folks from Columbia to Canada. I, I don't. I think you'd want to kind of say that to police as they're as they're raiding your property. But you know, hey, I don't know. I'm not a uh, a people trafficking bad guy. Perhaps that's what they do. I don't know. Anyway, um, we are in the belly of the beast, as it were. Now we get we get fright foam again. We don't actually see it, but it, but it, it's so John can feel it. He can feel traces of it. He says, "I recognize it. There was a Martian presence at the station. Now this and and they. There's no exit. Me. They've got us boxed in." They keep on mentioning the Good Huntsman, which is which is this uh, this serial killer kind of mentioned in the first ep- uh, first um, issue. I think he was something like that. Mead wants him to to use his powers. At one point, Mead says, "Root these pros if you can, but do not use the elevator." I think I think Orlando means route. Which is R O U T. It might be a lettering error. It's always possible. D line banner is usually pretty good. Uh, but root is probably the wrong word there. Anyway, they are trapped. Uh, Mead and John are trapped. Uh, they are pinned down by a superior force, uh, a very well armed force, better armed than they are. They've, uh, John and Mead have just got handguns. These guys have got machine guns, it looks like. And, uh, Mead's keeping on begging. Well, I say begging. He, she keeps on asking John to, to do his thing, to be the Martian Manhunter again. And he's not happy about doing that. And he goes silent. And then suddenly he disappears. And you and I, we know exactly what that means. That means that, yay, John is doing his thing again. Um, and we get the next page. Of course, Meat doesn't have, doesn't have a clue what's going on. We get, we get the next page of John just kind of, well, uh, kicking ass, for want of a better word. He, he just kind of, uh works his way through these bad guys it's it's pretty impressive he grabs I, it, there's a weird guy here it, it looks like is he the is he mr v he's got hold of uh, i don't know yeah it looks like it maybe as a very weird there's some really weird rosmo artwork here i i, I don't mean weird in in the sense of bad but it's just like weird unsettling um you know the, the kind of the kind of sort of insect helmets are, are, are bad enough but this guy here that he's got hold of is he plucks him out of somewhere i don't know where and uh this guy is wearing robes uh that go down to his ankles 
and he's wearing an extraordinarily uh, tall hat, a bit like a well, it's, it's kind of like a, a, a chef's hat, but 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 not, but but that kind of height. And then when you see you see the back of his head, and his head goes up all the way to the top of the hat. There's no air in the hat. It's like you just see this. His head is that shape, <laughs> which is actually quite a nice. I say nice. It's weird. It's very weird. But it, it, it's a clever, clever thing. I liked it anyway. Uh, and you got sort of Invisible John just kind of doing his thing. And it does look just really good. And uh, they work out, the bad guys work out. There's only a couple of them left at this point. The bad guys work out that there's an invisible assailant uh, moving among them. And uh, they see the dust is moving. And they begin to kind of get a bead on John. And uh, Mead kind of rescues him at the last minute by shooting a bad guy in the chest which is perfectly fine so uh they've they've taken out these bad guys uh including tall-headed chef hat man and um there's only one room left to to look at and they burst in and it's pretty again the, the art's great it, it's it's pretty badass you know kind of john is in the lead and he kind of bursts the door open with his shoulder and there's some weird looking guy just kind of stood there and this is the, the leader of the vultures uh, but when he refers to Mr. V it's clear that he's not referring to himself so whoever Mr. V is is somebody else so the, the brains behind the whole operation he says, you can't stop us. Mr. V will activate another cell. Middleton is sicker than you think. Then sort of John realizes uh, that something's not quite right here. He says, Mead, this man is human. The local thought stream it feels like home. Now, this is this is where Orlando can sometimes be very excessive with this stuff. And when he is, it kind of really uh, kind of destroys the effect that he's going for. But this is this is kind of nice. I like this. We 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 know that the thought the, the word thought stream kind of refers to uh, kind of uh, local telepathic kind of confluence of uh of ideas and thoughts and what have you uh and it's kind of that's that's the name for it so that this kind of the, the way minds link to one another that's the thought stream and what he's saying and also uh the the mental residue that is left by the by their minds that's part of the thought stream as well so when he says here you know the thought stream we kind of understand now this is actually to be fair this is orlando using the flash backs well because we now understand or at least we we have a better understanding of what the thought stream is so when he says the local thought stream it feels like home and he's just got that little bit of a shudder of like oh something weird is happening here something very strange there's something here i feel it emotional residue but not ashley's others and then the lights turn on I don't know why the lights turn on, actually. <laughs> is it me that turns the lights on? Let's have a quick look. No, I don't think it is. It's just kind of weird. It just the, the lights come on for some weird reason. And when they do, you you find out that this is a charnel house. 
that you've got various human Martian hybrids. Uh, they're all dead. They're all in states of kind of decomposition or, I mean, some of them are kind of just, just hanging from hooks and pretty disturbing and what have you. It, it, it is very gross, actually. And this is one of those things where Rosmo's art actually works in the book's favor because although they're gross, they're also, they're also very unreal. So they, it doesn't look, uh, it's horrific. The idea of it is horrific, but it's not. I, I would say, I, if you remember, uh, I, I talked a little bit about this with Electric Warriors, and, and I and I think actually Travel Foreman's art, where when he was presenting us with this uh, mostly consumed um, Electric Warrior, this winged alien, um, and it was still alive, and it was just kind of hanging. That was more disturbing than this is. I, it's a similar kind of idea, but I, but I think Foreman's art was was actually really quite shocking. Th- this is just kind of like weird and, and gross. Um, it's still good, but it, it it's its effect is slightly different. John and Mead then realize that this isn't the end, which is good because it's only issue seven. Um, so they, they realize that, that there's someone else behind this horror, behind what the these human traffickers have been doing. And we get, and that leads us quite nicely to uh, Chan, who is speaking to a man called Mr. Freeman, who looks like an older guy uh, with a white mustache. And he's got the same uh, sort of apparatus that was over Ashley's head a couple of issues ago. So like the, 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 the kind of goldfish bowl and, and the, there's gas being pumped into it and he's naked and his body is kind of being transformed and what have you. Uh, Chan speaking to him. Uh, this is okay, but I think Chan is probably a bit too talkative here at times. It's okay because it helps us understand what's going on. But, but I think sometimes it's, it, a lot of this is, is I, I do think at times less is more with stuff like this. And I think, I think the fact that Chan is kind of having this conversation with this person that he's killing or sort of experimenting on, I don't think he's not meaning to kill him, but it just, that's what happens. It doesn't help really. I, 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 I think, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of weird. It, I, I mean, this is, this might be a nitpicky thing for me to be, to be fair. And I'm quite happy to hold my hand up and say, yeah, I'm, I'm possibly being a bit too harsh here, but it just strikes me as, 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 as detracting really from the horror and, and the, the disturbing nature of the artwork and, and having a conversation between Chan and this Mr. Freeman, uh, just actually, makes it just a little bit more uh, more banal than I would like it to be. Ashley Adams, though, she's gone through some changes. Um, she's looking green, and she's got red eyes, and she's got pointy ears, and she's looking very Martian to me. So Ashley has been, has been abducted by this Chan guy and he's experimenting on her and alone among the experiments that he's conducted so far, she is further along than everybody else. And it looks to me like he is getting her flesh to change in an, in an attempt to perfect uh, a process by which his flesh can change. Remember he has been uh, frozen. His body has been frozen 
and now he's he's trying to unfreeze he's trying to do something to change uh his uh his molecular structure to to make it um more malleable again and uh he's he's working on ashley it would seem to uh, to kind of do something about that. So he's looking for some some kind of a hybrid, sort of Martian-human hybrid here. And that's what Ashley looks like she's becoming. Poor girl. This goes on too long, um, again, I, I would say. And it's it's okay. Um, but, but you had a, a sort of really, um, really quite tight... And well plotted, and I said this in the review. You know, uh, Orlando hits his beats really, really well in that first kind of you know two thirds or so of the comic, uh, and he keeps things pretty tight. And I like it; it's good, it's it's engaging, it's interesting. There's lots of action; it's it's good stuff. This is is just it, we just it's too slack. The 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 the, the tightness is gone. Uh, it's too flabby. There's there's too much conversation. There's not enough. There's not enough tension at times. And uh, we end with it with a coda uh, featuring uh, Mead and John, kind of coming to some arrangement, uh, getting back into into a kind of a friendship, as it were. Um, and that's good. And again, it, and I, I I don't mind it actually. I I I quite like it. I I think though. Again, it goes on for just a little bit too long. And next issue, we're going to get a Mead flashback, which I can't say I'm looking to, looking forward to at all. Um, because, because I don't care. And, and I think, I think one of the things is, is that you, you've established a kind of a great relationship here between Mead and John. John spilled his guts to her. She's going to spill his gut, her guts to him. I kind of get that. I understand that. But, but you've, but you've established a really, that was, this has been a pretty good issue. And, and the last thing I want to do is go back to hear about John Jones, the guy whose identity John Johns has taken. And I'm like, I, I, I don't need this right now. I, I just want to move forward with the plot. I want, I want to, you know, you've, you've got me, Steve, you've got me, you've got me, you've hooked me, you've, 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 uh, engaged my interest. You've made me interested in, in what you're, uh, what you're saying uh, and the story that you're telling. That's great. Let's go forward. Let's get stuck in uh, to the rest of the of the story. And instead, we're going to go back. And uh, I mean, it may be very good. It may be very good. I don't know, but I can't say I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, I like this issue. Um, it ends less well than it starts. Um, that's not to say that. Um, the last two sections are without any value whatsoever. They're, they're entertaining enough and they're interesting enough. And I do like, I, I, I do like this, this, uh, this relationship between Mead and John. Uh, it's good. It, 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 it really is good. And I think, you know, it's, it, there's strong characterization. There's a real sense of connection between the two characters. There's a real sense of mutual respect between the two characters. And it's, it's hard not to like John because he is doing his best here to do the right thing. And, 
and he's stepped up to the plate. This issue has been has been the return of the Martian Manhunter, um, and and it's it's Orlando to Orlando's credit, really, that he hasn't overplayed that. He's allowed us to kind of just kind of go, okay, I can see what's going on there, and that's good. That's that's good, confident writing, and and that's good to see. Um, yeah, I give this seven point five. I, I think last month's was seven point eight. I thought I thought last month had some real kind of emotional. A real emotional punch to it. We, we don't quite get that here, um, but we do get a, a genuinely solid action sequence uh, with some impressive art, and and it's it's a really it's a really well constructed, you know, good twelve or thirteen pages of 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 that encounter uh, at the pig farm, and you can argue, well, did we really need that? And, and in a sense, we're no further along than. Uh, than we were at the start of the issue, but we are though because because John is now much more accepting of who he is, of who uh, of the Martian Manhunter persona and identity that he has. I, I think that's important, uh, and I you know I mean the Martian Manhunter is a character I care about. It's a character I. Uh, I like, I've always liked. I, I think he's 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 an awesome character, and I think I, I give Orlando a lot of stick. But but the one thing I will never ever criticize Orlando for is that he is passionate about DC Comics, and he is passionate about the characters that he writes, and 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 he cares about them. Uh, maybe at times he cares a bit too much, but he does care about them, and he cares about. Uh, getting them right, uh, and sometimes he doesn't get them right. But but when he does, uh, he should be that should be acknowledged. And I think this is an issue where he does get the Martian Manhunter right. I like this Martian Manhunter. I like him a lot, and uh, I think he does a good job with him here. Um, so seven point five uh, out of ten uh, for me. I, I enjoyed this issue. Um, if you want to disagree with me or agree with me uh, or tell me the stuff I've missed. Or just generally have a go at me. <laughs> you can do that uh, at Door Jeremy on Twitter uh, is uh, is where you can find me there. Uh, you can always hit me up on the Slack if you're a member of the Get Fresh Crew. And why wouldn't you be a member of the Get Fresh Crew? Uh, it is the best fandom in the world ever, and I have been part of a few fandoms over the years and the GFC is by far the best so far absolutely fantastic group of people uh, you can always uh, catch me on Slack there uh, if you want to check out my uh, WordPress blog uh, you can do so it's uh, jddunsani.wordpress.com and I'm going to try and up- keep that updated I always say this every every time I mention the blog, it's usually followed by, oh, I'm going to try and update it a bit more, but I will try and do so over the course of the summer holidays. Uh, and uh, you can find uh, mostly stuff that's already been published on the Weird Science website, but there's some uh, original stuff in there as well. Um, so you might want to check that out if you're interested. Uh, it only remains for me to say thank you very much for listening. I hope your comics are great. And I hope you are enjoying, uh, unless you're living in Australia, in which case I think it's winter. Uh, but if you're not living in Australia and you are actually part of the Western Hemisphere, then uh, I hope you're enjoying the, the long, hot summer 
and uh, having a lot of fun. And uh, I will hand you back to the guys in the studio. You take care. Bye-bye. All right, we have one last book, and that is Dial H for Hero. I think it's what Hero. it's called. Is that what it's called? Hero. Dial H Hero. for Hero number five, written by <laughs> Sam Humphries. You are an offensive <laughs> What are you talking about? I got a Chinese guy at my door. <laughs> Hero. Like, you're, you're digging your grave even more. Uh, oh, yes. my goodness. I, I know <laughs> that now, a lot of times. now tests- Carlos is writing back next week. Yeah, I can't really. listen to like, your I'm show done. anymore. I'm, I'm done. real this time. It is, yeah. He's like, really? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Right out there. I'm not listening to you guys anymore. Because Eric's awful and Jim laughs. Written by Sam Humphreys, art by Joe Keone, Scott Hanna, Jordan Gibson, and Dave Sharp. We get to see some of the inner workings of the Heroverse, this issue. And thankfully, (laughs) Sam Humphreys puts aside the goofy H-style heroes that usually mean nothing in this series to give us a couple of good character moments. The art remains the biggest draw for me. Uh, and while I like this issue are a little the, more than the others, moments? I'm still not invested. And I no, I <laughs> ended up. I do like the part where we do see, you know, that Superman didn't save Miguel's parents, and that made me get no, a no, little that is geared good. up. I thought you were going to tell the whole idea. Like, I liked the part where I saw that Supergirl had the same powers as Superman, and when Bruce no, Wayne's parents I've died, and when issues. Barry Allen was struck by lightning. I've seen it. I actually that Supergirl deal. Did you I know, did a Jim, secret origins that an ab, of, of that Sir. an Abin Sir passed his ring along to a one Hal Jordan. Really, really? Did he say something as if one born without you fear? So you pass both tests. All in the hero verse. <laughs> Yeah, you can. I mean, really, well, what would we be without this hero verse? Simon wanted us to review this. Uh, Simon, I'll deal with you later. Uh, I I liked it enough. It, it didn't infuriate me. It's just by the end, I had the problem, and I know Eric had the problem because we kept ready to record. And right as I'm about to hit record, Eric goes, what was this dial of H about again? And I, I'm like, I don't remember. Well, let's see what we can do. Let's wing it, baby. And I read it Hello, and it hours Jim. ago. Oh, my. See, now, now it's now I'm dialing something for uh, obnoxiousness. Would it be so? I Dial H for hate. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah here we go. But I'm not yeah, hating. End I'm up, appreciating. No. Yes, you are. You're educating is what you would think. That's right. Uh, don't hate, Hello. educate. Uh, so you have Miguel and he's in the hero verse and you're going to have this whole deal with him trying to figure out pretty much what will make him a hero. What was his hero moment? What was his secret origin? And it's kind of like the idea. Well, not yet. And so I do not mind this as much only because this is something that we were talking about. It's weird that this clicked in my head this way, but on in the Patreon, in the Slack chat, we were having an argument the last time the year one Superman book came out and what would be Superman's year one, a Superman's year one when he hits Metropolis Superman's year one when he's a baby and, and lands on earth because down on the, the whole idea, the whole idea down on the farm, the whole idea of a hero is secret origin and all these other things. It is the moment when they decide to be a hero, forced into being a hero, whatever. Like I said, the year one is like the where they kind 
when Barry Allen decided to move past the fear of the still force and go for the hope. Yeah, so with this, though, you have a dual story where you have Summer. She's trying to get to Metropolis because she's got to get a hold of Superman. And and the whole idea has been this whole series is we got to get to Central City to talk to Flash. Oh, no, he's not here. We got to get to Metropolis. Still don't know what they think these guys are going to do or whatnot. They're they're facing off. I know you want to get Superman to do this, but, you know, you try to get a hold of them. The whole idea is extended by Snapper Carr, who just can't get a hold of them. Well, that's uh, the so thing. That's the worst extended. part about this whole thing. Thing where I actually stop caring as much about the series. When you see things that are just there, you realize they're not important because all it's all about is like making things like, hey, you remember this from the 80s or when yeah, you were a kid? A, it's having the sup- that's exactly, all this having is. the supermobile here, which I had as a kid and like actually had the same idea of like, why would Superman need a flying supermobile when he flies himself? But yeah. I had this, they, this they vehicle when that I was kid. Joke, and we go to the pinnacle, which I was talking level. about last issue, where it's just a combination of the attorney of playset and the freaking cat's lair of playset and Thundercats. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just that. And I'm telling you, there's nothing clever here because it's just taking this, this, this and saying, here it is, guys. Have yeah, fun. And, so, like, and with that, story. the whole progression of the hero verse at the beginning is the idea that Thunderbolt's trying to get away from them and they're chasing them through all of the most well-known origins origins of all these origins. characters yeah. and it ends up it's just fan service and that's the thing these wonder comics kind of infuriate me because of this nonsense it's not really giving me anything new it's a book that you know simon said it's a lot of fun i think that it can be if you're just going to go into this and just want to read it service level have fun oh my i see them going through really cool art of these origin stories but what is it really about I'm not getting much that, uh, you know, that, and really, this is extended to 12 issues, please. Nobody's reading it. The reason why <laughs> we don't review it on the site is basically nobody wants to review it, number one. Number two, nobody reads said reviews of the person who gets forced to do it. Nobody cares about this book. We have ditched it on the site because nobody cares. They are abysmal, the numbers that we get for this book, because nobody gives a crap. And so when you go into this, I thought, Okay, I heard word, I'm page through it. We get some rules of the Heroverse. We learn about the Heroverse. Not really. It's just a walk down memory lane. It's well, even the a idea when we go to the Heroverse deal. and we're walking through all of these old timey panels to show us the original, like the origins of all of these heroes back, like, you know, from the 30s and 40s kind of thing to show us all these different things as we're chasing Thunderbolt, but finding out that the Heroverse is made up of two sides, the good side and the dark side, where you yeah. have the villains who made the choice of evil, where, like at a certain point in their life, or like heroes who made the good side. We're seeing the good side at this point, just chasing Thunderbolt so he can get back to his body, so he can grab the H dial and actually dial Metropolis, which for some reason now when you dial Metropolis with the H dial, it actually goes and connects you to everybody in Metropolis and making their phones red. Answer. And if you yeah, answer whoever the phone, does answer, you then it's become a hero now. or villain. But I'm like, yeah. I don't know the rules of anything that we're, we're dealing not with find now. Find them freaking- out. He's just throwing things out there. It, it's just whatever he thinks that is cool. I, I'm telling you, this is why I think that Sam Humphreys is legitimately one of the worst, you know, comic writers that they have at DC. Nobody cares about either of the books that he writes. He does this in Harley. They're both jokes and he ends up where you're not explaining anything to us. It, it 
you almost get what you think is a stream of consciousness of sitting there with Sam Humphrey's like, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to have Dial Metropolis, see how that goes. All right, let's do that. And nothing seems to connect. Nothing seems to really have any sort of gravitas uh, because yeah. it's all nonsense. It, it's all, yeah, it's neat to see Miguel there when Batman's parents get shot and then he decides to become the Bat. It's neat to see Supergirl say, hey, look, I have the same powers as you. Oh, you know, Barry Allen, Ammon, sir. Or not Barry Allen. Barry Allen getting the lightning. How Jordan, Ammon, sir. But these are things that we all know. There's no twist to it. There's nothing clever about it. It looks great. The art's awesome. The idea of it, the older, older stories get even more of that, you know, old newsprint look type deal. That is incredible. I love that. But there's nothing clever to this. There's nothing clever of going through secret origins that we all know to get to the point where you find out that the operator is you know the original h dot we knew all this there's no twist and then i'm saying you got to figure out your secret origin well maybe i haven't had mine yet no whatever you know i just and then explain to people for some reason robbie reed went and traveled the multiverse in search of the hero verse and found that once you pass the speed force barrier that's you know if you look at your multiversity guidebook map that's actually there like they're trying to actually give you a place where the The hero verse would be i'm like yeah yeah and you pass through this i'm like yeah you you did a lot of stuff here that doesn't really matter i'm telling you you are talking about stories that actually could be cool with robbie reed actually trying to discover the hero verse instead you have a story about this kid miguel being told a story about this cool stuff that we're yeah. never going to get to see i'm yeah. like you actually had an idea here where you, like I'm, I'm telling you i don't care for the idea of robbie reed going and traveling the multiverse but it could have been a way cooler story something. than anything that we're getting well, here this could have been the way you could have spelled it out and done this and with now you could have had Robbie Reed kind of now with Miguel doing this and going and then you get to like the new frontier deal and and everything in this everything that I consider fun or neat in this it's a hundred percent art except as you get and you do find Miguel uh you get a character moment where if you wanted to know oh man why haven't we seen his parents why haven't we done this and he ends up you know hey Superman remember that second time I called you and you came and saved me I'm a little embarrassed about it I I shouldn't have done the what I did whatever but it is that his parents were in a plane crash and Superman shows up and he is pissed at Superman because Superman was not there to save his parents and it's a really really good two pages it's like i can't yeah, be everywhere pages. man we have to work together yeah, like, it's, that. It, is, it is the best part it's of the really entire good. issue where freaking yeah. miguel is thinking back in this and how embarrassed he is because he would snot up on superman superman just held him as he cried i'm like this is so good why can't we deal with more than this that's and what just i'm saying goddamn nonsense. why couldn't you like, do this oh there's summer the rest driving is a supermobile through gotham city but you're deciding to do this section as if it's batman the animated series i'm like you yep. are not worrying about yeah, the story why? enough. You, for some reason, you're yeah, just trying why? to have fun and make jokes about this thing when you actually That's have something legitimate you can I, tell. I can't, and, and I know that people will be like, oh, well, Jim and Eric, it's about fun and it's about this, but y- you, you need something else with that. You can't just have, let's just do all these panels and substance? go here and there and the other. Yeah, a story substance, because when she does use pretty much a superpowers vehicle, you know, you can get a chuckle out of that as Eric Shea, but you need something more than just that plus you should use the battering ram uh with that but yeah totally when they should. go through gotham that the lexor 7 is not going to stand a chance against that battering ram jim yeah really the lexor 7 Go- gotham there's no need for her to go through there there's none yeah. at all it doesn't do anything 
it, and in it my mind, it's actually just another story. joke for the whole idea. Hey, is it Metropolis is, left or right of Gotham? Like, because it's something yeah. like, hey, where is Gotham in relation to Metropolis? Stuff this like that. So it, it's just a joke. Nothing. I, I, I'm telling you, Sam Humphreys blocked our ass. So I don't care about bad mouthing him. He's terrible. He is an Inca. Any book that he's on, you, you, we hear people sit there and like, who do you want on Batman? Please. If I ever hear, and I have not heard a peep of, hey, how about Sam Humphreys? Really? I, I've not heard his name mentioned in connection with anything that anybody wants. He's just there. He is a guy who's there who was signed exclusive, so they have to give him things, and yet he still can't make something that means anything. He's there with his jokes, doing things never explained. This is the Dial H right now. This is people, and I mean, you know, all 8,000 people who read this, they end up wanting to know what the H dial is, maybe for to go. He doesn't give them that. He gives them fan service. He gives them goofy moments and yeah i could have fun with goofy moments but they have to mean something and they don't they don't at all she ends up crashing in summer crashes in the daily planet you know the big globe i'm even that i'm like really like stupid and then she's like oh what's going on she's kissing it and uh all of a sudden then what you have is is that thunderbolt (laughs) ends up getting the dial getting and dialing metropolis so that suddenly you know, we only get a couple people going on this, you know, nine panel grid, but they're, you know, phones light up red. That, Glowing oh, red. Every, I don't know why my phone glows red. I guess nobody answers a call that they don't know who it's from anymore, especially if your phone starts <laughs> glowing red. People are like, really? Even the one, if this is a robot thing, first off, that's a robo thing. Get it right. Uh, if this <sighs> is a robot thing. I think you have to stop calling me. I'm, Beep boop. I am a robot. I told you I'm hanging up. No, it's so stupid. What are we it's talking about? It's just ridiculous. <laughs> this stupid book. Uh, it's done. I'm done with this. I, I'm sorry, Simon. I'm sorry, everybody who likes it. I, I don't find it any reason to talk about this piece of crap. Uh, the art's great, though. The art's stupendous. Uh, and that but bit with Miguel and Superman all. talking about Miguel's parents, greatest part of the book, but it does not save yeah. the series because it's not even worried about this. What did you say? We get three pages, three panels for whatever it was, but yeah. it yeah. is the best part of the story. And it just kind of gets like, you know, skimped over so we can get back to the laughy, jokey moments like, hey, remember when you had this toy in the 80s? I'm like, I don't yeah, care about that. That's all it is. I mean, we had the problem. You had an issue with White Knight when it first came out because the yeah. first issue, you really thought there was a little too much fan service, a little too much melding of all these different properties hey, and things like that. from the 89 Batman movie. But eventually that was that seemed to be, you know, his way to kind of kind of get you on board and then you got a story we're at issue five of what was going to be six issues so this is going to end at six and then start back up from seven to twelve because they extended it so at this moment you can't sit there and tell me oh well he's still you know getting us into this whole deal no it was supposed to be six and this whole idea the only thing we get out of it now is that the operators Robbie you're going to go forward with this and the idea that there's a good and a bad side which does end up showing Thunderbolt as being his bad side type deal that you had you know suggested before things like that but nothing with it we end up every issue with the kids trying to get one hero and not being able to now you end up with Summer there in 
you know, Metropolis, you know, Superman ain't going to be there. I, I'm sure actually it is the sixth issue. So I think that he may show up because of this whole idea of him and yeah. Miguel kind of having that connection. But even still, you're going to end up having to deal with all these people being heroes and villains. So now we're just going to get back to, hey, let's come up with some goofy things. Hey, I'm going to make this guy weed smoking man. And there's vape dude. Yeah, that, I'm telling you, there's pizza delivery I don't boy. Want that. And they're not even clever when he does it. And and then it doesn't the, – the whole idea of, you know, the Dial H and the, the stuff I've read is that you end up trying to use the dial. And even, you know, Miguel suggests it here. He's like, every time I try to use the dial, it's never something good, whatever. But you end up having the hero – deal with that aspect to try to end up winning the day this is just always i'm this guy look at me i'm gonna do two panels of jumping around and doing stuff and then nothing it it never ends up being a clever thing it never ends up being anything that pushes the story forward it's just hey this is neat right and then you get that now appearing in this one issue here you go it's you know eric shea asshole man there you go i'm like i don't need that i get that every day I don't oh. think it's man child Eric Shea. There he is. He's got his Unicron. Hey, but welcome yeah. back to Boys Toys. It's your man child yeah. Eric Lee. Yeah, really. There you go. There's one of the H dial. I'm heroes. the cellar dweller. Ah, bringing it back to you for horror movie night. Hey, what's that? I'm the guy kid here. What happened? I was just on the phone. Next thing you know, <laughs> I'm there with my suck. pants down and I got the Unicron up my ass. There you go. I just wrote an issue. It's just, it's just infuriating. And, and again, maybe if, maybe it's not all this book's problems, but you know, we also have a wonder twins that I wanted to learn all about the wonder twins in this universe. And basically we're doing the issues of, you know, straight from the headlines, each, each issue that infuriates. We have a young justice that, you know, Brian Michael Bendis doesn't want to tell you anything. Naomi, we're going to get dribs and drabs, you know, and not. So these hero guys, these, this whole deal, Wonder Comics deal, ends up just driving me nuts. And it's also because the other books aren't hitting as well. Then I, you know, sometimes I like a goofy book as a side book. I need something though now. And this isn't it. This, it's just nonsense. And the idea of how bad it's selling, it's the worst selling book at DC right now. And they let it get six more issues. I swear to God, by the end of this issue number 12, they're going to be handing them out to homeless people in Detroit. And they won't read it. They'll wipe their ass with it like everybody else should. I've had enough, Eric. What do you give it? Because I know I'd what I'm giving it. A and 5. it has 5 a out of 10. you right before no, no, no. it. I, I like the stuff of Superman and Miguel, and I enjoyed the art, so I'm going to have to give it a 5.5 5 out of 10, Fuck even though it's way too me. jokey and not doing I'm enough done. for me from the H style. Yeah, I'm done with this. Uh, can we vote this off? Where's the keeper crap? I thought you've been, you've been telling this. me all month we weren't talking about this. We weren't going to, but uh, you know, people were telling me they wanted to hear us about it. Again, when we get all riled up, and I say we, Eric, we get riled up. <laughs> and then I, I love when you do this. I'm like, it's, it's killing me. This ain't no joke. It's not, you know, something planned. I told you we're going to get into this book. I want to be done in five minutes. 18 minutes later, I'm screaming and yelling because I just get riled up. I just Sam Humphreys to me is is a non-factor at D.C. right now. We've already given up Harley because it's so freaking terrible and means nothing. And now we have this book. I'm done. I'm done. Sam Humphreys free. He blocked us. I'm blocking him out of my memory. I don't want anything to do with him anymore, Eric. What's your book of the week? My book of the week is Freedom Fighters number seven. So is mine. 
Oh my, a book that actually is telling a story and got that so amazing. going I love and you that. got the stuff. Speaking I mean, of that, I'm like, it, I wonder if that's been that, my book of the week every issue it came out because it's it's quite possible, yeah, but it's god so damn, good. I'm just like, and even, this even getting that, better and better. Though, that's still fan service because at one point you wanted more Hitler, you're getting it now. Fan service, Eric. Boom. That's what we're talking about. Right? generations of Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're getting all the Hitlers Hello. going on there. Mine is, oh god hate filled again my uh, book of the week is freedom fighters as well it's so good but next week like we said it is annuals week eric and what does annuals week mean as i that means patriotic exclusive episode what what does me asking you questions mean that means i'm delaying you're scrambling to try to get something that you should have had already but somehow didn't think about it after 238 episodes i didn't end up getting the copies until right before we did this they were uh, desperately getting loaded up uh but yeah it is annuals week if you want to hear us talk about these books and maybe offend everyone like eric does or me get angry so that i can't go to sleep until 4 a.m you know go over to the patreon patreon.com slash weird science now i'll give you a little hint the annuals week episode will happen in august obviously uh, july 31st is when they come out that wednesday but by the time we do the episode it will be the sunday after that so if you want to wait just wait till august 1st you get to sign up for the patreon and then you cannot get you won't get charged right away and you can use that whole month of august sure they're not going to join up either way so I don't know uh. why I'm shushing. Uh, so the, you end up signing up and you won't get charged until September if you're a, a new subscriber in August. So there you go. I'm telling you, we got to get some people there, people bailing on us. Uh, but yeah, here are the books that we'll be talking about. Batman Last Night on Earth, number two. Batman Secret Files, number two. Justice League Dark Annual, number one. Red Hood so and ready. the Outlaws Annual, number three. The Batman Who Laughs, number seven. And the Green Lantern Annual number one. Doesn't seem like oh, that no. should have an annual yet, even though we have, have a bunch of issues. Yeah, it's going to be nonsense, here's, Jim. Here's where I want to say we're going to see what goes on because all the reviews that I see for the Green Lantern, whether the issue I think is good, bad, or indifferent, they've all centered on, oh my God, the imagination of Grant Morrison and the art of Liam Sharp. This annual is not Liam Sharp. So I want to see if that affects the scores from people. Nope, imagination's going to be even they more accepted at this point. I don't know. I paged through it. I, you know, it's I thought it looked good, though. <laughs> it looked okay. Uh, but yeah, that's that. So that will be a Patreon only. If you don't want to join the Patreon, you don't want to hear what we say about these books we'll just see in a couple weeks and then we'll get back what about to things i don't want to hear tour. what we say about these books huh what about you that know, jim you, you never listen <laughs> Why would i'm you? gonna be I there mean, i guess yeah really but that's it uh eric what do we say at the end of the podcast everybody have a great week keep week. it weird and we'll weird. see you in seven see you in seven oh!